to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your hosts, Steve Mathis and Daniel Blair. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp MX Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works. Coming at you. It's Monday, July 19th, 5.01 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching and listening. We appreciate it. Millville uh, just happened. It's the halfway point of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship, so there's lots to get into when it comes to the halfway point. Justin Barsha, Jeremy Martin both won their respective classes at Millville, and guess what? We've got them on the show. Both Gas Gas TLD, Justin Barsha, and Star Yamaha's Jeremy Martin coming on the show tonight, as well as our regular Motorsport.com ORW caller named Phil. He'll be on, too. He was team manager this weekend, everybody, and saw a photo of him changing a clutch. So he was also a mechanic. Filthy Phil Nicoletti will be on the night. 702-586-7857. If you want to talk uh, some Millville, you want to talk some MXGP, Thoughts and prayers to all the Jeffrey Hurlings fans. Got landed on. Broken shoulder blade, but he still won. Nice job, Jeffrey. Uh, so we'll talk a little MXGP tonight, too, as well. Much more tonight. We have the uh, motorsport.com tweet at tit segment. We got the race tech rant of the night. We have the X Brand Goggle tear offs. And we have you. And we have in studio, you've seen him on NBC Sports, Supercross shows. You've seen him when you uh, place an order of Eagle Grit. You saw him win an original Arena Cross Lights title. You saw the man wearing LBZ in a Supercross main event. You've seen this man everywhere. He's got his own podcast. Daniel Blair, what's up, DB? How are you, man? I'm good, and you barely saw me here. Well, yeah, Late. Close call. <laughs> Close call. Remember, I've actually delayed come in. Flight, delayed flight. And uh, yeah. I came in once about 30, 45 minutes late from you some did. delays. Yeah. And oh. I think. Was there another cover? I think Berluti maybe oh, okay. came in for the beginning, like to cover, because I told you, dude, I'm in big yeah, trouble yeah. here. But okay. uh, I made it by about 10 minutes, so we're good. Nice. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, Appreciate it. Lots to get to. Nationals, yeah. Nationals halfway point. Yeah, it's been actually really fun. Yeah. Um, another fun one, too. That four, I mean, I know we're going to get into it, yeah. but that 450 first moto the last five minutes it, was nutty. Awesome. It was, it was great. It was, it was everything that you want in, in a motocross race, right? Like it, it was. was. Just, it was just perfect. So. Yeah, you'll love my commitment. I actually, this summer, have been pretty into it. I actually went back and watched that last five minutes three times. Just to, Oh, wow. I, well, I want to put myself in the, in the mindset of each guy and what they were thinking. Yep, because that was like incredible for yeah. all three. They all three were awesome, yeah. and it just worked out one, two, three where they were. But I actually, went back and watched each guy, and you'll be surprised who I was most impressed with okay. in those final five minutes. Well, we uh, we'll get into that yep. uh, and more uh, tonight on the show. Um, final show from the uh, studio today. Yeah, yeah sad from the new studio coming in. I came into the house and. Where is everything? Uh, this is it. This is it. This is all that's left. Yep. We, uh, we're switching studios for the next Monday, and uh, that'll be the debut of the new studio. We'll see what it sounds like. We'll see yeah. what it looks like. Thanks for having me in to close we it got down. A lot, of work to, a lot of work to do. As soon as we leave, throw a match. 
Burn it all down. <laughs> That's what I said. Let's trash the place on yeah. the way out. Uh, lots, of, lots to get into tonight. Uh, looking forward to J-Mart. Barsha. Barsha told me Paula or Lakewood, he wouldn't come on unless he won. And uh, I hit Here him up. Are. I said, yeah, it's time. And uh, so he's coming on. How about getting Jeremy on? That was a, yeah. that was an interesting text exchange. It, right. At first, I was a little curious if this was going to happen. He was a little late to the uh, response. Well, and, then, and, and then he, he revved it up there uh about four hours after we reached out. Yeah, absolutely yeah, right. But we're good. <laughs> Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Michelin Starcross 5, ORW, Skosh, Pro Filter, FMF on Borderless, Atlas Brace, the new uh, Atlas Vision Brace doing well uh, up in Canada. Got, riders are winning with it. And uh, so please check that out. Works Connection, Pulpamex 20 is the code to save with Works Connection. OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, Art of Sport, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, WUSA, Ride Engineering, all on board with us tonight. Uh, uh, really looking forward to having all those guys giving out the codes and everything else to save. You can check out those codes on Sponsor Deals on PulpaMechShow.com. Also, we got uh, affiliate programs with Art of Sport and Karcher and Grill Your Ass Off, uh, all sorts of things to help you save some money if you're in the market for any of that. Amazon as well, if you go through the Amazon widget on PulpaMechs.com. Takes you to Amazon, make a purchase. We get a small slice of that. We appreciate that. That really, that really helps us out. Helps us to uh, get guys like Daniel Blair here in studio and uh, and more. So, um, you know, it's. Uh, I really don't care. I know, but just do it anyways. Directing the show over there, working the camera angles, coming in very early today. Uh, real go getter. Really like to see that. Expect that effort the rest of the way. Travis Marks, what's up, Marks? It's amazing how how hard I try, and the working conditions here are just getting worse. Yeah, there's what? no Red Bull in the fridge. It, oh, there's no hot. fridge. I'm sweating. Okay, well, we got this the air just, on. This is just I, unbelievable. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, I'm coming in hot. You are. That's, you are coming in hot. That's my bad. Uh, speaking of coming in hot, uh, Pulp Mex Fantasy, this weekend, we're trying something new. We have the regular game and everything else, but the folks at Motorsport are sponsors of the Whole Shot Award in the Outdoor Series, and they really wanted to get a, a Whole Shot Award uh, in Pulp Mex Fantasy because they want to be with the number one fantasy game out there, and why not? So, four whole shots at a national, Daniel. Uh, this weekend on Pulpamex Fantasy, maybe Thursday-ish, you can go in, you can pick your, your guys for four hole shots, and uh, the, the, the guy who gets them all right, the soonest, we're going to go on timestamp, we have a formula helmet to give away, we got a gift card to give away, we got a pair of boots to give away, so lots of prizes, uh, it's a whole shot only contest, and yeah, you got four, four chances to get, to get four right, so we're looking forward to doing that. So you got to nail all four. Um. Well, you don't got to nail all four. If, the, if you nail three out of the four, but you were the first one, then you get it. Oh, so it's well, whoever gets. Well, it goes by who gets the most, the earliest. Yes. yes. Okay. So yeah. if, some, if nobody gets all four, then yes, it goes by who gets three all right. so, the earliest. So it's not one of those things where, ah, oh, no one won. No, it, no, So no, you're, no, you're going to no. find a winner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, the uh, the guys from Motorsport, um, they're giving away, uh, uh, it's all on them. Big Is it a $500 gift card? It is. It's a $500 yeah. gift card for first place. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a formula helmet for... Fly for me a helmet for second and some um, Liat boots for third. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah, so there you go. And, and the tie break will be timestamp, and you got uh, you got to pick all four, right? You got to pick four whole shots? Got to pick four. Um, you don't have to be a championship member to play. This is open for everybody, which I think uh, some people enjoy. This but you have to be a member of Paul Beck's you have to be. Yes. You have to have an account, yes. yes. Um, yeah. That's just easier for me. Right. And uh, pick all four, not be a member. It's not part of your normal team. Yep. You just go in and be a separate page. Not part of the first uh, of the finish line or no, any of that. None of that. It's yep. a whole, whole Dang, separate deal. So, so yeah. Wow. We're, we're drawing it out for this weekend. So it'll be on the dashboard this week, and uh, we'll promote it, and they'll promote it. And uh, good luck to everybody for 
for that separate little contest. Taking your phone calls over there at 702-586-PULP. He's in. He uh, He's complaining, uh, but he's here. And uh, he's here in, in uh, body, maybe not spirit. The Tits Legend Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. What's going on? How are you? I'm just glad to be here in general. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate no, that. no complaints from my end. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yep. Nice to uh, nice to hear that, Tits. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thanks for coming in. And uh, we got lots to talk about. Uh, I asked everybody on Instagram for questions for you. And Saw that. I got a shit ton. Yeah, I bet there's a the lot dumbest of them, questions ever, probably. Some really dumb ones. Yep. Uh, a lot of them are like, are you going to be in the booth with Ricky in 2022? Which, you know, uh, yeah. I yep. mean, a lot of those. So, a lot of those. Okay. Um, we'll get to that later on the show. So p- fans want to definitely talk to you about, about that and more. Cool. Uh, Daniel Blair tonight brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. I don't know if you've used Ron and the boys down there at Decal Works for anything over the years. I have but, before. I have before. Uh, for over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom graphics around. Decal Works officially licensed with Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and... Gas, gas. Yes. The expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledge. Decal Works, a proud sponsor of Cooper Webb and Marvin Muscan over there, and the Rockstar Energy Husky team as well, off-road team. DecalMX.com. Use the promo code PulpMX to get 20% off your custom graphics. DecalMX.com and uh, bringing you Daniel Blair tonight. And uh, speaking of Red Bull KTM using Decal Works graphics, um, so last week we had Caleb Russell on the show. Of course, he's a multi-time GNCC champion, and he's trying motocross season, and he said that Roger called him after two races and said that he needs to, you know, get some better results. He's getting heat or whatever from Austria. Mm-hmm. I found all of that surprising. Uh, but um, anyways, uh, so they – he uh, Caleb Russell this weekend at Millville was sick, I guess. So he didn't ride the second moto. First moto wasn't good at all. And uh, he put out uh, an Instagram saying that he's done. He's Saw done that. Moto before before it gets out or whatever. So In my Uber over here, yep. I got the breaking news from, as he put it, the horse's mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of crazy, right? Right. I mean, like it hadn't been going well, but he's coming off a huge crash at Paula. Yeah. Uh, well, even his off season coming in, he had that big one too. So it's been. But I mean, he the guy's won you. Would it would it kill you to carry him for for six more races? <laughs> would it just break the budget? Would Red Bull KTM be out of money? Just that's it. We can't do it, Caleb. We just your mechanic, your travel, the little bit we're paying you. Forget it. Like just it's we're done. Like what? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I that was a tough one too because I I, I understand the. Uh, it's too late to be my rant, but that was maybe going to be my rant. Right? It'd be just a teaser for later. Um, yeah, kind of weird, but I, I I'm curious to what he really thinks. You know what I mean? There's always a difference between a public and private response to something like that. So publicly, you're gonna put on a good face. He's obviously a professional dude, so he's gonna do what he did. But I, I, like, I, I felt like on the show last week. I don't know if you listened, but he was yeah. kind of pissed. It seemed, well, he seemed uh, frustrated for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but again, the Instagram video came across to me as very professional and he yeah. did whatever. Yeah. But privately, I'd be curious to know what, what he's again, really thinking. Again, the guy has won you so many races. And like, look, he has sold KTMs. There's no doubt. Like, that guy, that GNCC crowd is gnarly. They're all KTMs when you go out there. Caleb Russell deserves some of that props for selling some bikes. And they give him four races. You know what four sucks, races. too? You know what sucks? The next six races are all going to be mudders. Oh, can you, you know imagine? It. Can you imagine? It rain all the hey, rest I'd of like the to way see out. Him show up on a blue crew and then just all of a sudden. Oh gosh! Work everybody. That'd be great. Up and win Unadilla in the mud. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. But uh, yeah, I can't believe it. So Caleb Russell, one week after coming on the show, and 
telling us a little bit about it and expressing some frustration is out uh, there. Wasn't so. it the normal like this show was like the bump that helped you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. turned. This is this, <laughs> this show is now you're on the way out. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so JT's coming on later. Uh, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I mean okay. I am, but it's you're you're don't hype it up more than it needs to be. We're just going to discuss it. That's okay, all. JT all right. and I have not discussed this in any way other than through text, and you right. know how that goes. Yeah. Text, you can't feel exactly what's being okay. felt okay. in a conversation. All right. So it'll I all be feel good. This tonight, I'm going to feel this. Well, I'm going to bring it down a level from the texting. The texting oh, got okay. hot. Okay, all right. So yeah. it's so gonna, you, you admit it, you got carried away. Well, that's the thing is I recently, I know this is so pathetic, but I recently learned that you can talk into your phone and text. If you okay. notice, a lot of things are misspelled wrong, yeah. and I don't misspell words when I text, but I've been talking into the phone. So it it, it has gotten a little heated. There's been some words that I regret saying. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tame it down a level, but we'll have a great discussion. About the jet. About the jet. About the jet. Right, the, right. the generational talent. Right, right. Okay, looking forward yeah, to that. You guys, and you guys have been teasing that, too, for far too long. The review show. I was pumped to hear you two get into it. This week, oh. it was it was a good one. Why did he hate Mumphy? Like, well, I don't understand. He didn't hate like, Mumphy, and you know what the problem is? It, of course, no. like, okay, through the course of any moto, you can look at something and be like, well, if this had happened, if this had happened, like that's just racing. Like, I, you can't just shit on a guy's top ten because there was a massive crash that took out two guys that could have beat him. This is like, the problem. I don't understand. This that. is the problem with you and JT, and I I figured it out now okay. as a, a, a outsider. Yeah doing some psychology, listening to sure. your guys' just ridiculous arguments. You guys will end up arguing about separate things, and you're both right, and you won't lay off the fact that you're both right, but the argument is gone now. Uh, I would I agree with that, actually. At it, times, I'm like, wait, JT just moved everything. He just moved no, And You did it on this one. Oh, I did. You okay. did it. Okay. He was right about the pileup having an effect on the results. But, but, of then, but then, you, of course. But then you started throwing in. Well, he's not on a factory bike. And then the next thing you know is you're both making correct arguments, and neither one of you are talking about the same thing. And I'm like, and we just, I know we just sitting there, just probably observing like I am, going, guys, you're both right, but you're not talking about the same thing anymore. Well, I mean, I just look. The bottom line is crashes happen, and you could go back in every single moto and be like, well, this guy would have beat this guy or whatever. I was just simply commenting that <laughs> Mumphy started in the top 10 and got top 10. That, that's all right. I want but to say. you and JT's arguments, which JT and I are in the same kind of realm here, JT likes to there argue. to be – he's good at arguing, but he likes there to be context behind it and some accuracy to what he's saying. He doesn't like to let details slip. So he's very, very detailed in his argument, and his argument is there was a big pileup that caused a lot of good guys – to be out of the top seven where they could have been. So, yes, he got seventh, which is that's great on paper, but it may not have been a seventh without that, and he wouldn't let go on that. And then you kind of went to, well, if he was on the same bike as those guys, he would be beating those guys all the time. And then you were right on that, too, because if Mumford was on a factory bike, I would say that seventh is I probably like more all the time. you're on a privateer bike and you get in the top ten, good job. Anytime. I don't care what happens. I don't care if it's a massive mutter. I agree. If you're on a privateer 250 and you get in the top ten, you deserve a pat on the back. I agree, a hundred percent. But JT want to make sure that the information was one hundred percent thoroughly over, accurate. Over. Jesus, uh, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> Which is why me and him are not seeing eye to eye on our debate because right. there is details that I leave out because mine's more. My thought is more of a feeling, and his is more of. But there's variables that make it not a hundred percent accurate. So that's we're we're fighting over the same thing. He wants accuracy. I have a feeling. Okay, all right. So, Sounds good. Uh, we'll I just think you're out of your mind, dude. That, that's all. That's what I think. All right. uh, let's go to Chris on one. Chris, what's up, man? How are you? 
Good. Hey, Steve. Do you have any insight on the famous sand whoops of Millville? I took my my girlfriend's never been to a motocross race. I said, "Oh, you got to see the whoop monster. You got to see the famous Millville sand whoops." And then we sat there, yeah, right next to the whoops, and said, and she's like, "So, what's the big deal?" I know, I know. Stay tuned. Stay, stay right. tuned for the race tech rant. Uh, I, oh. I, I, I don't know what happened, man. I don't know. I'm going to ask Jeremy about that. He knows some people there at Millville, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask J- Jmart about that because I do. I look. I get changing the track up, and all, but we said on the review show that they were flat for the amateurs. So I don't know, man. Uh the, they were they were rollers that I could. I'm 50 years old, and those were I could have done those. I know. Were, I, between that and the leap, it's been a tough year for signature uh, signature track obstacles. You know. Yeah, the Washougal are uh, going to cut all the trees down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I even texted Greta, but I'm sure she's getting bombarded. Right. I don't know. I, it's just I don't for know, such man. a monumental obstacle, and to and to make them just rollers, small rollers at that. Yeah. I don't, I don't get I mean, it. There has to be a reason. I Blair, mean, Blair could have went through them, and he doesn't even do like outdoors. He barely rides. I ripped right through yeah, those things. Right. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Jeremy about it, Chris. We're gonna get to the bottom. Right, I agree. I agree, though. Not not good. I I, I wasn't impressed. So. No, uh, neither was my girlfriend. Right. Uh, <laughs> poor girl. I wonder if the, what, what the whoop monster thought of that. Uh, hey, it's the uh, it's the factory rider here, the ex factory rider and uh, one time co host Cole Seeley. What's up, Seeley? Hey, what's up? Thanks for calling in. What happened to the sound yeah. this weekend? What happened? I, I don't know. They they apparently didn't feel like building. I just watched a clip from like I don't know, like 2000, 2001, where Stewart was like yeah. jumping through them. That was uh, on like Dino. Dino's on Dino's Instagram. Yeah, 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 it was on Dino's. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, they were tiny, dude. I don't know, man. I mean, you've raced there when they've been big. Uh, well, I don't know. First year you went there, probably what twelve, thirteen, uh, and I think ten. Okay, yeah. So I mean, you you remember. Yeah, they're they're massive. Right, exactly. I, I got passed by a guy with one arm through those. Really? Yeah. Okay. For real. Yeah. My f- I think it was 98, my first year racing the outdoors, and I kind of swapped in him, and a guy passed me in the daytime qualifier, and he had one arm. Not kidding. Oh, wow. Swear to you. Okay. I mean, and he would kind of hold on he, he differently with a modified yeah, yeah. bar, and yeah, yeah. I'd never, I'd, yeah, I'd never, I mean, yeah. I've you don't, you don't forget arm, those, right? Like, you don't forget that. So I like I was riding with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Uh, what's on your mind, man? What's happening? Oh, nothing. I just popped on YouTube and I saw the show and I was like, I'm, I'm calling. All right. I saw, oh. I saw the three winners: Jeremy Martin, Phil Nicoletti, and, and Justin Barsha. So. Oh, oh, Phil Nicoletti. Uh, Phil Nicoletti won. What did he win? Yeah. Something. He, he's, he won. Yeah, he's he's the people's champ. No, oh, he is. <laughs> you got a good point there. Uh, thanks for coming in God a while back. Bless. People really liked it, man. Yeah, people. Yeah, no, I got, I got so much good feedback. I, I want to come back on. I know we were kind of kick on the idea about me and yeah, me and Brayton coming back. But yeah, be, you and JB in so studio would be epic. Would be great. I dropped yeah. in Cole's DMs. What? I dropped yeah. in his DMs afterwards. Oh, Thought you he did? was good. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, you yeah. know, well, yeah, but, but think about Cole when he raced Daniel. He was always pretty articulate. He would be good in interviews. He would, you know, he was mm-hmm. a smart guy. Like. It's not a surprise. I'm a good that, test rider now. Yeah, I see that. You, uh, you, you, did, you helped those guys out a little bit. Your old team? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I went. I went, I'm not going to take any credit credit for that. Oh, I, I would. Know, but yeah. I'd take no, all the, of it. I, that that chassis is so good. I couldn't believe it. Like I, I rode the 250 last year. Yep. When it was KTM. Yep. 
and I got to ride uh, Justin's bike this year or last week, and it was man, they got a really really good program going on over there right now. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I wonder, you know, just I mean, look, you, you've you've spent a lot of time on aluminum bikes. I just I wonder outdoors. Uh, you know, when Marvin was doing really well. We always remarked how good his bike looked underneath him. Now, obviously, look, him and Webb aren't doing as well. So, you know, maybe yeah. that whole th- theory doesn't hold up. But at times, you would watch Marv outdoors, and you'd be like, man, his bike just sticks to the track. Like, it just it doesn't bounce. It doesn't, like, bounce off stuff. It just kind of tracks through the bumps, you know? And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one because, I mean, I mean, Marvin's had his fair share of injuries since – He's really looked on his game, and yeah. and I mean Cooper. Cooper just wrapped up that. Uh, we just talked about this. He <laughs> just wrapped up the Supercross yeah. title yeah. on the high of his life, and now he's bumming Cabo getting you know. Yeah. Top ten. Yeah, for sure, so, right? But, it, yeah. What'd you make of that? Have you ever scrubbed wrong, Cole? Like like him in the. Oh my Sexton? god! No, <laughs> I haven't. Like that was, that. Wild. That was so scary. But he got out of it good. Yeah, he did. He, he that could have been way worse. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, didn't that just happen in one of the MXGPs too? Oh, did it? I don't know. I think so. I, it might have been an old oh, shot that I saw, but I, yeah. the one dude weeded up just, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it, that got tabletop. Out of bad. That was from the back, off the tabletop or whatever. From the, the from yeah. the rear, you could see it. The camera angle. Yeah. Ooh, this was like that old. Mookie video. Remember when Mookie at their house oh, hit somebody yeah. in the air off that big double? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Because I was having that thought, too. Like, yeah. I feel like I've seen this somewhere, and it was it was just I like that it one. it just happened at, like, Matterly Basin at the MXGP. But, Cole, when you're scrubbing, you do you instinctively just go to the side that you're better at, or do you think about this stuff when you're next to a dude going up a face? Like, is there some sort of etiquette or some sort of thought about which way to go? Um, I mean, all of us use our brains differently. I was always the type of guy where it's like, what's it worth if I'm going to scrub and, and maybe make a pass right now or end up on the ground? I always go a safer route. Right. But I, I don't know. To me, the track goes left right there. Like, you come out of a right turn, and it starts to go back left before it reaches a start straight. Yeah. So, yep. in my opinion, Sexton scrubbed the wrong way. But then again, I'm not on the bike, so it's hard to, you know, it's hard to see what yeah. through his eyes yeah, like, yeah. which way he's supposed to go so i don't know but that was that was man that, that could have been really bad yeah absolutely i was um, screaming at my tv oh i know and like you and there was that sprinkler sticking up yeah. that coop could have hit too yeah once, once he saved it uh yeah good god so um yeah, yeah. that was that was nasty cole seeley taking 100 percent of the credit for barsha's win at millville everybody on the no, poll show <laughs> do not put that on the record yep i am i did maybe i could I could literally do a lap and a half, and my arms would pump up so bad. I hadn't ridden in like two months. So, oh, really? Oh, jeez. Um, it was See, bad, but Cole, it was, uh, any any insight I can help with right. those guys. Cole rode the bike. He's like, guys, it's really good. Barsha had new confidence because he's like, look, if Cole Seeley likes it, <laughs> yeah. we're good. Right. One, two no, for the overall. Definitely not how the story goes. Barsha works his ass off. I, I give credit to Will Hahn. Will Hahn. Freaking, yeah, I don't know. I something, think something good. It's a great job by TK to hire Will Hahn. Can now now TK doesn't have to talk to anybody. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now Will can handle all of that. Yeah, because Tyler doesn't want to stay in the yeah, truck. Right. Tyler doesn't want to talk to media. He doesn't want to, you know, just wants to work with the riders yeah, and the team. Rich, Rich talks to the riders and mechanics. Yep. Yep. And then Will talks to the riders and the media. And uh, yeah, and the media and Tyler can just sit in the truck. Yeah, there we wait, go. Or wait in the rental car to go back to the hotel. <laughs> grumpy cat, I was calling mm-hmm. him at one point. Mm-hmm. He didn't like that though. But I was calling well, him grumpy cat. What year was it? Because yeah. there was, there was that year where he was grumpy all year. Yeah. Yeah. Last uh, year, when 
when's Betts and, and Dylan calling in? I don't know, man. Uh, you got – I mean, I think you were the trial uh, test for that, and we decided oh, – that, that was that episode, Yeah, we decided huh? the, the co-host uh, needed to be better prepped before any of that happened ever again. I almost got up to get more pizza. Hold that was yeah. that was a tough one that. to listen to, man. That was brutal. <laughs> Honestly, I was, and you just let it go for so well, yeah, long. Like, I feel cut like, them off. I feel like you know they were both making some good points. I wanted them to start yelling at each other at some point, but yeah, I felt like one of them was really into it, and the other one was laughing kind of the whole time as he was kind of arguing. And right. I think you know which one was yeah. kind of laughing at the argument. Well, you know what? Hey, you win some segments, you lose some segments. Yeah, I, you know? I mean, what are you going to do? Was, <laughs> what, what can you we do? We lost that one. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're, we're all losers <laughs> for that. Uh, all right, Cole, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's get yeah, you back up uh, here. You and JB, be great. Be a great show. For sure. Good talking to you guys. All right. There, Cole. Cole. All right, see ya. That's Cole Seeley, everybody, calling in, uh, offering some thoughts, and interesting that he that he rode the bike and everything. Yeah, I saw that. And um, you're right on Will. I, I mean, we as much as we want to give him a hard time, like in our group text earlier, I kind of threw out what I really thought he brought to the team. You know, he shows up, and then Pierce Brown takes out half the field, so that's got to land on Will's plate too, right? That was his fault. Well, because uh, yeah, because we were talking about how well he was last week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. When he shows up, Barsha wins. Moseman's on the podium. It's like, yeah. man, honeymoon is on right now. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, Pierce took out half the field. That's on Will's. <laughs> that's on Will's watch. So, um, Ferrandis crashed twice in the second moto. Still got third overall. Like, great day. Yeah. You know, Roxon's DNF. Extended his points lead. He's got 31 points. Like, how often do you have your worst day of the season and you get the biggest gap in points yeah. that you've been able to get on the guy all yeah, season? That, it just, that's, what it, that's, that's the old thing. When it, it's going when your it's, way, it's going your way. Yeah, it is. And, and even when it's not, it is. So. How about Eli's first moto, too? Oh, my God. Like there he was, was so far back. He was. I don't know what he did off the start. The one uh, camera out of the second set of the uh, sand whoops, they're all coming. That's the cool shot where they all come. And yeah. I'm like... Whoa, my gosh, that was Eli at the very... I mean, we're talking in the 30s. I know. And I don't know. Like, you should be at the point where a bad start is like eight. Yeah. Not in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, and then all of a sudden, the leaderboard, and he's like, oh, coming through. And you you expect him to get through the first half, the guys, pretty quick. But then he just kept coming and coming, and then all of a sudden was to him. And I'm yeah. like, dude, yeah. the freight train was on. Yeah. And it was That's what made that last five minutes so cool was it, him getting in there, too. It was awesome, and I think it wore him out a little bit, you know, for the second yeah. moto. He didn't have the same sort of gusto, but still, he rode well. Uh, Tanner, what's going on, man? Hey, Steve, what's going on? What's How's up? the show going? Uh, good. I just tuned in just quick now, so I'm a little behind. But, um, yeah, I just had a question. I saw that on Instagram or something that uh, Rod Bell may have lost his exhaust at Millville. He did, yes, he did. So how has the team not figured this out yet? Like, you don't see Tomac or Adam losing their exhaust, so what's going on here? Do they not have a welder? Like, uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a great question. I'm sure FMF would love to know as well because that's their muffler oh, exactly. laying on the track. Uh, obviously, the Cowies do, look. Cowies do have a problem with their mufflers. Uh, you have to make them rubber-mounted, uh, but they did that last year, and then everything got better. A-, a Ray lost a mid pipe at Southwick, but it was bolted to the. It broke, so it, it it was bolted still. The bolt was still in there, and I don't know what happened to Rod Bell's, but that is just epic to that team and and everything else. It's fantastic. It just it adds to their <laughs> dynamic. Yes, well yes, it, it adds to everything that you want to talk about when it comes to uh, to that team. Yeah. So, um, all right, man. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Have a good show, right, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. 
Uh, bringing in uh, Dar- Jeremy Martin right here, the winner of the uh, of the Millville 250 class. And uh, interesting question is how many more is he going to win the rest of the year? We've got six mm-hmm. more to go. Uh, thanks to the folks at Michelin. Randy Richardson, he'll be in studio here uh, in a few weeks to be the co-host. So looking forward to talking to him. For Sport Bike and Track Day Riders, the Power 5 tire is what you want. The Power GP tire features the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup. They got the Commander 3 Cruiser tires. They have the Enduro Extreme tire. They have the Starcross 5s. They got Bicycle Tires, the official sponsor of the wrap-up show. So whatever it is, the uh, folks at Michelin have you covered. Motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com. Follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for a set of mountain bike tires, I say the uh, Wild Series are what you want. If you have an e-bike, go for the e-Wild Series. Thanks to the folks at Michelin. If you're looking for tires, they support the show. They have supported it for a long time now. And uh, so support Michelin, why don't you? Whatever you need for tires, they got it. They'll make a tire for for whatever you're looking for. Got it? Yeah. Uh, thanks to the folks at Vortex Racing as well. Vortex Racing using the uh, the Star Yamaha guys uh, to, to showcase their, their sprockets, whether it's Jeremy Martin winning Millville, Ferrandis, Chad Reed, James Stewart. They've been on the back of factory Yamahas for a long time, and they have the uh, V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. They have their uh, Vortex sprockets that are Cat 5, F5, hard coat, and uh, they have the laser cut steel as well if you want to make it last a little while longer. Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com for more information uh, and to get a Pulp Show deal. Just uh, tell Kyle that you listen to Pulp and you want a deal on sprockets and bars and they can handle it over there. And uh, this man on the line here just went 1-1 at Millville and uses Vortex Racing sprockets to do it on his YZ250F. It's Jeremy Martin. What's up, J. Martin? How are you, man? What's going on, Pulp and Max? Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. I should say, uh, I can't believe you never went one one at Millville before. Congrats! I didn't. I know. Obviously, you've won there, but I guess you never went one one before. I know. It just shows you. Uh, you know, I'm I'm human. You know, I've done a lot of laps there, and I just was never good enough. I didn't cut the mustard. <laughs> you know what's funny is too like so Southwick was Southwick your worst national as a pro. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Honestly, um, I was talking to the team, like, uh, I got out of there pretty quick because I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I needed to kind of gather my thoughts. And then, like, I thought about it, and I was talking to, like, Brad Hoffman in the midweek, and I was like, guys, that's the worst result I've ever had in my career outdoors. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think I jacked myself. I got, like, a tenth or something like that, my rookie or top. Like, close to 10th, the first model at Unadilla okay. in 2012. And then I completely, like, shit the bed. The second model went down twice, whatever. But, yeah. like, never have I ever rode around, guys, and went 11-14. <laughs> I mean, you passed some guys in the second model, like, three times. You just kept falling and getting up. And these guys must have been like, go, Jeremy, just yeah, go. get out of here. Get out of here, right. Like, yeah, dude, honestly, Moto2, I was like, I went down the second time, yeah, and I was just, like, over it. I was like, whatever. <laughs> and, like, I kind of was like, I was obviously hurting pretty bad, and I was like, man. And then I just kind of detached myself from the results, and I just said, F it. Like, right. that looks a fun track. So then I just kind of went, like, F the result, the outcome, whatever else. I'm like, I'd rather be out here anyways. And then I started to actually go pretty fast, and I had some fun. I started picking guys off, and I was like, all right. <laughs> right, okay. Well, well, my point was, is so Southwick's your worst national ever, and 
you know, you're 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 pissed off and whatever, and then you come into Millville and you. I don't want to say it was easy for you, Jmar, because it's these things are never easy. But one one, and man, you just rode away from everybody. So it's weird. I know it's your home track, but you've never gone one one there before. It's weird how seven days later, just everything can change. Yeah, man, I, I'm going to be 100 honest. I was pretty uncomfortable at Southwick. I mean, my my setup is pretty um, unique mm-hmm. in the way that I like it and what I expect from it. But I knew that. Right away from the get-go, right off the gun, I, I rode out there and I was like, "Oh boy, like this is gonna be, this is gonna be tough," you know. <laughs> and then with with my hand and stuff like that, I just, I just honestly, guys, it wasn't the team's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault other than myself. I just wasn't prepared, yep. and um, I wasn't able to ride a a rough, deep sand track to really kind of you know, be able to compete with those guys on that day. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, it was weird to see you back there uh, for sure. But uh, hey, let's focus on Millville. Um, yeah, great day. Um, what happened, Jeremy, to the sand whoops? Did, did John, <laughs> did John or Greta, did they fall asleep on the dozer? Did they forget about that track, that part of the track? Like, I love those things. I have so many laps at Millville. It's amazing. It's the best track on the circuit. But the sand whoops this year, Jer. What happened? Dude, uh, I'm wondering the same thing too, there, guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, they kind of like, they used to be gnarly, right? Oh, so gnarly, yeah. And then for for amateur day, it was like they were just, it was just a straightaway. And it, honestly, amateur day was brutal. Like I checked them out. I was out there about three o'clock, and it looked like moguls out there, guys. Like there was like acceleration chop everywhere, and that looked pretty gnarly. But and I thought. Redbud had definitely had some bigger whoops this year, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and they got pretty deep. So I'm like, ah, oh, I bet they go bigger because Redbud did, you know. But yeah, they were pretty mellow. I was honestly a little bit yeah. pretty. I was, I was a little bit bummed, but you know, I, I'm not in the dozer and whatever wow. else. You know, I'm just a racer. <laughs> I mean, you got to talk to John there. Eh? He's got to fix these things for 2022. Uh, uh, you know, I just uh, so much fun to watch you guys, the elite guys, go through those things when they're big and skim across the top, and and you know, it's it's yeah, it's just uh, you know, the leap was screwed up this year, and now and now the Millville sand whoops were screwed up, Jeremy. I just want these things, you know, like they used to be, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, those things are like staples, right? Right. Like, the Rocco's leap is a staple, you know, like the whoops at Millville is a staple. I think Mount Martin's like kind of becoming like in a way a staple too even though it's a little bit newer because like when you watch someone rip down that thing you're like wow when they carry some speed mm-hmm. you know yeah so nope. yeah I, I did yeah what yeah. about yeah what about roxon's pass on barsha Jeez. oh my Jesus, god dude. <laughs> committed <laughs> hey first moto jmart you rode behind justin your teammate for a long time um you know you were kind of right there did do you think, did you find something to get by him? Do you think he got a bit tired? Do you think that you stepped it up? Uh, what, what sort of, because it's hard to get somebody like Cooper that late in a race, you know, even though it is your place and everything else. It's it's hard to do that. It, you get into the into the pace of a guy ahead of you, and you, it's hard to break him. Uh, what did you think was the reason that you got him in that first moto? I don't. I don't really know. I, I think he probably got a little tight in his arms. If I had to assume, like okay. he kind of maybe mentioned that to me a little bit. But I knew that if I could keep him within within distance, okay. four to five seconds, I knew that um, maybe I could make something happen, or maybe 
you know, he would get comfortable. I, I don't really know. I can't speak on his behalf. I mean, I don't really talk to him too much. But, um, uh, yeah, I just knew that if I was close, I right. could maybe make something happen. And I guess it worked out in my favor. So it was know? more of a case of you staying the same and him dropping off a little bit, in your opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think right. we're – I mean, because I really – I tried to catch him, and he was managing it well. Like – he was weathering the storm pretty well. Like right. I, I was trying, and um, yeah, I don't know. He must have had a, cu- a couple of bad laps there at the end, and I, I just, um, I was hurting guys. Like I was, like, <laughs> man, this is hot, and I, I haven't been doing my motos, you know, and right, and I was like, but you know, I can suffer, so I was just like, f it, like I'm just, seven zero two five eight six pulp. We got a few lines open. If you have some questions for Jeremy Martin, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Jamie, I got one for you. Um, you know, you obviously banged up. We came in banged up, got more banged up. <laughs> and then we were pretty surprised, Steve, I think you were too, that he came back so yeah. quick. Um, was there, when you were coming back, was it, were you looking at the points and going, hey, crazier things have happened, I got a shot at this? Or was it more of a, hey, I just, I want to get out there and ride and race, and if something happens and uh, to help me get back in this thing, sweet. <laughs> But was it more about just racing individual races and just going for it? Or was there a thought that, hey, the championship, it's uh, it, it's it's not all the way out of reach? Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, guys, like I left Colorado pretty deflated, right. you know, and I was going to, I, you know, said to a couple people, like, it's time to, you know, get it fixed up. And I went to my doctor at the Stedman Clinic, and, you know, we kind of talked, and we looked at everything, and he was just like, well, dude, like, you still got a lot of racing left. Like, let's put you in a cast. So I was in a cast for eight days. Um, and then he said, come back in three weeks. So he goes, after, there's no way you're going to be able to ride high point. Mm-hmm. He goes, the pain is at the po- point of the contact point of the bar. He goes, with your scapoid, that's a little bit further back. So he goes, you know, you're not constant. Like, obviously it hurts, but. And it does, you know, it bothers me for sure. Like it gets really sore and stuff and I lose range of motion and it Mm -hmm. swells up. But I'm like, he goes, there's no way with that being on the bar that you'll be able to ride, you know, 110 minutes, you know? So he's like, we'll cut it off after a high point. Obviously I made it like eight days and then I cut it off and I tried to ride Thursday before high point. (laughs) And, um, because I, I was committed. I was thinking at this point, I'm like, well, F it. Fuck it. We're in the, yeah. you know, we, we chose to go this route. Like, if I can go 10-10 or like 12-12, that's points, yeah. right? Yep. And I rode uh, up to my top track, and we had a local race the weekend before, and it was mudder, and I just went over some, like, dried up mud that was, like, all rough and stuff in my Dude, it hurt so bad, my hand just, like, blew off. Oh, jeez, yes. You're like, oops, okay, like, yeah. There's no way. Like, there's no way. Like, at this point, like, you know, I could have someone work on me. I can, you know, whatever, take a bunch of a leave or whatever. And, and like, at this, I'd be a hazard out there, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And you're going to hurt yourself. So I just took some time off. And then, uh, obviously, I had that weekend off. And I rode uh, Thursday before Redbud. And then I uh, showed up at Redbud. <laughs> wow. So Thursday at Redbud, you rode the same top track? and Or Thursday before Redbud, you rode the same top track and felt pretty good? Yeah, I was yep. like, okay, like I can do the jumps and stuff like this. And I, it hurt pretty bad. Like I, I had a hard time, like 
I could barely pull the clutch, like kind of pull the clutch in, you know, because like I had pretty good, like I was getting the, my first three fingers, the thumb, the pointer in the middle were like my strong points. Right. Yeah. And then I had the brace. I was wearing that Mobius brace and like, I wore it, took it off, wore it, took it off. But when I had it on, I really couldn't cock my wrist as much to take the load off of the the broken fingers, right? So that's why I haven't been riding with it, just because it would just, like, with the brace on it, it just put more pressure in that area. Hmm. What's crazy is you still got a podium at Redbud. <laughs> you got a podium in the second moto. That's so, like, yeah. I mean, I, at Redbud, I couldn't really pull the clutch. I didn't even do, like, I did, like, maybe two starts. And, and practice and then like on the parade laps and stuff if you saw i never did a start anyways because my fingers were just like as the day progressed like yeah. everything got worse so like i just saved it and then in the motor i couldn't even really grab the clutch i would just shift down to first gear in the turns and uh, the tight turns you know well you're 68 points down i mean stranger things have happened jmart with six races to go I don't like your odds, but I mean, <laughs> weirder things have happened, you know, uh, you, you gotta be feeling pretty good the way that you just ran at Millville. So, you know, uh, I mean, you know. Hey, I mean, it's obviously though, I'll be the devil's advocate here, guys. It is Millville, you know, like, yeah, of course yeah. I'm expected to win there. I'm expected to blow people away. Like that's just the reality of it. Um, so, you know, we're going to go into Washougal and, you know, like if I can go, if I go one more, one one there again, or I'm really good there, then I feel like it's legit, right, guys? You know. Yeah. So I yeah. was uh, one of the things I brought up was to me like I don't know for you I don't like your odds to get this title, and for you everything is championship robust at the stage that you're in, right? Like you you know you don't care about thirds and and all that kind of stuff. And so I was saying on my show you know a few weeks back I'm like I don't know why he just doesn't go get fixed and make sure the Supercross 2022. He's 100% ready for that. Is this going to put you out for getting some surgery after the year to get fixed, or do you feel like this is something you can manage even for Supercross next year? Um, no, so I'll definitely get surgery as soon as the season's done. I'll okay. get my, my right. wrist fixed, get that skateboard fixed no matter what. That's got to get done. I mean, it's been injured since Orlando, and like at right. that point, like it's broken pretty far back toward the bone. Like The blood flow is non-existent, and it can die, you know? Right. But... Um, for me, guys, you got to understand, like, I missed all of Supercross, right? Yep. And then I missed all of 2019 and all this stuff. And, like, you know, I've definitely kind of been injured in my career a decent amount now. So, I mean, like you said, it is championship or bust. But at the same time, like, yeah, that's what I go for. But it hasn't panned out the last couple of years. Not from It's not from a lack of effort or drive or wanting it, right? Yep. But, like, I'm not going to let it consume me. I still love what I do, and I want to be out there. And sometimes the cards aren't always the most ideal, and you've got to make the best of it. And, and, and this is a good character-building thing for me. So I felt like I can go back and try, and I can win some races, and I can still be relevant, and I can build myself and not just sit on the couch and kind of, in a way, feel like I'm a – a degenerate. <laughs> so for me, it was like, okay, if something goes on or we're three or four rounds left to go in the season and, you know, something's not right, I still have time to get sure. fixed up for next yeah, year. You do. You know? You're right. So that was kind of my thought process on it. Not everybody under, not, not everybody may not understand that, but for me, it was like, I'm okay with that, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you? Do you know if you're going to be back with Star, or are you going to look for another 250 ride? Um, have they told you anything, or do you? Are you going to go shopping again? Um. So yeah. I mean, I'm. You know, you're not going to like this, you, <laughs> Paul. You know, you want me to see. Everybody wants to see me 450, but it's just not. Um, no, reality. I, I can't. I can't get on you. You've been hurt too much. I can't get on you. Different, you know what I mean? Different yeah. scenario. Different scenarios for sure. If you were crushing. 250 Supercross and Motocross, I'd be like, okay, J-Mart, like, quit, move up. But now I don't think anybody could criticize you. you you've had a rough time. so. Yeah. yeah, so, like, for me, honestly, I will be 250 next year. I'm not, And I did sign with somebody. I'm not going to say who it is or what's going on there. But I can actually relax a little bit now. It was oh, looking good. pretty rough there for a little while. But, um, yeah, I don't know, guys. Like, hopefully, you know, the, I got to win. I got to be – I got to at least put together a damn year, right? <laughs> like where I'm like yeah. winning Supercross and I'm winning outdoors before I go 450 because, you know, the 450 class, those guys are bad dudes. And, you know, you want to have good equipment and have good resources to where the team can bring out the best. Like I ride a certain way. Barsha rides a certain way. Eli rides a certain way. And it's about getting the resources to make you comfortable enough so you can – be on on form every race day and compete with those guys and that's kind of i just you know i'm waiting to have that you know have a good ride and have those resources well this was a good ride Uh, look before you got hurt you got two firsts and a second you know so i was gonna say before you got hurt or when you went out you were leaving like the most dominant season or year in history won the heat race Won the first mode. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like the results yeah. were incredible yeah. other than right. Colorado. So I, I'm with you. And, Jeremy, I have to wonder, too, with that time off, is it just like that appreciation for being a racer where you're like, I just can't not be there anymore? You know, especially with all the time you took off where you weren't able to do it. Is there like an appreciation for being on the gate? And even if it's going to hurt and you can't pull the clutch in or do a start, is it one of those things where you just the appreciation for racing is too good to miss out? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think if I went to broke my back, guys, and experienced that level of pain, and, like, dude, I was on drugs for, like, a month just because the pain was so crazy, and I was so removed from it, you know? Like, it really was a massive wake-up call. And then to come back and to, like, see the hand injury, like, whatever, like, it was a big deal. I mean, when Pinky was broken all the way through, and it was, like, dislodged, you know? Right. Um, but, like, I'm just like, hey, whatever it takes, we're going to get back out there. And I kind of like, like, the odds are against me. And I like to know that, like, I can – it's not an ideal situation, and this sounds kind of messed up, but, like, what can I overcome this? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's see what we can do. Can we beat the odds? Like, can we come back and then in two or three weekends after racing, can we start winning again? Well, so yeah. far you can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you, you so did. Far. It's, uh, you could have very well been on the couch and doing nothing it was, last weekend. Like Instead, it's kind you of won. That what if? Like right. that, people don't really think like that. Like, and I was like, dude, this would be rad. Like, right. we could do this. Nobody can really believe, or they may say something, but dude, what if? And that's kind of that's all I needed, you know. <laughs> well, that, that that is kind of you, though, Jeremy. You know, knowing you a little bit and knowing you know we have a lot of mutual friends. Like, you have that chip where you want to prove things you want to prove people wrong uh, uh whether it's media fans whatever it is you've always been a guy that's been like uh, you don't think i can do that watch this you don't think i can go on that mountain bike ride with osho watch this you don't think i can ride with a broken wrist watch this like this is this is your wheelhouse jer 
This is where you thrive. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the smartest thing, but I don't know. I just <laughs> right, like right. <laughs> I just, I like it. I like right. the challenge. And I, I don't know, I guess it kind of stems from my childhood. Like, you know, like coming from, you know, not, not being very good and just, right. just di- different lifestyle, you know, yeah. I guess. Well, speaking of your childhood, what Big Al? What what is going on with Big Al's whole situation right now? I'm not happy. He he had electrical problems. No, I, I uh. want to see the I want to see the troll train kill it too. Like I want to see him up there banging bars. You know, I want to be banging bars with him and stuff. Yeah. And I he's he's pretty fast, guys. Like we were riding during the week before he broke his arm, and I'm not gonna lie, the old troll train was looking pretty good, and okay, I was getting well, kind of pissed. You know, I'm a fan of troll train, as we all know, and I, I like the guy. And then he crashes second moto; he's dead, dead, dead last. It's like, oh god, nothing, nothing's going right for him right now. So, I know, I know. So hopefully they can kind of. I think they had some electrical issues yeah. last last weekend, so they kind of need to. I mean, go to put their head to the grindstone there and kind of figure out what's going on there. And Washougal's coming up, so. You know, hopefully we can get some good starts and make something work, you know. Uh, you want to take some phone calls for some listeners? Let's do this. Uh, first up, it is uh, Jimmy's on one. Jimmy, what's going on? Welcome to the show. What's your question for Jeremy Martin? Yes. Hey, uh, Jeremy, I've been hanging out at the track for pretty much my lifetime, and, and uh, Greta and John are doing a great job. Is there a chance that you have something in place for a generational change or for you and your brother or your sister to take over when they decide to retire? Yeah, what about that, Jeremy? Hey, honestly, man, that's a really good question. We're uh, obviously it's you know I have a twin sister. I don't know if a lot of a lot of people kind of know that. Um, she's the smartest one out of the three of us. <laughs> uh, Alex and I are just the racers, but um, no, for sure, that's something that um, is very uh, we're very interested in. Obviously, it have to be split three ways between the the three of us, you know, or whatever, and we yeah. do it or whatever, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's looking – at first, I didn't really want to be a part of Spring Creek, to be honest, because dirt bikes is my whole life and stuff. Right. But then um, the older I get, the more I appreciate it and the life lessons and the, the people I've met mm-hmm. and um, just everything that's gone on through just dirt bikes. I think I, I'm more and more interested in taking over and being a part of it and wanting to help. I don't know if I'd be a part of it on the professional, like the high-end level like right now, but – for yep. sure, at a local level, I think I'm I'm very interested in something like that. Well, can you make the sand whoops bigger? Can <laughs> you get in the dozer? Say, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, <laughs> Alex and I, Alex and I, are getting there, making things monsters. Right, right. <laughs> um, also, Jared, do you like living uh, up there? Like we know that you spend a lot of time up there. You ride around there. Uh, it's your roots. It's where you you grew up. Um, you like it? Do you do you enjoy uh, flying from Minneapolis every weekend and and you know kind of being based out of there? Is it been a good move for you? Yeah, honestly, man, I love it. Like, um, I, I, I can walk around here and, and I hardly get recognized and I just feel like a normal individual. There's no traffic, nothing. Right. And I can fly out of Minneapolis and I'm nonstop on Delta to almost every outdoor national venue. Okay, yeah. All right, well, sounds good. Uh, thanks for the call, Jimmy. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks. All thanks, right. We'll see you. Next up is uh, Andy. Andy, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm doing good, Steve. Um, I was wondering, Jeremy... Do you have any plans on uh, using your success to help you get, get your brother to ride? I'd like to see you guys on the same team, maybe uh, PC for next year. Yeah, that's a good question, Andy. Well, Jeremy, you, you said you already signed with somebody, so you blew it. But if you were to rip off like five or six wins here in the next six races, you go into Peyton and you say, 
I ain't coming over here till Al's over here, and then you walk out. That's what you should do. Yeah, dude, honestly, that that would be pretty funny, huh? Yeah. I did blow it. Damn it, man. What am I doing? What are you doing? You didn't do nothing for Al. Damn I'm it. supposed to be my own agent now, and like <laughs> I should be helping out the troll train, right. too. I just blew it. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thanks for the call. All right, Caleb rules. Thank you. Caleb does rule. It's too bad he, he had to go. Uh, Brandis on, too. Brandis, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. What's up? Oh, just doing a show. What's up with you? You having a good night? Uh, well, I got I got I got to say uh the Martin brothers are great personalities for the sport. I'll just put that out there first. Um okay. but I was wondering Jeremy, I was there. Uh I saw the pass you put on Cooper like right in front of my face. I was right next to that TV at the bottom of Mount Martin. Did you hear how crazy the crowd went when when you passed him or were you just more or less focused on the race? Man, I'll tell you what. I went down that downhill and I had a pretty good line and I was like I might be able to get him. And I'm like, <laughs> if you're going to get him, you're going to have to go full send. So I sent it down there. And then I realized as I went by him, I'm like, holy shit. I don't know if I'm going to make this damn turn. <laughs> and then, like, I was full on front brake, rear brake. And then I just quadruple clutched it in the turn. And then all of a sudden, I, in that process, I was trying to accelerate so Cooper couldn't come underneath me. And I just heard the crowd erupt. It was pretty. It was pretty phenomenal. It was a really cool moment for sure. I, I can't think of much better than being a pro rider at the track you grew up on, winning a moto, passing for the like. Is that like the ultimate high, Daniel? You and I both race. Like that would be like the best thing in my life. I think. Well, right? especially not just making a pass where the guy made a mistake and yeah, you get yeah. by him. Oh, good job! But to make like the hairiest pass ever. Yeah. Which, by the way, the bottom of that hill does produce. Great passing, yeah. and I've seen it from the outside or the inside. It's just whoever's going to commit the yeah. hardest. So yeah, doing it that way would probably be like the cherry on top, right? Because yeah. it wasn't an easy pass. You you were full commit. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, Thanks no, I was stoked on it. Like, I mean, the mil the pass in the Millville whoops is pretty cool too. But like, yeah. how how cool is that? Like, we've seen some good passes there the last couple of years down Mount Martin, and you're just like you're left with your jaw open. You're yeah. like, oh my god, you know. I remember the first or second year they had it, Pishon just cartwheeled down there. Just cartwheeled all the way to the bottom. Uh, Carmichael did a, did a can-can, too, and oh, got sketchy can, at the yeah. bottom. Yeah, but, um, but Jer- that's when they had the double down there, yeah, right? Yeah, the double down there. Yeah, yeah. I did that. That was scary. Uh, Jeremy, how's the dealership? You've been stopping by there lately? Uh, go see your buddy? Like, How's that going? Are we? Are, are, you're not working there. We know that because you've you got races no. to go, but... Yeah, no, I still talk to him, Jason. He's he's a good dude, but uh, I tell you what, I don't I don't want to ever go back there. I don't want to work there. Like <laughs> that's why he's still. That's why he's racing hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a good life lesson, boys. When you're making ten bucks an hour cash, you're just like <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm working just, working ten, like nine to two, you know, right. part time. I'm just glad that they you know they didn't they they filled your spot. They filled your spot with somebody. They're doing fine. That's all. So uh, you know what I think it is? They felt bad for me, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> nah, they felt I... bad for me, so they're like, "We'll hire you." And then, like, I was kind of like the guy that I was like, they made fun of me, you know, a little bit. They're like, you know, watch me walk around with the turtle shell, trying to, you know, just on struggle bus. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the kid with the turtle shell. Well, you're wondering how he was able to go from Southwick, his worst national ever, to a one-one. Yeah. Maybe a lot of dealership reminiscing oh, during the week, yeah, thinking yeah. about, man, if I don't get this turned around, I could be back there 1-1. One, one. So yeah, yeah. It was inspiring all week. Hey, J-Mart, do you, do, you go to, do you eat in Rochester a lot? Is that where you go to, to go grab dinner? 
Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. So do you go to that Italian place like in the by the Holiday Inn there on the main drag? Is that still there? That place? Yeah, Terza. Oh, it's good. Oh. Hey, pretty. Hey, Rochester's a small town, but it produces some pretty good, pretty good food and some restaurants. Yeah, that place is really sweet. I, I went there almost every year for numerous years. Uh, there was always a wait, and it was always really, really good. So yeah, that place is good. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. We got Phil Nicoletti next. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna to mention anything? Give him give him. Yeah, your dude. I let Filthy do his deal. I don't know what he's got going on these days. I just watched <laughs> him uh, make his debut back in the U.S. and uh, I still watch the old Filthy. And I tell you what, he was he was struggling or whatever a little bit. And I heard him say to Alex, he was going to retire and quit after. Was it Paula? Yeah, Paula. Yeah, he was going to retire. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, come on, Phil, that negativity is just downright bad. <laughs> Too much. Well, yeah, he hasn't really changed, but we had a deal worked out with motorsport guys where he had to call in every every show to recap his, his national. He's and, regretting uh, that. Yeah, he's really regretting that deal because now he has to call in and just tell us about how crappy he feels about the races. So I was Are surprised he came me? at Millville. I know, he's a team manager now. <laughs> he was there. Who knew? And then he stayed. He stayed with Big Al at the at the up at the front gate there, and uh, yeah, you know, spoon spoon the two cats that Alex has got. <laughs> there we go. That's great. Uh, thanks, Jerry, for coming on. Great work at Mailville, man. One one, you you crushed it. So, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. All later, right, bro. See you later. That's Jeremy Martin. Everybody brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Uh, again, email our buddy Kyle at VortexRacing.com, and uh, they can dial you in with whatever you want over there. Tell them you listen to Pulp so you can get a deal on it. Uh, speaking of deals, Motorsport.com, uh, this gentleman has a, a sponsorship through them, and uh, it didn't uh, work out to be on the podium this year for Motorsport.com, but instead he has to call into this show every Monday night to recap the Nationals, either whether he's racing them or whether he is um, – uh, 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 just team manager or mechanic or whatever he's doing. Motorsport.com's uh, Filthy Phil check-in. Phil, what's up, man? Oh, hey, what's going on, Oh, uh, Daniel Blair's here. Oh, hey, Daniel. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Uh, you know, side conversation you and I can have. You were a little aggressive with me in a text message recently. <laughs> and uh, I didn't find it to be fully appropriate uh, with the circumstances uh, that I was in at the moment. But, yeah, it's all good. We can talk about it later. Okay. Uh, uh, it's all right. Uh, I mean, you did blow us off while we were in California, but we uh, we get it. It's cool. Yeah. It's not how it happened yeah. at all, but, you know. You know well, bigger, I'm not, bigger and better things. And I'm just – I don't have a problem with foul language. I really don't. I know there's that old joke, actually because of Jeremy, because <laughs> right, of the whole right. shit yeah. thing. Yeah. But, yeah, Phil, the, the word that you called me, I, I still have a problem with that one. I haven't gotten over that word yet. So, <laughs> Well, good thing you've never spent a bunch of time in Australia because it's quite, uh, quite common. how they say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite common. So um, it's more of like a greeting gesture. Okay, so. I'll take it that way then. Uh, now, yeah, exactly. Now, now, Phil, are you going up to motorsport.com? They're based in Portland. Are you going to go up there and work the phones this week, customer service stuff? Uh, Is that what I heard? Uh, I, mm, possibly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It, it might. Uh, I might have to go um, for some other circumstances, but since Motorsports is uh, has a pretty big presence there, right. um, we we might. Oh, so that'd be fantastic we'll, to have we'll you dealing with people who you know want to buy a, uh, a YZ450 left shroud or something. That'd be great. Oh, well, someone's got to go to the races since you don't anymore. So um, well, I'll be back this weekend. 
Phil, uh, Phil has the demeanor that'd be perfect for customer service. Oh, too. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> a happy voice on the line. Um, <laughs> hey, we just we just hung up with Jer. Uh, one one this weekend. I I, I I heard this and I didn't really believe it. He'd never gone one one at Millville before, Phil. I didn't uh, realize. Mm. It. No, I think uh, he's got a over, he's won an overall oh, yeah. here before. Yeah, a couple you of them. You know, but right. uh, yeah. yeah, never never a 1-1. One, one. So, um, I it, mean, obviously last year he kind of, I mean, can't really say let it slip away. You know, fought to the bitter end. But, yeah. Okay. So, is he going to – so we got six races left. We know – look, he uh, he's two-time national champion. He's a bad dude. It was his home track. Does he? How many more does he win, Phil? The, the out of the six going forward, like Buds, Red Buds, Indiana, Dilla, Paula, Hangtown, Washougal. What are we at? Uh, I say he wins two more. Okay, all right. I think that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he wins two. So, um, yeah, I'd, uh, I don't know. I mean, this weekend was pretty dominant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Not uh, his pass on Jay Coop was ridiculous. Yes, um, yeah, I, I couldn't really believe that he made it stick. But I think uh, Roxon's was better, but only a tad. Um, on Barsha, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I'm, that, that was that was that was unbelievable. He was so, grabbing I, gears coming. He, coming he went there. from second to fifth around that berm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I was standing up there watching practice with. JB uh-huh. and I was just watching Kenny and I looked at JB and I'm just like, dude, watching rocks and pisses me off, <laughs> you know, just absolutely flawless. And yeah, yeah he's, and, I don't even know how to explain it. And when people are, people have come on here and told us like when you race with him, you can't hear his motor. Like he sneaks no. up on you. Like it's crazy. No, he's, right? Yeah. He's a, he's like a silent assassin out there. He went by me at Millville in 2016. Um, I remember like yeah. through the rollers and I was, maybe fifth or sixth, and he went by me. I didn't even know he went by me. Couldn't even hear his engine. It, you know, completely different to, like, when Eli goes yeah, by it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, I, I, and smoke's going he, the bike. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he went by, and, like, he scared the shit out of me because I didn't even know he was there. <laughs> you know? Was that the uh, old, the one crazy lap he did I, yeah. where he was, like, 20th yeah. and second in a lap? Yes. Yeah. Um, just made us look uh, stupid and slow. You know, so yeah, it was impressive. I was bummed he went down in the first corner, but uh, I'm glad it was anything worse because uh, he laid there for a little oh, while, yeah. like something was seriously wrong. So, um, um, did you happen to see what happened to Eli off the start and why he was 30 seconds behind that that pileup <laughs> of Roxon and Sexton? Uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't okay. see it because where I was watching was from was uh, the first half of the starting gate was blocked. Oh, so. Okay. Um, but I did happen to see a couple guys just completely cartwheel halfway down the straightaway in the 450 class, which I don't even know what the hell happened. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, yeah 450 was an amazing day racing. The 250 second moto was I don't know a tad bit boring, right. but uh, after Hampshire, <laughs> I don't know if it's Hampshire's fault or Pierce Brown's fault. Uh, I think I think that's a 50 50 thing there. I think. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, just the fact that RJ was included in it just doesn't <laughs> look good. But <laughs> poor guy, jeez, uh, man, and he just wiped out the whole middle class of the we, field. And we were laughing just, about there's three million dollars on the ground there. Yeah, 
Who, who was the last one to get it? It went over the bars pretty I think bad. that was Garrett. That might have been Garrett. Was it Garrett no, or Fry? No, I don't. Yeah, Fry. Was Fry it? ate shit hard. Okay. The last guy went over the bars yeah, hard. Yeah, it was Fry then, yeah. Um, yeah. But he came in. Jet came in late. Fry came in late. Garrett. Yeah. Yeah, Garrett was early. But, yeah, it was uh, it was a shit show, Phil. Sure. Yeah, that was a complete clusterfuck. So. Was there a flagging uh, issue there, do you think? You couldn't really tell on TV. Uh, I don't know, but just. Some of the guys just launching the single with two bikes sprawled across. I don't, I don't know if they could really see it. So, <laughs> right. yeah, it might have been a little bit of a flagging issue. But at that point in time, I just think shit's happening so fast, no one can get a handle on it. Uh, Motorsport.com, uh, filthy fill check-in. Uh, it's at free, free shipping on anything over seventy-nine bucks over there. OEM and aftermarket parts. Uh, the guys at Motorsport yeah. on board with us to uh, to get Phil through this year. What about Big Al's? Uh, the troll train is off the tracks. Phil, it, it, yeah, it's it, it's. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really say. I mean, how much did you really expect? Um, yeah, I coming guess coming back super early, but uh, I was kind of being optimistic. I said maybe a twelve twelve on the day, but one his bike didn't even run first moto, so that was it. And then mm-hmm. the second one, he ended up uh, going down with. Hunter, Hunter hit him, got squirrely, knocked him down, and yeah, left him battling from the back. So, um, not what Amar wanted. So, I talked to him today. He was a bit banged up and sore, tad bit depressed on how it went. But uh, right. in the grand scheme of things, what the hell do you expect? I mean, it's kind of <laughs> what do you think is just going to pop pop back to a five five finish? And, I guess, yeah. You know, all right. Um, how, how was your how was your visit to FXR? They dropped their new gear. Fly yeah, Racing's coming yeah. on this Friday. How was the How's the visit to FXR? Oh, it was awesome. It was, it was really cool. I mean, obviously, I'd been to the one in Winnipeg, and yep. um, that kind of blew the Minneapolis one out of the water a little bit. But uh, they're kind of transitioning to where they have both headquarters on each side, right. uh, Canada and the U.S. So it was really cool. But it was good to see um, Milton and Doug there and. Um, see what they had going on. So it was worth it to go up there and hang around at the superstore and stuff. So um, Phil trying to yeah. trying to save all his deals for 2022 motorsport, <laughs> ORW, FXR, just just doing all the rounds. Uh, yeah. all, all all the contracts are lit on fire at the moment. So. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, right. My life is going down in a uh, burning ring of flames. So what, what's that Johnny Cash song? Yeah, yeah Ring of Fire. Ring, ring yeah, of fire. Ring of Fire. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, you know, I'm trying to help you here, Phil. So, um, <laughs> what? Uh, hey, bummer from Archbanks. He had another bike issue. This is, I think, a two in the last four motos or something. Like, sucks for Garrett, man. He's, he had a really good season going, and he still does have a good season. It just sucks for him lately. Yeah, yeah. Southwick was a bit tough. Um, you know, he kind of fried the bike in the first moto. I, I think it was a little bit him, and he kind of admits it, frying the clutch. And then uh, he was just in a – mad dash with like uh three or four people in the top 10 there and he's just getting roosted and hammer and radiators got clogged mm-hmm. and yeah fried it and then uh yeah this weekend just didn't go good had a had a bike issue in first practice and then uh bike issue in or no bike issue in second practice and bike issue in first moto Jeez. so related yeah. related or different different issues no no same issues oh, so. okay uh Damn. same thing in, in both of them so right, right. yeah kind of a shitty thing it's I don't know. You can't really blame the team when you know it's um, you know it was a, it was a stock park failure. So it's it's nothing like I don't know. Can't really do anything about it. I guess you know everything. Parts are new and uh, and it happened in the same exact spot on the track too. So really? Just yep. Freaked I mean, on the uphill triple. 
And then, like, we were talking about the chains. So Cody Shock breaks two chains. Uh, Jerry Robin broke a chain in the first practice. Um, RJ breaks the chain. I- I've never seen so many chain failures, and I was a mechanic for a long time. I-, I don't know where these chain failures are happening. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Marshbanks wasn't a chain issue. Right. We had to take the chain off to get the bike back. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was hard. It made it hard on the guys. So two engine swaps, wow. and, um, <clears throat> yeah, and after the first moto, it was just like uh, my original mechanic has worked for Brandon Share, so he had to help Greg, who's Marshbanks mechanic, swap an engine. So I got back after the first moto, and I see Brandon's bike sitting at the wash pad, and I'm like, um, still dirty, and it had been maybe five minutes. I'm like thinking, is nobody going to wash it? So I washed it, <laughs> dropped the oil, put a clutch in it, put yeah. a filter in it, checked the tire pressure, and I saw him, photo you know, evidence of this. You're you're yeah, a manager. Yeah. You're a mechanic. You're doing it all over there at club. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know about that. I did the the, the limited limited amount of that I'm capable of doing. You know, so. Uh, uh, but if I had to swap if I had to swap a wiring harness, we would have been fucked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Still, <laughs> Sorry, though, buddy, you ain't making second moto. Filthy Phil uh, saving the day or helping out the club of Mex guys. What what a what a, what a heart of gold. Uh, yeah, I was actually. I, the only good thing was is I, I rode back to uh, Minneapolis with Lucas and uh, Osho. Oh yeah, and they were leaving right after the race, so I didn't have to tear the tent down or stick around for it. I'm oh, like, that's boys, a dick I'm move. <laughs> that is a dick move. As a guy that's been on race teams before, dude. Oh, I helped set it up. What, what doesn't what matter. Do? You couldn't. You couldn't care. get a ride with anybody else. You just had to get the ride with people who were leaving right after the race. Yeah, I, w- I asked Seth. He was staying in Rochester, so I didn't have a choice. Well, Mert Mer and Osho were my only my only option. How about you rent you a know? car? Yeah, do you have, have you not seen rental cars? There oh, were none in Minneapolis. They're they're insane right now. They're, they're just gone. yeah, yeah it, it is just nutty. It's, it's stupid. Uh, Biden's America. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Seven oh two five eight six seven eight five seven. Biden's America. <laughs> rental car issues. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, inflation. Well, you know what? Hey, you should get a vac- vaccinated. You get a free rental car. I like that. For let's sure. do that. Let's Surprised we haven't been offered that. To uh, be honest. <laughs> uh, give us a call if you want to talk to Filthy Phil. Brought to you by Motorsport and the folks at ORW. Uh, get your bike to the track with style and performance from Off Road Warehouse to find the nearest location. Check out offroadwarehouse.com. They just opened up a couple new locations. These guys are blowing up. Greg, uh, really opening up the new stores lately, man. Doing a good job. They got stores in Temecula, San Diego, Corona, Vegas, Arizona now. Uh, they're on the, the, the Phil can't rep ORW, but Marchbanks is. Shock is. Mumford is. Uh, stop in to check out the latest truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. Offroad warehouse stores are net staffed by a knowledgeable, experienced team. Plus, they install everything they sell. From suspension kits, tires and wheels to steps, bed accessories, and more. Offroadwarehouse.com. Phil's uh, second Crushing it. major sponsor, Offroad Warehouse. Another one that I helped broker. That's what I do, Daniel. <laughs> Make things happen. Uh, so, Daniel, if you were in Phil's shoes, could you do oil, wash, clutch? Yeah. Of course, Daniel could. I'm just, I'm just. Asking. I did it all at your house in 15 minutes. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. It didn't take that long. It was a, like, wasn't it? Did I say we could do it in 10 or something? Uh, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. I missed by a couple minutes, you, but you, you were not able to. No, do it. I can. Does that, does that, wait, Daniel, does that include a skip plate? Uh, no, no <laughs> I don't think yours had one. Are the skip plates are the worst fucking invention in the entire world on a motorcycle? Who in their right mind runs a skip plate? I hate those <laughs> stupid things. 
Just because no. of, of oil? Yeah, I mean, no works connection no, sponsorship just, coming anytime soon for Phil. Uh, no, yeah. any company that makes a skid plate, it's just mental. I mean, they make it so difficult to put these things on and off. It's just it's a hassle, man. Like, I just want to drain the oil. Why do I got to take, you know, four more bolts off to get the thing, you know, get to the oil drain? What always, uh, uh, what always uh, wondered me, like, so like on a YZ450, the bottom of the case is pretty much indestructible. It's right level with the frame. Mm-hmm. And then they put a skid plate on. You're like, bro, the cases are literally the skid plate. Like, the cases can be the skid plate. Maybe even stronger than right, the skid plate. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they say, oh, you land on a rock or do something. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's an inconvenience to me, I'll tell you that. Uh, by the way, check out uh, Mex 20 code at WorksConnection.com <laughs> to save money and get a skid plate. <laughs> get a skid plate from WorksConnection and don't be like Phil. So WorksConnection makes... Other awesome products, FYI, you know. But not skid plates. <laughs> but not skid plates, you know. <laughs> okay, all right. Mention Phil in the comment section and get a free sticker kit. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, right? Uh, do we have an update on surgery for your knee? What, where, when are we doing it? Where are we doing it? Do we know? Yeah, what's uh, I got to go back to New York to get it done, so. Okay. Um, it was just, uh, I had a lot going on with moving in with the house and uh, stuff like that, so it's kind of a, just a bad bad timing right now, so. um but yeah, I got to go back to New York and get it done. So okay, all right. Uh, we're trying to work on a deal to get Phil in studio here, uh, maybe after Paula or after Hangtown. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the Motorsport guys, ORW guys, we're all going to get them in here. So you know, yeah, whatever one uh, Paula maybe be better because uh, ORW um, dealers are around there and stuff, and Mister Tom's around there too. So I'd assume we go to Paula instead of Hangtown. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We we need your sunny disposition here in studio. Yeah, great. I'm I'm stealing your guy for Hangtown. Oh, who's that? Dark Side. Dark Side. Coming on Main Event Moto in studio. Really? Booked his flight. So. He's coming in studio. Coming in studio. Oh, so, wow. Uh, I, I didn't know you really had in studio guests. I thought you just had, like, your brother. We have, or... our, we have our little crew, but he's been wanting to, and he said he booked his flight. So, yeah, wow. it's uh, it's the first uh, attempt at a at theft. I'm stealing him from you. So. Okay. All right. Ooh. We're going to have a Main Event Moto wrap-up show pony launching in 2022. Oh, so, and he's been doing wa- good, so I'm recruiting him. Show. I'm oh, recruiting wow. him. <laughs> I said I would get the pony pod in studio here. I haven't done anything about it, but I do. I do mean to do it. I just, uh, you know, he's Come going on, through man. a tough time in his life right now. It's and, getting better, and I think uh, maybe getting, getting him in studio would help cheer him up a little bit. I talked to him this what's week. He go, what's he? What's Dark Side struggling with? Ah, I broke up with his chick. Oh, okay. Yeah, Phil's yeah. be like, ah, there's. A... How's things with your chick, Phil? Uh, you know, it's okay. Peaks and valleys, like any relationship. Okay, but but, she's, but still in, she's still in Brazil. Oh, she's still in Brazil. She was yeah. angry. Uh, she was angry at you uh, after the JGR show, but she's okay now. No, she's angry at you. N- me? me? No. Yeah. No. No yeah. chance. Or no, Seth. 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 She was mad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So add her to no, the list she, of she, yeah. A lot of females probably mad at Seth. Uh, yeah, I mean, can you really be? Can you really be mad? Like uh, Seth's like, ah, oh, whatever. There's another one around the corner. Like it doesn't matter yeah, exactly. if you're mad at me, you know. Exactly. Uh, Seth looks at him like tear offs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Phil. So if you're <laughs> Phil, if you're Adam, seeing Cirillo, and he's got this ulnar nerve issue, right, going on. Um, mm-hmm. He's not. He crashed again this weekend. Obviously, that you, you you saw that or you know that. Dude, just just get it fixed, right? It's not. It's not working. Yeah. So he has what, like ulnar nerve entrapment, basically. Yeah. They moved so, it. Uh, he had surgery to move it, but I guess it didn't really work. Huh. I wonder where it's entrapped at. At the elbow or shoulder or, you know, where? Mm. Thought he said elbow before, elbow. but. Elbow, yeah. Yeah, huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, uh, 
what it's caused from obviously it's caused from some type of crash not hitting it or whatever i mean i don't i don't know but yeah it's not doing them any favors um not racing but uh what do you do what would yeah. you do uh i think you pack it in i think you just pack yeah. it in because it, it ain't working yeah yeah i mean uh, it's a tough call and then cowie needs a filling guy i don't know i don't know if they do or not probably not just let yeah. Eli ride it out. Yeah, not for the rest of the not not for the rest of the races. I think uh, Adam, yeah. he's got to get it fixed. I mean, if you're looking at even contract situations, he's he's safe for next year. So why do anything that's going to further damage it or delay it? Just get fixed so that you can come out next year and give it a better shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That just sucks for him because <clears throat> Supercross broken collarbone. Now this, it's yeah. like I don't know. Yeah. Um, kind of makes me not feel so bad, but uh, well, yeah, he's uh, his checkbook's fine though, Phil. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, but that's another thing. Who knows? He might have to race a certain amount of races to I don't know, maybe not get docked or injury causes. Who the hell yeah, knows? Maybe, yeah. So. Um, did you yeah. see? Uh, oh, first of all, a couple things. Uh, is Millville the best track on the circuit, Will or Phil? No. Yes, that's no. it, wrong. You're wrong. It's the best track on the circuit. I, I like it. I don't think it's the best track. So I, I was actually arguing with Alex today because it's. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty one line. You know. Uh, what happened to the sand kinda... whoops? I was telling Jared. What happened to the sand whoops? Did Greta or John fall asleep on the tractor? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's John. I don't know who built them. I mean, Schaefer said he was going to build deep ones, but. I don't know. It just always turns into one line at Millville, and I, I don't know why if they need uh, the way the corners are because they're off camera or what. But right. um, it's it's hard to really move around. So it, it is yeah. it is a little narrow in spots. Well, it, yeah. it looked yeah. like they yeah. were trying to build some inside stuff to get you to want to move around, but yeah. they would all end up just taking the one line. You know, like yeah, before exactly. the where Chad did his thing, the corner before that, yeah. that yeah. inside just didn't work right. really no. well. I mean, nobody hardly ever went there. You know what I mean? And at the bottoms of all the hills, all the lines on the out, you know, kind of <clears throat> funneled to the left side of the track up all the hills. And it was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there could have been a little more racing, especially in the first moto with, <laughs> with Ferrandis and stuff. I, I don't know. I think Ferrandis tried every possible thing to try and get by Barsha, but just every yeah. possible yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that I did was taking new lines. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Ferrandis, you know, Bam won, and he rode f- absolutely phenomenal, but I think Ferrandis was a little bit better. But uh, I think it was just the track was just one line enough to where Bam could run, you know, one hell of a wide line. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, who do you like? Do you like Cooper or Jet or Hunter to take this thing home uh, with six rounds to go? What, do you th- what are you thinking? Mm, I don't know. I mean, uh I think the Lawrence's problem. I mean, they they uh, everyone looks like they they can't start fifteenth, right? You know, it's I don't you know Jet rides phenomenal. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if he started fifth, he'll win. If he starts fifteenth, right. not happening, right? You know, yeah. So, well, and then you get when you start that bad, then you could end up in incidents like yeah, yeah. you put yourself yeah. in a bad uh, bad position. Meanwhile, Justin Cooper, who maybe he didn't ride the greatest on the weekend, um, but he still was able to pull a whole shot, lay down five heaters, and then cruise to a 2-3 or whatever right. he went to. Yeah, 2-3. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and Jets riding his absolute balls off, you know, coming back from the pack, and it's just like you're there, he's putting himself on the limit when he, I don't really think he needs to be. So, 
Um, I don't know. Hopefully they're not trying to reinvent the wheel when it just comes down to him not rounding the first corner in a decent position. Yeah, and it's odd so. because earlier in the year we were speaking about their bikes, their Honda bikes, and I think they look better mm-hmm. than the Geico bikes. And mm-hmm. I think they look great, and then they just can't seem to get off the line. The starts were better in the yeah. beginning, too. Yeah, and who knows if it's them or the you know all these things. But but the bikes look good. The factory Hondas look good. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I rode back with Lucas and Osho, and I just I told him I was like, I think you guys are overlooking the whole thing. You know, I just you know, there's no reason to to do any motos this week. Go find a hard pack, you know, section of dirt and do a thousand starts this week. Right. You know, I mean, that's kind of just what it comes down to. And, and Hunter did have better starts, but. Man, he was stuck behind Moseman, I think, the first moto. Uh-huh. Or I don't know how long. Um, and then I don't know who else he was oh, behind. Uh, Max Volan. Max, Max. Max Volan. Yeah, yeah, Volan. And I'm just like, geez, man. I mean, I, I get it, but I said, I punt the kid or something. Move him. Well, but, Jet, uh, Jet got both of them on the yes. same lap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I think that just kind of flustered Hunter. So, I mean, Hunter's starter, starting position was good. He just... Uh, Kind of got stuck in a rut behind those guys um, and followed them for over 20, 25 minutes and just wrecked his race. So I, I would be very scared to be Max Voland if uh, you were Nate Thrasher and Max <sighs> did that move to me in the sand whoops, uh, Philip. You, um, you might have a few words with him. I, I didn't see the what happened. Oh, he I, just, where I was watching, I couldn't see the, uh, the first lap. List. First lap, he just cut. He didn't mean to. He got out. Of, he got. I don't know if he. You know, whatever. I don't know what happened, but he f- went sideways and, and yeah, clipped it, Nate's front the tire. Very end of the first run of sand whoops. It looked yeah. like yeah. he was shooting left to right to maybe get out to that outside and just mm-hmm. crossed him. And obviously, no intent. Yeah. But, oh. but got him at high speed. And, oh. Ooh. Yeah. So that explains where Thrasher went on the weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah. his shoulder was out. And uh, oh. yeah, wasn't very oh. good. So um, yeah, that sucks. That um, sucks. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, man, I, I, I don't know who who I would pick. Honestly, you know that that's tough. Consistency wise, at the moment, you have to go Cooper just because he can hold shot and and stay up there. But it, um, was Mertz freaking out about his like lost millions of dollars? So how was Mertz's mood? I mean, you know. Yeah, this weekend not a whole lot of income for uh, oh, Team Merch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, poor Merch. You know? He's pissed at Maybe me. Maybe we'll right start now. a GoFundMe. Why? I just asked. I texted him and asked him what's going on with the Loraco brothers, and he just <laughs> flipped. I mean, he did one of those things where he texted me like eight in a row. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, chill. It was a joke, but he did not take that one very well. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that then on him. Yeah, yeah. the rock. Oh, he'll be pissed if it, if it gets him upset. I'm gonna do it. He hey, was. We, he even called me today. Still pissed about. It. I'm like, dude, I, yeah. it was a joke. Chill. Right. Uh, hey, caller, who's this? Caller. Do we have a name, tits? <laughs> For this gentleman on the line, no name. Hey, caller. No, he's uh, well. Uh, he's from Australia. But Australia. It's gone. He's thick gone accent. Yep. Shit, it's Myrtle. Was it Moose? Remember Moose last week? No, Moose was rough to, Mo- to understand. Moose was thick, really rough. To thick understand. If that's the case, then this was definitely Moose. Moose said he had I booze for. Moose said he had booze for. Uh, Will. Will. Yeah, Wilbur. Yeah, yeah. That he, guy, was, yeah. he was sending booze to Wilbur. Um, Moose. How about Wilbur over there? His magic touch is working. Pierce did really well at Southwick, and then now Barsha wins. Ugh. Noseman? Yeah, that's that, that's what my dad said. He goes, oh, he goes, Wilbur goes to Gas Gas, and all of a sudden they win. Yeah. It's like, oh, Noseman, God, yeah. here we yeah. go. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, banner day for the Gas Gas boys. So that was uh, that was unreal. And I didn't even know that Barsha had got docked the first moto till the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, him you and uh, who else? Uh, Ferrandis. Ferrandis, yeah. yeah. Just a point. Yeah. A point, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I don't know why Roxanne got docked two for, for jumping farther. It's I was measuring like, tape. Yeah, I'm like, what? You got tape out there to do that? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. You jump over so, 15 feet, you get an extra point. Uh, ORW and Motorsport.com bringing you Filthy Phil Nicoletti on the show. Phil, I didn't see this, but uh, we had something going on with Dylan Wright and Marshall. Welton, up there? Did you see it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I watched it yesterday. Um, okay. Are we mad at Dylan or something? Yeah, I saw that today. Um, I, yeah, Dylan actually texted me earlier, but I, I, I think Dylan did push the issue a little bit too much. Um, this time, like, Marshall and I were arguing last week at Gopher because he was all mad, and I said, listen, I think I think the Gopher incident was, you know, racing daily had yeah. to pass. I saw that, tried. too. I thought it was totally yeah, racing. Yeah, I, yep. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, you know. Um, Marshall wasn't too happy, but uh, the Sandy Lee deal, I, 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 I mean, I even told Marshall, I said, I would have been a little bit mad. I, I don't know what Dylan was thinking, but Dylan said he was crossing him, but on TV, it didn't really... You know, Marshall was riding a little defensive, but it wasn't anything serious. It wasn't a Lessie-type defense, but um, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, that could have been ugly, man. Really ugly, the, the ending of it. I'm glad Marshall didn't whiskey dick off into the fans. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I thought it was going to happen. I thought he was going yeah, straight yeah, in the I so I don't know okay. if that was me. I'm glad Marshall was able to keep a cool head because I probably would have lost it. But and then I guess uh, Pettis got to do it with Dylan in the first moto, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pettis kind of yeah threw it in on Dylan and almost sent him flying. Um, wow. So Jeez. I think uh, yeah, drama in Canada is starting to heat up. Oh. Never fails, man. D- Never Diggs fails. is just Diggs is just sending Dylan out with just mission, oh, you know, just orders. I know, and Dylan's not making his life very easy. Can't, I mean, I don't understand how he can come around the first corner, corner last in Canada almost every time. I mean, you're, but, you're, uh, you're literally racing against guys that are plumbers and carpenters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't even understand what the fuck's going on. Half the guys you know, so. barely have knobbies on their tires. Yeah, yeah. Dylan, yeah, like, yeah, what are you exactly. doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Liam O'Farrell, Liam O'Farrell just put an age back in the day before, and he's out there racing the next <laughs> right, weekend. Right, it's just right. like, dude, come on, man. Uh, so. We got some yeah, calls. We got some calls for you here, Phil. CJ's on yeah. four. What's up, CJ? Oh, is this me right here? This is you, bro. Oh, you are the man, Steve. So listen, listen, Phil. I got the offer of a lifetime for you. Okay. I live oh. ooh, twenty minutes from Bud's Creek. Right. Yep. You can ride there every day with a pro card for free, and I have a tax thermos, and you can work in my shop, and I will pay you. Way more than Jay Mark got paid for working at the dealership. <laughs> you're, a ta- you're, you're a taxidermist. Yes. I, I, you have okay. learned to skin some animals. I mean, I, like I took in two raccoons today. They were frozen. <laughs> who's who's stuffing raccoons? Phil, you seem like a badass, Phil. Could you, could you, handle, could you handle it, Phil? I mean, I, I've never done it before, but it'd be kind of cool to learn something like that. You know? <laughs> oh, I mean, broaden my horizon a little bit. You can break my look. I got a seventeen CRF four fifty that I, I I just put around. I'm just a fat old guy, but I'm in. I'm okay. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I just, so Phil can ride buds every day for free with a pro card, dude. And then I'm, and then and then skin some raccoons. Steve, is this not the best? This is the best opportunity ever. Oh. I mean, Phil, it does sound pretty good. It does the sound. The only issue I the only issue I have is I don't think you can match the the, the payment that German was getting to work at the dealership. <laughs> Yeah, because he was he, making a hell of a lot of money. He wasn't really getting paid. Though. Jeremy said he was getting ten bucks an hour cash. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cash. Along with his other monthly check that he was getting. Yeah. <laughs> that monthly check was slightly bigger. Yes, 
Exactly. Right, so right. we might have a little, I, I'm telling might you, have a dilemma. You go to FagansTaxidermy.com. It's the most fun job you'll ever have. Well, Phil, you okay. Uh, thanks, CJ. We're going to we're gonna mark that down, and then Phil Steve, will. Uh, I'm the one who told you to get your wife the titties. Get your wife the titties, man. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. No, she's <laughs> completely <laughs> over the titties. No titties are happening at all oh, anymore. No, do it for do it for her. Do well, I, her I can't force her to what? get them, bro. She doesn't want them. Like, I can't <laughs> knock her, her out. I can't knock her out and drag her to the plastic surgery. <laughs> she wakes up. Yeah. What the hell okay, am when I? You come, when you come to Buzz, I'll let her feel my wife. Titties, okay. okay. Can I feel your wife's titties at Buzz? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that, the only way to I, do I'll it. do that too. Watch okay. me. I'll do that too. All right. I'll be. I'll <laughs> see you there, CJ. Bring your wife's titties. <laughs> I will. I promise. Thanks, buddy. You guys have a good night. Thank, Thank you. you. Which round is Buzz? Or if you're a little yeah. bitch. <laughs> oh, Daniel, you're going to Buzz? <laughs> well, yeah. Which one is it? I might have that weekend off too. Let's all roll. <laughs> uh, Skin some raccoons uh, after. Phil, do you think uh, you're going to go okay. to some more races? Um, like maybe Washougal, you said, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd, Probably, uh, I mean, I don't know, depending if I can actually walk after surgery, but uh, I don't want to be gimping around at a national, so. Right. And mm. what, what, like, what are we thinking for surgery? How long? I, I don't know, the typical three, four-month deal. So No, I meant until you, till you get it. Yeah, like, when are is you going to get it at some uh, point in the national? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully okay. here in the next two weeks. Like I said, oh, okay. I, I got to go back. I just had so much shit going on here, I couldn't fly home to get anything done yet. So uh, We uh, uh, we got to get you on here fresh out of surgery. I, no, I was going to say, on, what are the odds that like Monday afternoon he has surgery so he skips a show? Probably pretty high. Yeah. yeah. He's going to, hey, you guys have a Monday well, opening? You know, that motorsport, or, you know, I was going to say Motorsport can dock him, but they already paid him the whole thing. So Yeah, yeah. Actually, like motorsport, hard to get back. Mr. Mr. Scott hooked me up this weekend, so he got me six VIP tickets for Milton, the boys at FXR. Oh, so. he did? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was I, awesome. So. I can't believe he did that after, you know, you, you totally failing him and his sponsorship. What a, what a guy. What a guy <laughs> I mean, God, make me feel even worse. Why don't you? Well, I, I'm just saying, you never, you know, you, like, you know, like, yeah. Daniel, tell him this shit happens. Happens every year. Yeah, exactly. This is part of the just game. It just happened to Phil. <laughs> it just happened to Phil on a year <laughs> when he had some good deals going. Oh, it's absolutely a disaster, uh, Phil. Before we let you go, though, let's uh, let's bring this gentleman on the show here. He uh, he just ended up winning Millville. It's Justin Barsha. What's up, Bam? <laughs> What's going on? Well, we got you in the high of winning, and then we got Phil here talking about <laughs> how his shit's gone sideways, Barsha. Uh, poor Phil. <laughs> yeah, it happens, Bam. It happens. I, I, I know, Phil. I've been there. Been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you still riding the high or what? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, I avoid the highs and the lows nowadays. I just, uh, yeah. just ready yeah. for, ready for, yeah. ready for the next race. <laughs> oh, how uh, how long did it take you to to piss on Saturday? Were you there for a while? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I had stage fright. Oh man! So what a the, yeah, the USADA guys did some testing from what we hear. The podium guys, and I think they picked a couple of selected riders as well. And and of course, sometimes you can't pee after a race. Yeah, no, I chugged like twenty waters and then couldn't do it, and then finally after a while I did it. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I, was like, oh, I was like stoked. We were like first moto and early day, and then there for six hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, Phil, did, Phil, did you ever get mad at Bam on JGR days? No, I just oh, one time, one time that was it. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
Oh, wait, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an innocent mistake, but uh, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> so, but no, not that, not that many. Okay, all right. So, so, so being teammates with him was pretty good then. Yeah, for me it was mellow. Yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> we did actually. Yeah, you, it wasn't bad at all. Bam, did you do you remember Phil like uh, racing when you were younger? Or did you take off to Florida right away, or do you do you have any memories of Phil in New York racing at all? Absolutely, I remember him coming to Walden where I was a local, and there was this like section, and it was like uh, kind of like a, a big dragon back, and it went up and down. And I, I remember Phil was on his uh, sometimes one twenty five, but I think he still even was on an eighty then, and he went through it so fast, and I was just like, wow, I, I, I want to do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> now it's complete opposite. I just want to see bounce like Barsha. That's it. <laughs> my life would be complete. See, bounce and not go over the bars. You know? Oh. So. Well, um, you listen, Phil, um, cheer up, man. Uh, you know, you got to keep calling in every Monday as part of your motorsport deal. So, you know, um, we'll keep trying to grill you about the races. You know, you can be our race analyst. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. So like I said, I'm regretting the whole the whole contractual agreement that i have at the moment but uh if i had a weekend like bam i'd be okay with coming on but right uh, right yeah park it is what it is live and learn so uh yeah last week you were complaining about uh who were you complaining about making too much money and they need to give you some what rider was Davey. Davey. Oh, yeah, Millsaps, right. Yeah, Millsaps needed oh, yeah. to give you yeah. some money, right. Yeah. Uh, I saw Davey this weekend, funny, at the airport. <laughs> I'm at the airport. It's 5.50 in the morning. I'm waiting the priority line. And all of a sudden, Mumford and Davey come walking in. And I say, oh, what's up? And Davey looks at me. He goes, hey, uh, what time's your flight? And I said, uh, you know, 6.40. He goes, oh, we definitely ain't making it. I said, making what? He goes, oh, our flight's at 6. I'm like, you think, dude? It's 5.50. <laughs> you're out here at the ticketing counter, <laughs> and your flight's at 6, dude. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Not making it. Not teaching his, his young riders the, the right way already. <laughs> yeah, so, old Davey. All right. Well, hey, Phil, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, man. Thank you. Yep, sounds good. See you, Bam. See you, boys. All right. Bye, Later, Phil. Phil. Uh, that's Phil Nicoletti, everybody. Uh, Justin Barsha on the line brought to you by Vertex Pistons, uh, OEM supplier to Gas Gas, which is uh, what Justin Barsha rides, as well as KTM Husqvarna and more. Uh, every two-stroke KTM Husqvarna and Gas Gas comes with a Vertex Piston in the engine from the factory. Uh, bam, congratulations, man. What a ride. What a day. Uh, you were on it. And that first moto was epic. Uh, Verandas all over you. Tomac right there. Uh that was so cool to watch. I don't know if you obviously you're just trying to win it and you're in the moment, but that was awesome. Yeah, it was uh, definitely crazy. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't realize how much pressure I had until I watched it back yesterday, and I was like, well, that was a pretty insane moto. I was like, I don't know why people are so excited. I was just riding my race. I didn't even know what was going on. Really, I knew Dylan was close, but then watching it, I was like, wow, that was pretty intense. Yeah, really, right? You're just and I like you. I like how you moved over on him, and then you gave him the wave. Like, oh, my bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> my bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, well, I was one of those where I like almost got landed on. I was like, that was that was my bad for sure. Right, right. Uh, oh, I, I like that. I like that little uh, in the moment thing. Uh, is Millville the best track on the circuit? Obviously, you just won there, and I know you're from New York and all that, but it's the best track to me. I, I don't mean convenience. I don't mean you know uh, visibility or any of that. I just think it's the best track. 
I think it's a really good racetrack. Yeah, I think uh, lots of opportunities for passing. You can force the envelope a little and find, you know, find places to make time and um, a lot of different stuff. And I think the uphills and downhills definitely make a big difference. You know, if you're you'd be, you'd be a bit more crazy and been pushing down the hill and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely a really good racetrack. Email sales at pivotworks.com. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX. Get a discount on a full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons. Same ones that uh, Bam has in, in his two-stroke gas gas if he has actually a two-stroke <laughs> gas gas. Um, so you qualified 12th. You were four seconds off. Uh, a guy like you, though, you're, you know, you've been around the block. Like, does that stress you out? Does that worry you? Like, how do you go from that and then, you know, pull the whole shot and lead every lap of the first moto? How, how does that happen? <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't stress me out. I've never been a good qualifier. Um, it does annoy me because I feel right. like I'm a really good racer. But yep. um, so yes, I would like to qualify better. But like, I don't go back to the semi and have a meltdown or anything. I'm just okay. like, yep. uh, I, I'm kind of like, I actually almost put together a really good lap at the end, and I made one mistake that probably did cost me like two seconds. So I would have been way better. But I was just like, all right, if I fix these little things, I'll be good. And, okay. And a whole shot, whole shot makes a, a big difference. So yeah, I, really, I, you know. Kind of showed that this weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it's annoying, but it doesn't really, you know, make me upset or anything. Yeah, it doesn't stress you out. You're just like, hey, I'm 11th, whatever. Like, I'm 12th. Yeah, is what it is. What it is. Right, right. Yeah, especially at this point in your career, too. But but um, anything that you did special, uh, like, to get the starts? Anything that you did differently at all? Because I feel like your starts haven't been there as much this year outdoors. Yeah, we've been been working on it. Um it's more of just, uh, you know, nailing the technique and stuff on the start. Like this weekend, I just nailed two really good clean starts and did everything right. Um, you know, since Will has came on, we've been, you know, I told him, that's the one thing I told him. I was like, hey, I need, I need to be better on starts. So we've been definitely working that a lot. Obviously, it's hard during the week. You know, we only ride in, in season two days a week. So there's not a lot of time. Right. Uh, so definitely, like, when we're out there, though, we work on that stuff. And, um, yeah, I think the practice starts we put in um, previous week helped at the race. 702-586-PULP. You want to talk to Justin Barsha, the Millville winner this past weekend, TLD Gas Gas Rider. Uh, go ahead and give us a call. Brought to you by the folks at uh, Vertex Pistons. Justin, question for you. This class has been obviously the, the, the topic this year with this class is the depth and how fast everybody is and how you can be outside of the top five one weekend then maybe up front. <laughs> I mean, what's it like for you trying to kind of process that where you can have a day where you ride really well and you're outside the top five and then you can come out and win? I mean, how do you leave a bad weekend or a 7-8 kind of weekend knowing that, man, I can win next weekend? Or maybe I just did when the class is like this. I mean, i just curious how you process that, this class. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we started off the season, we were right up in, in, in the fight, and then we went um, quite a few rounds, and it was really difficult um, doing a lot of searching, trying to, you know, get everything better. And it was one of those things where we, like, just had to stay positive. For me, I had to stay positive and just, you know, all right, I know I have the speed and I just need to put everything together, but it, you know, you do one race, another race, another race, another race, and, you know, you're out of the you know, top five. It's kind of like, ooh, this ain't so good. But um, <laughs> going into Southwick uh, made big changes and kind of, you know, I knew I really liked that place. So I was like, all right, I could, you know, I, I would like to win here um, and got a podium. So I was like, all right, that was a step in the right direction. Keep, keep working, working. And then this weekend, everything just kind of clicked and it's just back on track like that. So for me, it's just kind of one of those things where you just have to, you know, 
uh, I don't know. For me, I, I've been at it obviously a while now, so I'm just yeah. like, got to stay positive, got to stay positive, and and just keep moving forward and not, you know, let the the bad races drag you down. So what you changed? What you made some changes for Southwick wasn't a sand setting so, per se. It was something else that helped the bike, obviously for Millville and and Southwick. Yeah, all around, just you know, suspension, chassis stuff, and uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, definitely we we were working, working, trying to find the right things. We'd kind of like, uh, I'm like, oh, this is really good, this is really good. Then go to the race and really struggle, and kind of did that for a few weeks, and then mm-hmm. finally everything just kind of clicked, and uh, yeah, we put together two good rounds. So it's uh, you know, I think that setting that I'm on right now it works good at Southwick, it works good at you know Millville, and uh, I think it'll work good this weekend as well. So I'm excited about that. I was talking to TK uh, probably a month ago. We were just talking about, I guess, from the, you know, the, what do they call it, the 30,000-foot view just on your season and how, yeah. you know, it's still new to them being a 450 team. Um, it's new for you because you're on a new bike that you're figuring out. And he, to me, seemed like really optimistic that, man, we are making a lot of progress. It hasn't been perfect, but we've found a lot of things that'll help us next year. I'm, I know you don't like to live too far in the future, but you kind of feel that way too, where this year has been a learning year for both sides. You've made a lot of progress. There's a, a good mood in the tent. And it's one of those things where you can go into the next season going, man, we are, we are way on a better base, like ready to go at it. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, you know, you go through, you go through a lot of testing first year in Supercross, you, you know, we, and there's some new things, air suspension, obviously, and then spring. So it's like next year, kind of have an idea what, what what's all there. And then motocross, you know, learning, learning. And obviously every year you you move forward when you start testing for the next season. But all in all, I think as a team, we all know each other a lot better. Um, they know how I operate. I know how they operate. Um, and I know the bike a lot better. I have a, a year under my belt. So yeah, next year, um, I mean, there won't be like, there won't be any excuses going, Oh, this is the first year or anything like that, which I, I didn't use that as an excuse, but, um, I just think, you know, you can use that. And next year we won't be able to use that next year. We'll be like, all right, this is, this is us. And, you know, we got to be the best we can be. Uh, Justin Barso brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Uh, every two-stroke KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas comes with a Vertex Piston in the engine. Uh, we got some phone calls, of course, for you, Bam, because you're a popular dude. Uh, <laughs> shall, we get to, shall we get to some of them? Let's do this. Uh, Rodney, what's going on, man? What's your question for Justin Barsha? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. <laughs> All right, man. So I'm going to kind of geek out like a fanboy here for a minute, but i got to tell you a little backstory. Okay. I was, I think me and Barsha, I think we were born the same year. So I was in like high school and one of my buddies was actually from upstate New York and he had moved down to North Carolina and I was a moto guy. He was a moto guy and uh, Barsha was coming. It was like, I want to say it was like 08. So it was like Barsha's last year in uh, amateurs or something. And he started showing me some videos on Verb, and I was like, "Man, this dude is freaking sick!" <laughs> and uh, so I was, I was a fan instantly, and I have been—you've been my favorite rider ever since then. And uh, it's it's super cool, man, to see you still doing good. Man, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, it's always good to to hear stories like that and have uh, fans, you know, for for a really long time. It makes me uh, super super grateful. So thanks, man. Yeah, what's crazy, Bam? Oh, is yeah. yeah, you're at the age, not to make you feel old, but like you know, you know, you've been around a while. Like you've been seeing these guys at the re- like you see the same fans, right? You see the same people. You see the, the super fans that come up, come up to you every weekend. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it is. It is really cool, and it does uh, make me feel good, and still make me feel like I got a few more good years in me. Uh, thanks, Rodney. 
Well, can I one more thing? Okay. <laughs> you know, so, so Atlanta is my only kind of close Supercross, uh-huh. and I go every year. And Justin, you were hurt so many years in Atlanta. Like I would go just, just wanted to see you ride, and you would be hurt, and I, it, it killed me. So it, you were riding for JGR Yamaha, and you were kind of, it was kind of in your in your darker years, and I was still holding tight, dude. And I came up to you in the pits, and I was like, man, I just wanted you to know. You're my favorite rider, and I still believe in you. And I remember you thanking me for that, and you actually stood up and shook my hand, and that 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 meant a lot to me. And I appreciate that. And once again, like it's just it's super cool to see you sticking with it and doing what I've always believed you could do, man. Just keep it up. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, Atlanta definitely it was like a home race for me always, and I was always hurt and for sure had the depression then. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's cool to hear a positive thing out of that that I wasn't just being a, a jerk because I was in a rough time then. So yeah, I, uh, hopefully see you in Atlanta this year and uh, get to meet you. Yeah, man, that sounds good. I appreciate it and good to talk to you guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Rodney. Have a good night. Uh, Noah's on four. Noah, what's going on, man? What's going on? All right. What's your uh, what's your what's your question? All right. So I, I gotta say first off, I've been I've been a Barca fan for a long time. I, I'm a little bit younger, but like ever since Super Minis, I remember there was like a a kickstart video. I can't remember who did it, but just just the way Barca rode, just revving the bike. That's what really like turned me <laughs> on to being a, a Barca fan, you know. But um, now, okay, so let me ask let me ask Justin this. Do you remember Isaiah Murph? I know Murph very well, yes. He was uh, worked for me, worked for Phil. Yep, absolutely. Yes, sir. So I'm, like, really close to Murph. Just seen him yesterday, matter of fact. And uh, so this is, my, this is my only question. I told Murph for my birthday I want a, a Barca plate for my new house to hang up in the basement. So... I gotta ask. I tried to find you at Red Bud. I was I was there in the protest with some some good buddies that were racing, with some privateers. But um, I gotta ask if I can get a number plate. Well, you'll have to you'll have to hit up Murph and tell Murph to get a hold of me because I haven't heard heard that, from Murph in ages. So it'd be good to that, good to hear from hear from him and uh, yeah, we can make something happen. Get on. Yeah, that's what I, that, get on Murph. That's what he was. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was telling him. I said, "You got to get a hold of him because that's that's my boy. You don't know how stoked we are, like just to see you doing good this weekend. Hell of a ride this weekend, man! And I, you, you've got a lot of people in your corner cheering from everywhere around the world. So, <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah, tell Murph to hit me up. There you go. Thanks, Noah. Appreciate it. Next up is uh, Taylor. Taylor, welcome to the show. What's your question for Justin Barsha? Hi, first to say that I went to my um, first outdoors um, race this weekend at Millville, so it's really exciting to see wow. um, Barsha win because he's my favorite writer, so oh, um, I was that's... super excited. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So my question was um, if he's been approached by anybody about um, destinations. What about it, Bam? Um, yeah, that's funny. Funny you asked that. But, yeah, thanks uh, for being a fan and glad you got to your first race. That's a good one to come to, and I'm glad I could uh, win. That's even cooler. Um, yeah, Motocross Nations, there's definitely been some chatter and some rumors and things like that. Nothing um, um, pen to paper yet. But uh, for me, I've always uh, rep- represented hard for the USA, so we'll see what happens. You, you would go, though, right? I, we think you're pretty sure you'd go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right, yeah. right. We uh, we we broke it down the other day, and uh, even though like there's some guys ahead of you in the points, 
uh, that could go where, like, dude, Barsha rides really good at the MXDN. It's a pressure-packed race. You know how to do it. You've ridden well there. Like, I think I would take you, too, you know, if I'm Roger. So, yeah. um, I don't think there's any Americans in front of me right there's now. There's none. He's third in points, so you're no. Oh, are, you, are you third in points yeah, right he's now? Number one American. Oh, smack. Okay, yeah, never I went, mind. Yeah, I, no, I went. I, you're you're not wrong, Steve. I, I was in like fifth and then went to third this weekend with uh, ah, okay. good results. So I really I really want to go win a lot more races because the points went skyrocketed. Yeah, that, that's a nice work to move into third. I think I I think I knew that, but then I forgot again. So, anyways, um, hey Taylor, uh, what a race to go to if you love Barsha and you went to your first race and he won. That's gnarly. I know. <laughs> Do you uh, do you have anybody in your family or you yourself that wants a fly racing Formula CC helmet? <laughs> yeah, we would love that. All right, we got one to give away from the folks at FlyRacing.com. I mean, you know, it's not Barsha's gear of choice, but hey, whatever. We'll still give you a helmet. All right. Thank you so much. All right, stay on hold. We'll get your information. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we got Matt on three. Uh, no, Matt, what's yeah. going on? What's your question for Justin Barsha? Hey guys, what's going on? I appreciate the time. And uh, Justin, I just want to say congrats on an amazing ride this past weekend in Millville. You really killed it, put it together, best best race of the season. It's really cool to see the gas gas up front. And uh, my my question to you is, I'm a, I'm a pro rider myself, and I've done some nationals and stuff and qualified and right whatnot. But I have a KTM 450, and I just wanted to ask any recommendations for some settings that you would say, like, for the for the bike out the box like you know would you recommend a track shock over the stock shock would you recommend the cone valve forks or any settings to get the bike set up better for the nationals yeah uh, thanks for the support appreciate it um yeah you know so it's it's always a it's kind of difficult for me to say that because um like i always just start from like uh you know i'm really lucky to have like the ktm guys and the husky guys that have these settings from over the years so i usually start kind of like on a setting from those guys so i never really to be honest i've never rode a stock stock bike um but like you know obviously if you're a pro rider you know like obviously suspension super super important and like you want to get that comfort set up so i would just say like go after that stuff but like all in all i think like that chassis obviously you know you've ridden it and stuff but that chassis is really forgiving and you could you know if if you can get that suspension good it'll it'll be a really good bike matt it's really uh yeah, I, hit up chris Kiefer. he's he's ridden the production bikes a ton sure. and 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 has tested that stuff the the track stuff and the cone valve uh for all those bikes and so hit him up Kiefer can help you. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen some of Kiefer's stuff before. I think it's great. I just remember Justin uh, telling me something. I actually, Justin, I hung out with you a while ago in person, dude. Back at like MTF days, I went I went to your house All one right. time. We were jumping jumping on your golf cart with ramps and stuff with uh, with Lampy. I'm actually from New York. Like I've raced a bunch of MSC oh, District 34 races with you. But uh, I was just I was saying, you know, with the suspension stuff too, man. It's like. Do you like it more stable? Like, are you more like a guy that rides the front end? Or do you like, because I, I know you like, you definitely push real hard. You ride, like, you ride the bike, like, super aggressive. So would you prefer a thing that's more like front end heavy or more kind of like, like stable and whatnot? Yeah, so it's it's funny. Um, I'm I'm probably I'm probably like any racer. We like the suspension to feel really plush, but you don't want it to bottom out. So <laughs> I, I <laughs> like that's pretty much every racer ever coming up suspension that your right. suspension guy hates you. Like, right. oh man, I, it needs to be stiffer, but I need it to be plush. So 
Yeah. <laughs> like that's just the thing that I'm sure Steve's heard it from his riders over the years when he was mechanic and stuff. But like, yeah, that's uh, you know, for me, obviously, I, I like to have some hold up, but like in in the big bumps and stuff. But then in the, in the you know in the corners, I like my bike to settle down. And obviously, um, I ride on the rear a lot, but I also like um, you know my front end to be really planted and stick to the ground and not slide out. So I would just say you know <laughs> when when you do test or if you do suspension testing, like you want to make sure you like do you know you know hammer down some hard laps get the feel of the bike and when you make changes obviously after you make those changes like for me i like to do a, a long moto to make sure it's actually the right decision and not just the suspension for a fast lap that's actually a really smart idea too that so many things are done off of a few laps from testing or the track is gone the track is completely yeah. wasted you know so uh yeah good good advice thanks matt great i appreciate it thanks guys thank you uh, Justin, Justin, we had Will Hahn on the show last week, and uh, obviously he's over there now. He told us that you approached him way before uh, TK did, Tyler Keefe, the manager. Uh, you approached him to be like, hey, can you help me? What What was that? What was the impetus behind that? Yeah, you know, I was just looking, you know, I've been trying to put together this program for a long time of, like, the, the people I wanted in my corner, and, like, I got – super close to all that and then like will was i felt like the last key piece that i wanted mm-hmm. um I, I knew will from geico days we were teammates and we we got along really well i liked his personality i think he's you know it was a great racer so yeah i just pretty much was like you know if you ever decide to leave like i'd love to work with you and, yep. and i was i was i was pushing him hard and then i did talk to tk about it and tk's like oh I, I wanted will will here forever as well i was like well this this could definitely work yeah. so uh it, you know, it, it didn't. It wasn't sure if it would happen, and then, you know, when it did happen, I was like really stoked, and like the, the all the puzzle pieces are kind of together now, and um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Will's Will's a good dude, and yeah. I enjoy work with him. Does he help you much with your riding? Because I, I mean, I know Pierce and uh, and Michael. Well, Michael's in Florida a little bit, but with Pierce, you know, that's. I think with Pierce, it's like, hey, Will, really help turn Pierce around here. Show him, you know, show him what to do. Show him the the ways, put some pressure on him and all that. But you, you're a veteran. You just won a 450 National. Can he actually help you ride the bike? Absolutely. Um, it's it's all about those little things, man. It's like when you're at, at the, the top of the level with the best of the best, these little things make such big differences. And like, like I was talking about start technique and just like being on the balls of your feet, you kind of, you can get easily like pounding out these motos, pounding out these sprints, lose track of the little things. And those little things are actually the things that make a way bigger difference than anything else. So yeah, I think for me, it was like, Will was a great racer and he's, he did really well with the star guys. And for me, like he can, you know, I want him to watch me like a Hulk and like, you're, I'm like at, at, I'm at the point in my career now where like no one's gonna hurt my feelings if they tell me to, I'm doing something wrong or right. to, or try something. Like if someone tells me to try something and I'm like no, that's not right. I'll, I'll take it in one ear and, and out the other. But right. all in all, like no, Will knows what he's doing. So like I, I want him to you know watch me like crazy and and fix those little things so I can be the best I can be. And I think like 
this weekend it really showed like i don't know like i kind of on tv a little like we just kind of <laughs> even you know grant i think grant does an awesome job announcing he like sees things the racer sees and it was sick but like they kind of like you know see my mistakes and stuff and and like that's just my style and and they know that as well so that's why like weed says it a lot but he's like that's just his style and like you know when i get in my groove though like all the things i w- mean will have been working on for only like two weeks i could see in my riding when i okay. watched the race back yeah it was really cool because that's i knew you know will knew and i knew we worked on those things and he's like man you were nailing this down the hill and this this and i was like yeah it felt like kind of effortless which was really right. cool yeah, you are a little bit of a loose rider. That's always been your style, <laughs> yeah, you know. But time. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's that's the way it is. So, uh, yeah, like, Justin, you feel in control. <laughs> hey, you said when you came on that you know you knew Dylan was there, but you didn't know it was that you know he was that tight. Um, I mean, I'll just say this: you're, I think you're probably one of the best defensive racers I've ever seen. And the way to be good at that is to not be looking around, slowing up. Like you can yeah. carry your pace, but you seem to always know exactly where to be. Uh, is that, I mean, is that a conscious thing? Do you know where he is? And cause you have the ability, I think it was the end of the sand whoops, the one lap, you went a little bit yeah. wider, held him up, yeah. but you never slowed down your lap time. Lap time stayed the same. So I'm just curious, is that, is that conscious where you know where these guys are indoor, outdoor, or is, I mean, just kind of take me through the way you kind of process that in the moment. Yeah, you know, it's very um, funny you say that. You know, I, Langston picked that up as well in the race. He's like, you know, I'm one of the best defensive riders and I'm able to, like, hear hear where guys are at, which mm-hmm. is which is really crazy. I'm at, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm super lucky to be able to do that. Like, but up the hill, like, one lap, Dylan got close and I knew somehow I knew where he went and the next lap I covered that line. Or, like you said, in the stand, I knew he was way too close and like a few laps before like he tried to get me there and i was able to he got so close that i had to check up just a little and cover that line so um yeah it's super crazy i don't know how like i'm able to do that but like i think i don't know growing up as a kid i always loved riding like with bigger you know bigger guys bigger guys like on bigger bikes and i was on my 80 and i always would just try to like cover their moves and stuff so that maybe maybe helped that yeah, and, and and you know, again, you got a lot of races under your belt now, right? It's all part of the part of the yeah. game, like um, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I might have I might have not have been the fastest this weekend. I think second moto, me and Kenny were obviously definitely the fastest, but first moto, I just yeah. rode my own race and was able to cover the attacks. Yeah, actually, Daniel, that's something you mentioned. You said off the top. I don't know if Justin was the fastest guy in that first moto, but he. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but your pace, and that's the thing that was impressive, is sometimes. And when you say he's not the, it, it's a slight. It's a, we're talking yeah, like right, tense here, right, but right. when sometimes when you're up front and someone's all over you, you all of a sudden slow up because you're just wondering and you're kind of thinking. But you never even really acknowledged he was there. Just kind of stayed forward. <laughs> right. But we're always putting yourself in the play. And I'm, I, I mean, it was funny because when he came off, Dylan was covered in roost. <laughs> he was, yeah. And I'm thinking, this guy has got to be so frustrated because he was looking everywhere. Yeah. And whenever he yeah. would kind of get something figured out, there you were. I thought his <laughs> interview was good, though. Dylan's interview was fine. Like, he was very. Oh, yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, right. I, think he, I think he respected the fact that, yeah, again. I do. Justin wasn't looking over, cutting him off, swerving. You just stayed in your line, but whenever it was like the one or two corners where he maybe had a shot, there you were. And right. it's 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 a gift, man. It's really good. I know Eli in Supercross a couple times was like, I don't know, I don't know. There's nothing I can do. You're just always in the right spot. That's why I was curious if it's conscious, if you really, if you know where to be, because man, you yeah. uh, you're in the right spot a lot. Um, yeah, 
Uh, it's funny, but yeah, I think that's maybe why guys really <laughs> don't like me sometimes because <laughs> I was able to do that. But uh, yeah, it was it was some really phenomenal racing with the guys this weekend. I I definitely enjoyed it. Well, listen, if you and Wilbur want to come up here and ride some e-bikes and really get pushed to your limits, you know, I told Wilbur <laughs> the invitation is open. Bring your bring your damn bikes. All right. Well, you if you get it set up with trainer Will, we'll we'll do our we'll do a boot camp with you. Uh, hey, last question for you. How do you uh, how do you like SoCal life? You you've kind of been there full time. Uh, uh, how do you like that? It, it's a big change for you. Um, and obviously, your wife is 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 with you now there, and, and the lifestyle maybe a little better. But what do you think of that? You like it? Do you see yourself going back east at some point? Yeah, I you know I definitely uh, I think being out here in California has its benefits. Being near the team has been great. Yep. Um, Rock. Hard pack tracks has been good for you know my um, <laughs> my hard pack riding and right. uh, yeah so that stuff's great. Obviously California the food's good and the training's good and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I definitely uh, I like the East Coast and um, yeah I, I still have you know a place in Florida and right. stuff so consider Florida home. But I'm definitely spending a lot of time out here and it's uh, not bad. No, not bad at all. Well, hey man, you said you wouldn't come on until you won. Yeah, and I know. Uh, <laughs> You're a man of your word. You, uh, you... I, I, absolutely. I first you text me, and I was like, "Yep, all right, go on the show." I yep. can't, can't can't back out, and uh, <laughs> no, I, I enjoy I enjoy coming on the show. But like I said, I was like, you know, I had to have some goals, and I was like, I need to get a win to come on the show. I don't, I'm not going to be that, you know, come on the show and talk about how crappy I'm doing. <laughs> well, we liked it with Phil. Phil Phil's always fun. That's different. Yeah, that, that is different. You're right. Uh, and what's the plan with the hair, bro? It is it's getting long. Yeah, really it's long. What, what, what are we doing with that thing? So I did. I did have a bet with my wife that uh, when I got my first win, I'd get my hair trimmed and and shave my beard. But honestly, I'm not really trying to mess up the mojo. So yeah. um, it's probably it's probably going to stay a little wild here. But there's going to be a, a trim at some point. Maybe not so drastic as usual, like right. bold, but definitely a trim. No, I leave it. It's luxurious. I leave it. I like it. It's out of control. For it's, sure. it's, you look, it's you look like you look like Jesus. It's, it's great. It's oh, fantastic. <laughs> Um, thanks for coming on, man. Congratulations on the win, and uh, thank you. We'll see you this weekend at Washougal, man. Thank you. Right on. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed the show, and uh, see you this weekend. All right. Sounds Later, good. Bro. That's uh, Justin Barsh, everybody. Millville winner. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break here. Don't forget to thank the folks at Firepower for a lot of things they do for the show. Firepowerparts.com. They got uh, chains made in Japan, uh, Featherlight lithium batteries, and uh, ask your local shop or motorsport.com, guys, to get Firepowerparts.com. You know who uses Firepower? Who's Cheers. A-Ray. Go for Dunes Honda. So many guys. Firepowerparts.com. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break. We've got Jason Thomas coming up. Uh, we've got a few segments. We've got more uh, bench racing with Daniel Blair and more. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this. It's a sticky place that you're just not supposed to put it. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. 
Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride, only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay, Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. 
We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. 
Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. God bless. Those who love motocross know, Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. 
Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, fork, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandez and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, 
We've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys on the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires. Got no snare. Presented by Decal MX, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing. Daniel? Yeah. The new De- uh, Blair, uh, Blake Wharton, Sean. Blair Wharton. Blair Wharton. Do you, know, do you know anything about a motocrosser trying to make it in the rock and roll business? No, nothing about that. Nothing? I don't know nothing about someone trying to do that multiple times. What do you think of the music? It's different for him. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like the stuff I've heard in the past. So right, I right. like it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I didn't know he was still doing it. So it's cool. I didn't know either. I think he's trying to get back into it or whatever. Nice. So that's Blake Wharton, everybody. Uh, unreleased song, Let It Ride. But, uh, yeah, cool to have uh, Blake, uh, you know, doing that for us. So uh, Jason Thomas coming up here right away here on the show. Maxima USA. What's your favorite Maxima product? Uh, SC1. Is, I know it's it's a cheap answer, but come on. It's true, though. It's uh, SC1's absolutely fantastic. Make your bike look like new. Uh, they've also got the 927 uh, two-stroke oil. It's still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. What makes 927 so unique? Proven performance, unbeatable protection, and it's still the greatest smelling two-stroke oil on the planet. MaximaUSA.com. Pulp uh, MX20. Pulp 20 is the code to save. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima. Uh, please check that out. MaximaUSA.com. Um, Mitch Payton, I don't think he's used any other oil ever. I don't, yeah. Forever, huh? Yeah. 
And uh, Factory Cowies used Maxima for a long, long time as well. Thanks to the folks at Maxima for coming on board, and thank you to folks at ProFilter as well. Pulp20 is the code to save with the folks at ProFilter. Uh, they make air and oil filters for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, uh, everything in between. Um, street bikes as well, sold through Power Sports Studios nationwide or motorsport.com. You can easily pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. Pulp20, ProFilter.com. Pulp 20 code saves you money. There's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. And that includes you. Uh, Daniel, before we get on to JT here, yeah. we're halfway through the series. By the way, Barsha, Phil, J-Mart, great interviews. That was a great run to start the show. Not so bad, right? That's good. Uh, when J-Mart says he signed with somebody but he doesn't want to uh, tell us about it, that means he hasn't signed with Star again, That means right? it's not Star. Because otherwise he would say, I'm going back to Star. Yeah, you wouldn't tease that and then... Oh, hey, I'm back with where I was. Okay, you would so just say I'm back where I was. So got to yeah. be pro circuit. I mean, I'm just I'm looking at the landscape. I don't see what else, right. really. Yeah. I mean, He almost would, signed with him this year. Yeah, and you would you know. think maybe Jordan Smith's spot. Yeah. You know, that'd be, I mean, that's, uh, you would assume he'd just go yeah. right there. But then, I mean, I've heard Jet Reynolds is supposed to start with them, too. So where does that, I'm, I don't know. We'll, right. we'll see. But, yeah, okay. that makes sense. That, that'd be my uh, first uh, shot. Barsha was a great interview, as was Phil, of course. Uh, Phil's awesome. Good, Steve. Ah, uh, Daniel Blair here. So halfway through the series, give me a couple of surprises in the points and a couple of disappointments in the points in, in each class, if you can. Uh, I mean, look, and there's some obvious ones, but don't feel feel scared to say those obvious ones. Yeah, I mean, Fortner. Don't try to out clever this. Fortner's the big one. Yeah, I mean, he's Austin Fortner. If you look in the last five years, you're talking one of the baddest 250 dudes in the sport in the last five years, and it's been. I mean, you know, it's bad when he gets a fourth in a moto, and they're pretty stoked. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, and and I think I think you guys talked about in the review show too. You you as a writer will tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself to get it going. Yeah. So maybe it's like, look, I finally got up front with some clear track. I got a fourth, and maybe the lap times you look back were, weren't far off. You go, okay, at least we're starting somewhere now yeah. with the whole second half to go. Um, but yeah, disapp- I mean, outside of the top ten in points, and you just would have never no, ever picked that. No, and, and um, it's not even. It's not even like it's not, it's some crashes, but it's also just not riding well. Well, know? yeah, you've seen in the past with him crashes, but you've seen the other side, the spectacular yeah. speed and the great motos. Usually, you're getting one of those two things. Yeah. He's been very quietly aver- below average, just yeah. straight across the board. So that one, I'm looking at the points, and Colt Nichols is another one. Mostly because of what he said. I mean, he said he was pretty fired up for outdoor and felt good and ready. And it's the same thing, just been kind of quiet. So uh, I don't think it's a bad summer, but average yeah. to below average for him. Yep. I would think he would have been better. Um, as far as surprises go, I don't. In a, in a positive, I'm not seeing anything on the on the score sheet that really stands out. Marchbanks, of course, has been good. Shimoda yeah. is that dude's turning into just a yeah. every every race guy. He's right there. Uh, but nothing too surprising. 450 Dylan for sure is a surprise. I mean, I think everybody would have said, oh, he'll be fun to watch and he'll be good and he'll have a moto here or there. But to be, what, 32 points up halfway through, I, I wouldn't have, I would have never, ever thought yeah. that. So he would be the big surprise. And the disappointment, it, you just, you got to go with Marvin Coop. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. And then Adam for me, more on the personal side. You just. You just want that guy to do good, right? Everybody does. I mean, I know you're friends with him, so it's it's even more than that. But I think everybody in the industry is like wants Adam to do well. He's just that guy. He's likable. And when you see this happen and happen and yeah. happen, you're just bummed. So I would say uh, on an emotional side, he'd be the disappointment for me. Just bummed for the guy. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree. And I don't think uh, I don't think we'll be seeing him the rest of the summer. So and I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but we we shouldn't. 
really get it fixed, man. He, he's got nagging injury to nagging injury to nagging injury. You have six months, or no, what are we, we're through July now. So you have five months to get it right. I would do a full reset with him. Get your body healed. Start over. Take a break. Go on vacation. Like honestly, get away for yeah. a while and just start over and come back because you just you can't keep digging a hole and digging a hole and then think you're just going to come right out of it. And so um, I, I hope he does. You know, I, I guess maybe what Zach's even doing now. Zach's doing a reset, trying mm-hmm. to get himself right. Yeah. Adam's got to do the same thing. He's early enough in his career where you don't have to just get out there and survive. Like you know, Jeremy said, I got to be out there. I got to be out there. Different place for Adam. Yeah. Fix yeah. it. With Jeremy saying that, I mean, he, did you see how he dropped in a, you know, three, four rounds to go? If things aren't, you know, I can go, like, you know I mean? He didn't make it sound like he would do the whole summer. Yeah. You know, yeah, if, so, if it was going sideways. Yeah, it was early so. enough in, and he hasn't raced enough to be like, right. I'm going to sit it out. Where for Adam, it's just been so rough. Dude, you're, was he 24 years old? Dude, yeah. take a break. Right. Take, and, and again, I w- it's not even just a physical thing. I would say for the emotional reasons, because I, I think I told you maybe just – one-on-one we were talking, but he doesn't sound the same. He sounds really bummed. And I think he's the kind yeah. of guy that will do better if he's in a better spot emotionally. So get away. Take Won't a, even take let me break. stay in a motorhome. Well, that, that's, that's when you know you're in a dark yeah, place, when yeah. he wouldn't let you, of all yeah, people, yeah. stay in his Thank motorhome. You. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you know that. what I mean? Take a month yeah, off. Yeah, like, go yeah. get surgery. Don't train. Don't worry about your career. Go on, go to Hawaii for a month and then come back and like try again. It's yeah. just you got to reset at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel Blair brought you by Decal uh, Works over there, decalmx.com. Use code PulpMX to save with those guys. Uh, Race Tech ran of the night. Pulp 21 is the code to save with Race Tech. Get your motor work done. Get suspension work done. Uh, treat your bike right, and it'll treat you right. I mean, they can rebuild your motors. They can rebuild your suspension, and uh, they can dial it in for your weight and or speed. Folks at Race Tech can work on your vintage bike. They can work on your street bike. They can work on your flat track. Whatever it is, Race Tech can dial you in. Yep. Tell them you're a pulp listener, and uh, they'll give you a deal. All right. So the folks at Race Tech doing great things with a lot of racers like Jerry Robin, like Zombie Blows, uh, Moto Concepts guys used Race Tech for a long time, and uh, they've been in the sport for a long time. So uh, we'll give you a deal by uh, by using the code um, uh, uh, Pulp Twenty One at Race Tech. Race Tech ran of the night uh, a couple weeks ago. It was the leap. And this week it's the whoops, the sand whoops. Um, I don't know what happened to them. I don't know. They ended up being just these tiny little bumps down the straightaway. The guys were going pretty fast. I they mean, were really fast, dude. I thought I, I did like so after you made the left and you went sec. I like that little that, wall thing. The little hop over yeah, was cool. That was I, cool. that was rad. But then they also from that point on sped right back yeah, up. And- I, so I don't know Shane Schaefer. I know it works with those guys, and he's a good dude. He knows what he's doing with the tracks. I don't know what happened. What's going on with the leap? What's going on with the uh, uh, the sand whoops? Is Horsepower Hill going to be cut in half That's next week? I told yeah. you they're cutting all the trees down. Uh, uh, Gravity Cavity, I heard they're filling it in at Unadilla. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flat straight it, away. Yeah. <laughs> they bring it a lot of dirt. Yeah, they're going to yeah. fill it's it in. a lot of dirt. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, these tracks have these iconic obstacles. Let's keep them that way. Let's, you know, I, I want to see that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I'm on board with it. I, the whoops, I mean, I've, I've been to Millville since 1988. So five years after having their first ever national, I've been to almost every single one. Wow. Nah, I probably missed. I probably missed five or six actually since '88. So I, uh, you know, I don't have a perfect record there. But anyways, uh, those whoops are gnarly. They used to be like just make a kind of a left and just go ah 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 through the sand whoops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then Ricky and James would like actually somehow make jumps out of them, and it was mind blowing. Uh, make the sand whoops great again. Yeah, and I'm with you on those very distinct parts of the track that. You'll always remember because as a little kid, I watched all the outdoors, and I'll always remember certain things. Yeah, 
that would be one of them there. Like, and I like what Millville did. Like one straight away on the far end with the triple, and then the triple, yeah, and then the tri- like. God, that was a sick section. Yeah. But there's certain things on each track that you just gotta make sure you 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 put the cherry on top on yeah. that one. So for yeah. for me, I'm with you. I dig yeah. those things and, back out, and maybe, maybe you don't do it in both sections, but for those iconic pieces of a track. And, and uh, Tim Ritchie was texting me earlier today about my rant on the leap, you know, and, and he was like saying, I think it was pretty good. You could do it from the inside. And I'm like, dude, barely anybody did it from the inside. And to go outside was way too far. And I, I made a joke with him like, ah, don't worry, you'll get it back next year or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and he was, I don't know if he was so happy about that, but I just, yeah, like, let's make these things, let's make them like, uh, yeah, make the obstacles stand out. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. What, uh, we got, what do we got? We got Washougal next and yeah. then a, a one-week break or two? Two weeks, two? Two two. weeks off because mm. we got Loretta's in there. Yep. Uh, and then we come in with Unadilla. You going to Loretta's? No. No, you going? <laughs> I actually am. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm taking my kid. We're going to watch. his oh. uh, Two of his best little buddies made it and are both probably going to do pretty well. No, Evan didn't make it? Oh, we never tried. We, oh, you didn't even he, try. he doesn't okay. even know what it is. Like okay. he barely, he's heard his friends talk about it. I've, right. I've really kept him away from knowing what amateur racing is all about. He right. barely even gets it. So... Right. Um, but he wants to. Now he's all asking. He wants to try. And he's I want to go there, too. And I'm like, well, let's go. First, we get August to Tennessee and see yeah. what you feel when you're there if yeah, you yeah. really want to go back. Right. But, so now I'm going to go for a couple of days with him and just hang out and take it in. I've only been once in my life when oh, I was yeah. like 12 or right, something. Right. So uh, I was there one time, too, in 98. First time ever. Do you love it? No. No. Is that, yeah, I say you haven't been back since 98. Right. I don't think you had a very good time. So I would go, but I mean, I don't feel like traveling when I don't have to, right? And so, and that, well, then for yeah. me, I've been more off. You know what I mean? Right. So it, for me, it's I'm excited to get on a plane. And I have I fly Southwest everywhere. I have companion pass because I yep. use my business card. So he could just hop on with me with a free flight and use points and go. So for me, I'm like, man, it's kind of been a while since I've yeah. gotten out. I'm going to get him on the f- flight with me. We'll go check it out and hang oh, out with his cool. buddies. He's got some yeah. buddies that are going to do pretty good. So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Eagle Grit, everything's good with Eagle Grit? Yeah, really good. Hand cleaner, um, wipes. Uh, the yeah. hand cleaner, the wipes, the bike wash. Um, I, the next time I come on, I will have something really rad to announce, oh, something wow. that's 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 almost going to happen. I mean, we're, have to we're crank up close. the Eagle production? or Oh, yeah, the, 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 we're going to need more. So yeah. if you're out there, if you know where they're at, I'm, okay. I'm on the lookout for okay. some birds. So, right. uh, um, but no, uh, some other things too. Uh, just actually today, just got the word. Um, we're on Amazon. We've been on Amazon now for a couple of years. But Amazon's a funny one where you've seen FBA fulfilled by Amazon. That's where they are actually just doing it themselves. We've been doing it on our own, so it's somewhat like an e-commerce mm-hmm. where we're on Amazon, but I ship the orders right. myself. I process them. I pay for freight, all that, and it's been pretty good. But it's the fees add up. It's 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 kind of tough, but I just converted our 16 ounce bottles over to Amazon FBA. Uh, FBA. So now they have them in all their warehouses. They're running all the orders. It's on Prime. So uh, that's kind of a big. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is kind of a big deal for me because mm-hmm. it's a little bit more profitable, which yep. I, means I can bring my pricing down a little bit. And um, just instead of doing a, a hundred orders a week, they're going to do them all. I pretty much had to do one big order and get it all to them. Yeah. So. Uh, over the next two or three months, I'm going to convert. And you probably just drop shift that. You didn't. That's what I did. Yeah, I, I, right. I, so the little 16-ounce bottles, I, I threw them all together and sent like hundreds of them out. Then they dispersed them to all. And I've been watching it like every day. Okay, Ohio Warehouse has theirs now. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really cool process. And I'm doing it as a test run. It's a little bottle. But um, here in the next, I'd say, month or two, I'll have everything. FBA, Amazon will run all, all of it. Oh, wow. Do their own deal. Okay. So, um, so, so yeah, Pulp you, Code doesn't work with the with the Amazon. Pulp Code works on my website. Right. So, okay. uh, yeah, you can use Pulpamex on eaglegrit.com, 
And um, I know I always do a deal. I'll do the same thing. Like, if you spend 50 bucks on the website, I'll throw in a free T-shirt. Okay. And uh, it kind of, for and me... And you get the discount? Yeah, the, you could use okay. a discount code. Yeah, so so yeah, you use get, that. Discount code. So you get money off. Yep, get and money then, off and, and a free T-shirt. And that works good for me, too, because it helps me with branding. Right. And I, maybe I'll lose a little bit on the profit, but it gets people wearing the shirt. Our logo's cool. So... Uh, We'll do that, and then yeah, if you're right. on Amazon and that's your thing, if you go, yeah. if you're an Amazon shopper, um, yeah, check out our little 16 ounce bottles. They're like well, 13 bucks, and they're on Prime now. So speaking of Eagle, I don't know if you if you heard us, but we we incorporated Eagle Grid into a segment on the show. Uh, yeah, I heard it last time I was here. You guys did it last time, and I I was caught off guard by it, but I I know. Okay. I think right. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that's my mom. It's the motosport.com. Pretty good, right? I'm going to be out of business because of this. Peter's going to knock on my door one day. You'll be fine. We heard on this janky radio show that you're harvesting birds. Eaglegrit.com. Use the code. Get a free T-shirt. All of that. Daniel Blair in studio here. Thanks to the folks at Intense Cycles, of course. Ride Engineering as well. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. WUSA. Just to name a few. Fly Racing. It's a big weekend for Fly Racing, JT. Congratulations. The 2022 stuff will be dropping uh, you guys have been doing some social teasers. And uh, what time, Boise time? What, did we discuss this already? Noon. Noon. Which is, uh, like, okay. Yep, on Friday. It's like 11 a.m. for you, which is like right at the end of your daily mountain bike ride. No, no, I'm done way before then now. Yeah, it's, it's too hot. hot. Okay. Yeah, it's too hot. Um, I already seen the new gear, too. Darkside had it on Instagram today. Oh, you did, Darkside posted it? Yeah, yeah. this morning. <laughs> Darkside, doesn't, Darkside doesn't have access yet. Uh, he will be... <laughs> He's actually hit me up already. He's like, I need to see the catalog so we can, you know, we can do a podcast. And I'm, I'm waiting until the last possible second because uh, I know that every second I wait is just another second that it doesn't hit the, you know, public. Dark airway. side will get it at 10:55 uh, a.m. Pacific time on Friday. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No. Everybody. All the races are going to be in them. So that's a that's a big deal for you guys, and it's cool. Big big uh, big changes, JT. Big big things to look forward to. Uh, yeah, we have some new products and uh, some improvements on current products. So really at this point of the brand, you know, we're always trying to continue to innovate and we have things that are coming in 23 and 24 that are exciting that are kind of still in process. But for a lot of things, we're just trying to refine them and you just try to make subtle improvements year after year. Um, you know, last year with the white pant, we had that zipperless entry. It was brand new, mm -hmm. you know, completely removed the zipper and moved the boat to the front. Uh, and then, the, yeah, it's just subtle changes to existing products um, is kind of the, the name of the game. We do have one exciting new product uh, in the helmet lineup that will be coming out. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just year after year trying to make the brand better and better. I don't want to blow fly, yeah. but, like, that is a really good helmet. Was that was that today's tease, too, the little Instagram tease that you guys put up? Uh, I don't even know if, what it was today. I, don't, I was Slammed in meetings all day. So it was I'm a little. Sure it was a helmet. It was kind of a helmet tease. It looked like. Oh, it was a for, it was a formula. Yeah. Um, but really, it's uh, you just hope you look back over like a five year span. You're like, oh wow, like we're we're way ahead of where we were. But I think you just take small steps forward each year to kind of get there. So, JT told me like two years ago, wait till you see the 2022 kids gear. Oh and wow! I have seen it, and JT, you were right. There's a there's a couple pieces of the kids line that is pretty damn good, and uh, well, you warned me like two years ago. He uh, <laughs> he's he, crazy how far out we it are. is. He showed all the other media people the gear except for me. So yep, uh, everybody's seen it but me. So that's awesome. It's great. I feel really loved by the folks over there. Uh, that is not true because I showed you the catalog when I was there. No, you didn't. 
uh, uh, no, you said it was yep, in your car. Sure. You never went and got it. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, you're like, not, you're like, no, I got it in the car, and then you're like, I'll get it. Uh, and then, like, I didn't remind you, but then you also didn't go yeah. get it. Yeah. He showed you part of it on air. Um, I, I turned the camera so that yeah, wasn't facing him. Right? That's yeah, what I'm he, talking about. Yeah. He held it up for you. Oh, yeah, one page. That's well, right, one uh, page. That's one page more than a lot of people see. Oh, okay. Thanks, Marks. Yep. Thanks, thanks, Marks. Um, hey, so uh, JT, by the way, too, Daniel is in the studio here. All he wants to talk about is Supercross, but I'll give him a little bit of time here. Uh, I haven't said one word about <laughs> Supercross. What are you talking about? Uh, A1 and Atlanta already announced, and we're going yeah. back to the Speedway. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Traffic traffic was not good, but everything else was pretty cool. Oh, I got out of there at like 1 a.m., so there was yeah, nobody on the road. Yeah, traffic was fine for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do my sweeping right around midnight, so oh, okay, around yeah. 1 when I left, there was no one yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You were restocking the concessions. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I, uh, that's cool. And then yeah. Anaheim, to me... Going back to Anaheim. I, yep. I know... It doesn't maybe seem like a big deal, but just seeing Anaheim one back just it gives you that feeling like we're getting back to normal. Yeah. So when I saw yep. that, I was like, yep. and I knew it was coming because they said, "Hey, they were going to be back at Anaheim. It's right. looking good." But when it officially drops, yeah, the eighth of January, it's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. 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 There, there's just something special about Anaheim. You know, love it or hate it, or you know, there's a lot to a lot of struggles with Southern California in general. But you know, on Saturday of the first race, when you're at Anaheim. There's just nothing like it. The atmosphere and there's just a like a vibe that I know Steve would agree with. Um, that whole day, it's just like electric. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of electric, Jet Lawrence is certainly somebody that's been electric at times. He just lost the red plate to Justin Cooper this weekend. But um, Daniel, you and JT have been going at it heavy in one of our group texts over your feelings on Jet. I, I have to and, ask JT a question before okay. we get started. Okay. Are you are you messing with like? Do you know you're messing with me now, or are you serious? Because I think some <laughs> of the things you say, I feel like you're just messing with me now. No, I'm definitely not messing with you. But I would ask you, which specifically are the things that I'm that I've said that would lead you to think that? Because I have mentioned to you multiple times that I'm not comparing Jet to Stu, but you always have to throw a Stu stat when I'm when we're talking well, yeah, about this. But because I've never are, said he's Stu, and it's I, 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 when I get the Stu text, I'm like, "All right, I'm done. He's he's messing with me. It's we're not even but, talking anymore. He's just messing with me. He's digging." No, but the whole the whole thing is you when you say generational talent, then you have to compare him against the generational talents that we've seen. And Stu is one that was that good that young, so he's one that immediately comes to mind. And when you compare the two, I don't think that Jet stack up stacks up very well to that so far. Right. So, yeah, the whole argument is uh, Daniel Blair says that Jet Lawrence is a generational talent. JT says he's not, and I tend to side no, with JT on I this. Said it's, no, no, no. I said it's too early to be yes. making that claim. That's all. I, I'm not saying he's not. That's See, and not that's the thing. He is great. I, I think JT and I aren't as far apart on this as you think. I think the timelines are apart. I'm a little early. I'm like, you know, I, I take the leap way early, and JT is more like, hey, I need to see way more before I'm going to take the leap. I think that's really it. It's more of a timing thing. Am I right, JT? I'm just – I'm early to this. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's a little unfair to put a label on him like that because it's undue pressure. I, I'm more of just let it unfold. If he turns out to be one of the all-time greats, amazing, and that's awesome, and he will, he will earn every ounce of that, and it's going to be a great story to watch. But I think labeling him that at 17 is just pressure he probably doesn't need. 
if he's feeling pressure because of me, yeah, JT, I, then yeah, he's got a lot of problems. Right. He's got a rough career coming right. if I can right. get to him. <laughs> Daniel Blair's in my head. <laughs> You're a broadcaster on television. You do the interviews with him at Supercross from 17 yards away. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you're a pretty big deal. I listen. I, I JT's not being as strong in his points on the show, and I don't know why. Typical. We're being nice because JT you guys and I, are being nice well, because but, we 99 percent okay, agree. But like he's not. He's already not on Stu's level or Ricky's level. He's already. Those are generational talents. Those he's not on that level already. So, and this is where my point and the whole thing is again. And it's so good that we can talk, right? JT is texting. Texting is well, harder. It's harder. I don't. I don't want it to come across like I'm trying to say anything negative about Jet because I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm more just like, let's just pump the brakes and see how this thing goes versus okay. saying that he's the second coming. So my, my whole view on my, on my take, the generational talent thing is, is you see riders come in that have impact and you see riders that have a lot of hype and maybe they do some things good, but some things they don't, they fizzle out. What I see from him is just somebody that we haven't seen in a while that at that age, I mean, he's still, I mean, he's, his birthday is the same right around where mine was. So I was still in high school. He should be in high school right now. And to be able to win three Supercrosses this year, the showdown, leading the points for five rounds, you just don't see someone at 17 often be able to do both indoor and outdoor, not only get the results, but just the way it looks. He just looks generational to me. He looks like a guy who's already been doing it for five years. So for me, I don't know how it's going to turn out. He could literally fizzle out and be just a what if. Um, or he could be one of the best we've ever seen. I don't know, but I just don't see often someone at this age, the number. Again, we, I know, JT, we got in the debate about the experience. He started. He has a year on RV. He started a year earlier than RV. But at 17 years old, I just don't see people like this often. So I, I, I find him, it's my opinion, is he's a generational talent. What he does with it, I don't know. But I just don't see that often, where someone can really master in and outdoor and not be really wild and crazy. He actually looks like he knows what he's doing out there 95% of the time. So that was my whole thing. And then as the debate went on, we dug our heels in, and then all of a sudden stats came out, and then it got, you know, then I, I used some bad words. Then he started losing. <laughs> yeah. I, well, as soon as I dove into the, <laughs> to the stats, I definitely lost a little bit. But I do have some. Remember, JT, we talked about RV won as a 17-year-old. He turned 18 in August, won the title. That's pretty early. Nobody else had done that. Wilson won it at 19. But other than that, nobody since back, I mean, even before RV, had won it younger than 20. So if Jet's able to turn 18 in August, Stu would be the last one. So for me, that's like a generation. The last guy to actually be this good on paper and it looked this way was RV. That's 15 years ago. To me, in racing, that's a generation. He's a generational talent. There's no one been like that for 15 years. So that's where well, my I, whole, I guess. Yeah, I guess, my, I guess for me, you know, the timing has changed for a lot of these guys. You know, uh, a lot of these guys didn't turn pro as young as Jet did. And whether you want to think that's causation or correlation, that's up to you. Um, but a lot of these guys didn't have the opportunity to start this early. Like Tomac, right, he wins his first ever outdoor I don't think Jet was really even close to that level, right? I, right. I think maybe he got a uh, top 10 in a moto or something like that. Well, remember he pulled um, off at Bud's Creek because he thought he was going to point out? Right, right. <laughs> Did he pull off yeah. before the finish line? <laughs> so it didn't really start great for him. He pulled off. Uh, but No, I know what you're saying is he didn't have that impact results right away, but that's, again, because he started at 
like 16 in four days or something like that. He was so young when he got his first one. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's my, subjective. I guess the argument, the argument comes down to you say we haven't really seen this very much or, or, you know, at all really. And I'm like, well, I would say we've seen it from Tomac. I would say you could say you could say that with Roxon when you look at his winning in Europe and then he comes to America and is winning right away. Um, I would argue that Roxon was there too. Um, RV, like I would, I just think it's more common than you're, you're saying. And that doesn't mean that jets any less great. I just don't think it's, We've never seen anything like this, and he's going to rewrite every history book yeah. ever made. And I don't, and I don't, I'm just not there. I, I don't yet. believe that either. I guess for me, if he wins the title, if he is able to get the title, he would be in pretty rare company. He would, I mean, it would be almost mimicking exactly Villapoto's kind of start as far as the age goes. And other than that, we haven't seen anybody under the age of 20 years old win a title in the 250 class, other than Dino at 19 and RV at 18. So that's, for me, that's where, if he gets the title, I feel like I'll be, I'll have a little bit more to stand on with my argument. If he doesn't, then he's just a, a really talented, flashy kid who kind of couldn't get it together. So do you, do, I, you think, do you think he's head and shoulders above where Roxon was at the same age and time? Indoors, I'd say way better. And then outdoors, probably not. But then in the same sentence, I, it's hard to say, I mean, Roxon never won a 250 outdoor title here. So, ever. He only raced one year. Well, I mean, he had to deal with only one. I think he only did one full year, yeah. Oh. But, so, I would say Supercross, hands down. I, I mean, if you want to go and do some comparison, Trey Kennard is the only one to ever win a Supercross title. Well, not the only one, but in, the, in a long time to win under the age of 18. He won it at 17. But then outdoors took him till he was like 21 to win the outdoor title. So, I'm just saying to be able to do do both disciplines and be that good at 17, indoor and outdoor. And again, when I said the generational talent thing too, this is following Supercross where he just won the East-West Showdown and won three rounds as a 17-year-old. We don't see that a lot. AC, he came out on fire, but then it, I mean, it took him till he was 23 to win the outdoor title. So, or 22. So I'm just saying he's he's rare as how good he is at the age of 17 to be able to have both disciplines pretty much mastered. Yeah, we raised Ryder yeah. D. We'll get there. Yeah, I we think raise him I think Roxon is. I think Roxon and he are pretty close. I mean, this is Jet's second full year, third year of racing these races. So it's not like he just turned pro and we've never right. seen anything from him. I mean, he's raced quite a few races now. He's he's probably coming up on like 15 outdoor races or maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't know. I, it's not a, it's not a slight against jet. Like if you're saying that he and Roxon are on a, a parallel path, I think that's a compliment. Like, I don't think there's, I don't I mean, think that's a negative take on, on what his career path has been so far. I mean, you know, Roxon was a world champion at like 15 or 16, whatever, yeah. how old or old he was. Uh, even Alessi, Alessi's first year on KTM 250 class. That was the year he got second in the points. Yeah, he was 16, but he didn't have right? the indoor thing figured no, out at didn't. all. That's what I'm saying. No. And um, and you talk about the parallels. That's why again, if Jet and RV, I think they're both born in August, so they're on the parallel path right now. Where if Jet does get the title, it's it's honestly just it's almost identical to what Villapoto did at that age. I just you know, man, I don't know. I guess I'm just old, and maybe I walk uphill to school both ways. But I watch Jet, and he's great, but he's no Stu, and he's no Ricky. But he, and also, like, think know. about Jet got beat straight up by Christian Craig and Cole Nichols this year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just that's just how it went. Like, he got beat. Okay, Christian Craig gets hurt at the last round, but we all know that Jet was behind those guys in points. Like, they were both 
ahead of him and deserve yep. to be. I don't remember a time in Stu's second full season where I watched all the races and he just wasn't the best guy or even the second best guy. That just yeah, or, but, and that's I know you're going back. I know you're going to get mad about the Stu thing, but that's that's I feel like the era that you're trying to put him into. Well, I, me too. But I'm not though. That's the thing is I'm I'm putting him more with the RV era. I, I compare him more to Villapoto because I even if you look at the timelines in the birthdays again, Stewart and Pastrana were almost identical. They come out at 16 in Supercross. They're unbelievable, but it's messy. Then they win the title that summer at 16. Then they come back at 17 and win Supercross. So for me, Pastrana and Stewart are the two, I would say, the, the freak shows of the world as far as what they were able to do right out of the gate. I feel like Jed is more on the lines of like RV, where he's 17. It took a little bit longer than those guys, mm-hmm. but he is still early. Like again, he is—he's the youngest. He's probably the youngest guy in the gate. RV raced two nationals when he turned pro, the Binghamton and Steel City. I think so. Yeah, and then but then Carmichael has to be in there too. I mean, yeah. He, uh, he 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 wins his second ever outdoor race at Gatorback. Yeah, and, and wins the title that year. And same thing in Supercross. He was really messy that first year. Ferry well, Ferry worked well, him. How are you going to beat Tim him Ferry? all winter? How, how are you going to beat Tim Ferry? Um, no so one. yeah, I, I just I look at Jet and I'm like, man, he's probably the youngest guy on the gate. There's 40 riders in the 250 class. I don't think anyone's younger than him. And he was winning the points up until this last Saturday. That's insane to me. Well, and we don't see that. And then it goes back to the eras. I know they're all different and all, but I mean. Stu, Pastrana, Ricky, even Bradshaw. Were they on? Well, Bradshaw's different because he's on a 252 stroke, but were these guys on 52 horsepower bikes back then? That's You're talking about a 17 year old kid who's having to comprehend. That's all relative. Not really. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can ride a one twenty. bike makes more power than Stu's. But I'm just saying the ability, the talent, again, the generational talent I talk about, the ability to ride a 52 horsepower bike when you're in high school and make it look like Mm. that. Nobody. Someone on snowboard said generational talent. Generational. That is. Incredible, and I will be using that <laughs> all winter long. Fill up on snowboard. So I, 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 you can't compare well, airs. It's not fair. The 52 horsepower, the 52 horsepower bike to me that doesn't carry any weight. Like if you're not old enough to race the bike, then don't race it. Like, no, I, I know, I know but want. but he but he is, and he is winning the points up until Saturday. And I don't and, think they're making 52 horsepower anyways. By okay, the way. so probably 50 on those ones, maybe 49. Uh, no, I don't think. Depending so. on the starts, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's for me. I, I it, again, when it comes down to kind of. Your feelings on someone, it's all subjective. And for me, he is very rare. He's, he's well, one of the rare ones, that's I, all. I have ruled, and I rule with JT. That's fu- Judge, I mean, Judge Mathis. I Literally, feel like, there is a Judge Mathis. I feel like a month ago that was already decided. So Maybe. That could that's be. fine. Uh, just, I, I just want you to name the last 17-year-old to win three Supercrosses, the East-West Showdown, and lead the Nationals through five rounds. Just name that, and then where's the gap in time, and then tell me that's not a generational talent. I mean, Joe Shimoda and Max Volan are older than Jet, and they're doing pretty dang good, but they're not winning three races and leading the championship at the age of 17. And we'd be pretty proud of Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Joe's 18 or 19. Right. We'd be, we'd be like, damn, that's really good. Well, Jet was leading the championship until Saturday. I mean, some of these guys weren't allowed to turn pro at 15. Like, I don't know what, how, you know, I don't know what you want from them when they're not allowed to turn pro. I mean, these guys, some of these guys won the outdoor championship their first try. Like, first go-around, they win the outdoor championship. So, I don't know. I mean, I could start naming off guys like Tomax and RVs, and uh, you just go down the list. There are guys that won think, their first go-round. I think Marty Smith won his first national. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, Marty, sure. Smith, Marty, Marty was 16 that's... or 17. I know, but I, it's, it's... It's all relative to the era. 
It is, but the eras are so different. You can't compare but, the eras. Again, I mean, we're not. Like, again, we're talking about a seventeen-year-old so kid. Wayne Gretzky to. It's a different sport. Technology isn't involved in hockey. Okay. Not at the same level. Okay. Basketball, football, you can't do it with those either. When it comes to dirt bikes, where these bikes are putting out, what, 15 horsepower? I mean, how much did Stu's 125 had back in the day? Uh, those had low 40s. Really? Yeah. Back in 02? I mean, if, if, if you think that Stu yeah. wouldn't have gone faster. No, he would. Oh, he would have. Oh, he would have. I don't know what he would have. But again, what I'm saying is that's what makes Jet pretty special, remember too. Remember when they gave Stu a, a four stroke? Do four stroke? Remember that? Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> I remember when he gave it to he, he, he only won by like a minute. <laughs> that was it. But again, and, and I, I, I just think that he is. He's rare, and I think he's a generational talent. And if he wins the. Yeah, I do. I, that's, that's my term, and I'm sticking to it. And I, well, you got to thank Philip. Philip said that. Generational talent. Generational. So, uh, at what point? At what point is your confidence shaken in this term? Like he, he didn't win the Supercross championship. He wasn't. Uh, you know, he wasn't really second in the championship outside of an so injury. So that's two years in a row. He's won. He's lost Supercross. Mm-hmm. Now he lost outdoor championship. I mean, again, and it's, really and again, point. that's where the results is part of it. But it's also the visual. I mean, we're talking about a 16-year-old kid last year at Anaheim that almost beat. Two-time Supercross champ Dylan Ferrandez at 26 years old, who is now dominating the 450 outdoors. Jed almost beat him at 16 at Anaheim in one race. Yes, so, there was other races. I know, but right? they raced other races. I know they did. I, they did. But I'm saying on the visual side, when you watch a kid at that age, that good, he's not just okay. That's that's very special. You don't see that. When was well, the last time we saw that? There's a difference between there's a difference between just okay and what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you would say Joe's having a great start to his career. I mean, that's what I'm saying is Jalik. I, I mean, these guys I, are all doing pretty dang good for their he, age of 19. He's a special talent. He's a special talent. He's, uh, he's got the world in front of him. But he is not on the level. Then when is the, last, when is the last person to look like this at this age, indoor and outdoor, and have the results to go with it? But Stu's results are better. Michael Lessie's starts outdoors are better. Uh when, R- okay. RC's outdoors are better. Okay, so you're better. talking 15 years ago. But I'm just saying like – the so, most recent. But you just said, like, you put two things in there. You said results and uh, a riding style or, or the things he's doing. And talent, just yeah. obvious talent. I would, I would say RV, or I would say Roxon was doing the same things that Jed is doing results-wise. Winning, winning some races, top three in championships. I don't see any real difference from what Roxon was doing. I mean, Roxon got second at Seattle. He was 18, right? 17 or 18 yeah. when he okay. jumped in. On a two, on a three fifty. Yeah. Okay, so and how old is he? Twenty six. So we're talking nine years ago. Two guys that probably will never race each other. I feel like that's a generation in the sport. If guys are never going to race each other. You can't put them in the same generation. But you're saying well, you got to go back fifteen years to find somebody that was doing this. Okay, and then, I don't believe that to be true. Okay, then go back nine. It's a long time since we've seen someone like this. Uh, we have uh, Derek so. on three. He's going to shut you down. He says, Derek, uh, go ahead. Shut down Daniel Blair. Well, I mean, like, the whole generational thing is something that blows people's minds for, like, a long term. So, like, 51 horsepower, 250F means nothing. Like, 38 horsepower kick, 125, jumping Morocco's leap will live on forever. That's a generation. Like, we will remember that forever. Jet being a really good rider and smooth, and it's not going to last. Like, I mean, we, 10 years from now, we're not going to look back and think this blew our mind. It's good. He's like a, he's a great. So guy. it'll never happen again. We we can never ever have a generational talent ever again in the sport ever because they can't jump Larocco's leap on a one twenty five. Thing about generational talent, like in order to be at that level, you have to be so much ahead of what everyone else is 
that you're remembered for a generation. Ricky, Stu, McGrath, these people that were, like, they're legends, and that's why they're generational talent. He is good, but he's also in a weak field compared to a lot of years. And you want to talk stats? I don't think he's that far ahead of Justin Cooper in his early two, three years. And Bro. Justin Cooper is not a generational Justin talent. Cooper turned pro at 20. Where will Jet be at 20? In the 450 class already for a year yeah, or two? How many years you're pro versus how old you turn pro at? I mean, like, No, nah, because the human brain is a human brain. I don't care. If you're 17, you're 17. You've only lived so much. You're 17 years old. I mean, even Dino. Look, look how rad Dino is. He won the outdoor title at 19 years old. When he was 17, Jet's age, he was racing the Canadian Nationals. Jet is leading the 250 outdoor championship through five rounds at the same age that Dean, who was incredible, was racing the Canadian Nationals. That's what I'm saying. Go look through the list right now in the top 15, and I want you to tell me where all these guys were at 17. None of How them are even close. In three years? Doesn't matter. I, I, I get I don't. I don't do the game you don't, drops. You don't put any weight into how many seasons they race, only the age. Only the age. Okay. Well, that's, 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 that's your, that, you can have that opinion, but, he has but that doesn't mean that everybody agrees with that opinion. Three wins. That's not that impressive. I, I think mean, he's super impressive. I, I, I think he's incredibly impressive. I just think that the, the place that Daniel wants to put him, he hasn't earned that yet. Did Ralph, yeah, did Ralph put me, you up to this? that's the generational thing. Like, a generational <laughs> talent blows people's minds. People are on the side of the track with their jaw hanging down to the fence. And they go home and they talk about how amazing I mean, it was. I think Derek's got a fair point. Like, what, does does Jet make you do that? Yeah. When you watch him ride and you put the age to it, it's mind-blowing. He's 17. <laughs> he should be you just know. graduating you, you high school. Tattooed across your I think he's riding because that's, what, that's all you got right now. Well, because you grow up in an age group. I mean, look at his age group. Like, that's what I'm saying. I want to go five years, the last five years. Who at that age has looked anything like this? I mean, no Roxon maybe nine years ago. Maybe Roxon maybe nine but, years ago. But no one, no one was allowed to turn pro at the age that Jet was. So it's not even – that's apples to oranges. They could have turned pro. They were not allowed to. I, yeah, okay. Ken Roxon did. He was a world champion. I, I don't, okay. There oh, you go. Or oh, hurlings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean – An outdoor – I mean, indoor they weren't doing yeah, that. Yeah, they don't have Supercross in Germany. I, I don't, he was my teammate not, not in the German Supercrosses one year on an 85. <laughs> you, you understand my point. <laughs> I know. Uh, Derek, thanks for the call, man. I, I, I think yeah. you make some good points. Thanks, man. Okay, so all right. All right then okay. at, at, the, at the best I could do is get off the word generational talent. And, and generational? And, and bring it out. Yeah, just take it to generational talent. And just say he is rare. I'll, I'll settle at that. But there's, there's been no one like him since maybe Roxon, but more like RV, who at that age is this good. It's not even close. I think he's great, but I think for you to end up being right, I mean, I think he's, got, he's, I, I he's think, got a lot to do. Like he's got I, to win. He needs to win this title, and he he absolutely needs to win Supercross next year because that would be his third season in 250 Supercross. And if he doesn't okay. win, you're gonna have a really hard time making your case at that point. I mean, the, again, the baddest dude in the sport right now, I think, is probably Eli Tomac in the last five years. And at 17, I think he was at Oak Hill. He was a racing amateurs. A. So, I'd, 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 again, I, I don't understand how this kid at this age, who's not even an adult, isn't looked at for what it is, which is I'm, right. well, okay. generational to me because he's, there's nobody he's racing with that's even close to what he is at this age. 
okay, goddamn. So that's <laughs> that's like that's Tomac, my argument. It seems like Tomac was pretty ready. That's all I'm gonna say. It looked, it looked like he was pretty ready to turn pro. All right, let's uh, cool. let's move, shall we move on? Yeah, it's again, it's a subjective debate, and I'm just higher. That's all. I'm higher than J, and I know you JT's. Are high. You're high, yeah, right? I know yeah. JT is high on him, but you want to see him see it through, and not for yeah. me. If he wins the outdoor title, then I will be ten times more stubborn than I am right now. Oh yeah, you will be. <laughs> but because then the stats will be close to what I'm saying. Right. All I'm saying is just let it play out before we start putting labels on him. Yeah, because I I just think those labels should be held to an extremely high standard. and That's right. I, th- I think they got to be earned. That's all. And, and it, he looks like he's on a path to earn it, but just let it play out. No shit, asshole. RV weighs in. All right. Um, all right, Sam's got uh, – oh, JT, did you want to shit on Mumford at all anymore, or do you want to just move on? <laughs> uh, I mean uh, – well, uh, Listen, you're, I, got you're a, I got a text today from a certain rider – He's uh used to be number eighteen. Not happy with the podcast. So not I don't care. I mean you're you're you think that I'm mad that his coach didn't like the fact that I said that it mattered that five guys went down in front of him? okay. I mean I I, I can live with that. All right. Sam, JT, if it makes you feel better, I'm with you on this one. So uh Sam's got a theory about the Millville sand whoops. Go ahead, Sam. Hey Steve. Um long-time listener. Um, Thank you. My theory about the Millville whoops are uh, maybe the sand's just not there to build them. Maybe um, John Martin made a deal with Tim Ritchie and the sand's just not there to build them anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he took, yeah, he took them away. I don't know. Trucked good, it over to Redbud. Good, good point. Uh, my race tech round of the night was the sand whoops, JT. Just, and Jeremy Martin said he didn't know they anything about it. Yeah. They were fine. No, they weren't. Sam, they were not. We had a caller who called in earlier said he was took his wife for the first time Disappointed. Disappointed. Bombed. Parked there by the sand whoops and said as him and his wife were bummed all day long, JT. This was a real-life caller. If you're letting your Saturday – that was a, a just a great Saturday all the way around. Perfect weather, perfect racing, huge crowd, battles all day, and you're going to be disappointed in your day because the sand whoops weren't big enough? Yeah. I think there's something else that needs to be looked at. No, no. Sam, you were you there? Uh, no, I was at okay. Southwick, and uh, the, oh. the average straightaway at Southwick looked rougher than those. But Absolutely. Me. All right. Th- thanks, Sam. Thank you. I agree, Sam. It's been rough this year. Uh, Cameron, Cameron, you got a comment for JT? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I think I'm on the on the line with uh, three generational talents in the in the podcast world. I don't blow you guys out, but uh, oh, thank that, you. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Very gay, very gay. Um, uh, so, JT, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for covering the MXGP uh, on your podcast. It's nice to hear a racer's perspective. But I had a, a tip for you. Could you do, yeah. like, a, a gut guess? Maybe get Zacho off the couch because he's raced most of them and, and have some, some commentary on the on the. Don't racers? get me started. Don't get me started, Cameron. Don't get me started on this. What's he, <laughs> what are you getting started on? JT, I've how many times have I said to you, "Hey man, get this podcast thing so you can have callers." Yeah, like I love listening to JT's voice for thirty minutes when I'm driving in between dealer visits. No, nobody wants to listen to his voice for thirty minutes. I don't understand. <laughs> JT makes money from his podcast. He uh, he collects yep. sponsorship revenue. He's got a base of people who listen to his his janky podcast, and. 
I keep telling them, bro, for like 600 bucks, this thing will change your life. You can have guests on. You can have Bluetooth on. You can produce your whole podcast from it. You don't need 18 million wires like you used to do. And Cameron, he refuses to do anything about it. He just I'm refuses. Not, yeah, I think he could. I'm not good. I'm not very savvy with this you, stuff. But that's just it. You don't need to be. No, this is no savvy needed. This box, and you've seen it, JT. It's the one I use on the road. There's no mm-hmm. savvy needed. Okay. None. And that's, and, I, and that's the greatness of it. Is I feel like saying no savvy needed is, is maybe understating what's got to happen no. to produce po- a podcast with no. phones calling no. in and recording. No, and, no. Oh, the, po- okay. Pony. Pony uses this. Does Pony look like he's some sort of podcast wiring guru? I think you're <laughs> underestimating my my lack no. of talent here. Listen, Cameron, he should have callers. It would be great. And he, and he makes money from this podcast. It would be so easy for him to do. It's no problem. And yet he just I, refuses I to do it. I disagree. So. Steve, why don't, why don't you worry about your shows? Let me worry about my show. And everybody... I'm just get along. I'm just saying I like this show. I would just like more content. You know. No, I so, agree. I agree, that, and I, I do. I should try to incorporate some of that. You're right. Um, but you I could do like the, the fly on the wall it. guest or the dude, guts guest. You, could, you know, dude, tie it in it's, somehow. It's 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 ridiculous. Like every time I made a little bit of gains with this show over the years, I started podcasting in 2008. And every time I made a little bit of gains, I would buy better equipment. Uh, JT, you know that. You've seen this setup over the years from the very first one to, to what we got now. And I would invest in myself, and it would come back to help me because I'd be able to do more things with, with people. And, and, and if you'd like to hear the whole story, you can tune in to Beyond the Track this Wednesday oh. on Supercross Live's YouTube with Steve Mathis <laughs> oh, telling we're doing his it this, story. this Wednesday. We're doing it? We already did it, fool. No, no, I mean, coming out. Yeah, yeah it's coming, it's coming out, out yeah. Wednesday. So all the stuff I talk shit on, JT, did you cut that out? Or? No, that's all in there. Oh, okay, damn it. Yeah, we kept but it in listen, there. Cameron, it's another um, day. Listen, Cameron, uh, I agree. We all agree with you. And uh, he just refuses to uh, invest any money in this podcast. That's okay. great. It's probably the first time I've called in and had anybody agree with me. So uh, I'm going to chuck this up as a win. Oh, okay. and, uh, I, I, disagree. I disagree with him. Oh, you do? And so does JT. <laughs> how, many, how many times have you listened to the show, Steve? None. Okay. Then what the hell are you talking about? I just know you don't have guests. You told me one time I want to have guests, and I kind of walked you through it. But it would be with your setup – to get guests on would be a pain in the ass. So, fine. you know, well, I get it. Don't worry about it. You've never even listened to the show. So no. why, why do you even have an opinion? Because you need to get guests on your show. Can I, can I have an opinion? Can I have one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many shows out there in the podcast world have someone with JT's expertise that gets to just go and give his take thoroughly without any interruptions and without a conversation? And you get to hear from someone thoroughly. None but his. So he has his own model. He doesn't need to have a guest on because if he has a guest on, then JT is now what would be the play-by-play position. He's no longer the expert on his own show. So now he's playing host when really he is the analyst. He's giving his analysis, and there is no other shows where the one guy well, gets to just say his Cameron, thing. Cameron here would like a guest. Okay, well, th- there's guests on all kinds of shows. Zach comes on here all the time. I mean, this is just me, again, patching up my love for JT and just no, moving I, past, I, past. I don't disagree with – and I appreciate, I appreciate that, Daniel. I, I would like to eventually get some guests. I don't want to have guests on every week, though. That's, that's fine. Not why I, that's no. not why I started it. That's fine. I, I mean, um, I, I, I wanted, listen – I wanted to have a show where Steve couldn't shout me down. That was a lot of the reason that I wanted to, to do it. Well, if you didn't have, uh, but he's doing it anyway. If you don't have insane take remotely from my about my own without shit. listening to one. Uh, right. I just there is that model where you have the guy, don't whether it's a me. radio show or a podcast, where he's the lone voice. 
and there is okay. no model okay. for that in okay. this sport. So JT's doing okay. it. That's on my own show. There, that's what he. That's what he's I, trying to get me to do. I used to. What's that, JT? You want me to talk less on my own show? No, no. Listen, listen I used to listen to a, when I was doing a hockey podcast. Right, I had one with a very, very respected hockey guy that did a podcast, and it was that exact format. It was 35, 45 minutes of that that guy giving his takes on different hockey things, and mm. I couldn't listen to it. Why? After, I'm just like, bro. It's one voice, monotone, just droning on. I want to hear some uh, debate. I want to hear some talk. I want to hear some opinion. And I, I, So if JT's show is like this hockey guy show, I'm out. Cameron agrees with me. Well, so. the good thing is they got, they're going to get plenty of debate if they listen to any of the 17 other shows that we do. Well, I just feel like when JT's on other things on here or on the review show, he's kind of it's being steered for him. So he's just kind of on the receiving end of whatever the topic is more because you're the host. Steer however he no, wants. I know, but on that show, it's his show, and he gets to go further into depth on the things he wants to say and not just have a take. He gets to go deep into his takes because there's no interruption. And right. I personally like that model too. Well, and I, there's no yeah, one else I doing think, it. So yeah, I think my whole thing is just I just want more content, right? Like, and, yeah. and MXGP is not very much not covered very much in the United States. He has a unique perspective because he's been there. So. Maybe getting a racer that's also been there, you know, it's uh, you know could add some color to it. All right, thanks, Maybe. Cameron. Good job getting us thanks, to argue. Guys. Cheers. Thanks, especially man. on Thank the you. MXGP front, because uh, again, we don't cover that as much here. So maybe that. But I would say with the American stuff, I like JT getting to just rip his take all the way through. It's not I a like problem, it. except he asks me about phone calls. He has done this mo- numerous times. Yeah, I want to know how to do it. Right. I, so, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to the guest thing, but. I also don't need to just hammer me on what I need to not do for my own show also. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of opinions. I understand, but that, this is partially why I wanted to create my own show is so that I could do what I wanted. Without those opinions. You could make it better. I want to help you make it better. You, I don't believe that's true. Uh, why, why wouldn't it be true? What, what, do I, what do I care? Make it better. Get, a, get, get this little box, hook it up, call some people once in a while. Be fantastic. Be great, great radio. Uh, Ryan. You got a question about fly gear? I do. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, JT. Hey, um, so I'm a big fly light glove guy. Um, okay. It's probably my favorite glove. Uh, yep. A couple of months ago, I noticed the media glove. So my question is, like, what was the idea behind those, and how do they compare to the lights? So they're very similar in concept. Uh, the media glove was originally – uh, built to be a bicycle glove. It was in the, the okay. mountain bike catalog. That's kind of what I thought. Right. Yeah. So it has uh, it has some uh, different material on the thumb. It has um, phone screen enabled fingers on it. So for mountain bike guys when they're stopping to check trails or or whatever, uh, like at any sort of trailhead. So originally it was really built for, to be a bicycle glove, and then we just noticed a lot of moto guys wanted to use it because it was still single layer single layer palm. It was still made out of the same, uh, you know, top of the hand materials. So we started putting it in the in the motocross catalog as well. Uh, it just has a nice crossover, and they're they're built very similarly. Uh, it was actually the glove that Andrew Short raced in the last few years of his career too. I wear it. That's what I wear riding. The media. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I'll have to try those out. I would like some color added to the media glove, JT. A little stripe of a color or something, but you know. Yeah, yeah and it, I don't necessarily know why they've been designed the way they were like i said most of the like okay perfect example we just went through the entire glove line today at our building for the 2023 line 
and the media glove wasn't involved. So I'm I'm assuming that the bicycle side is still doing the the color design for that. Right. So yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of input uh, there. Tits legendary. That's your favorite glove. It is my glove of choice. Oh, there you the go. The few times that I actually get on a bike, yep. that's what I'm wearing. There we go. Yep. Ryan, big big media glove guys over here. Sweet. So yeah, sweet. Hey, uh, one last thing. Um, so. Steve, what was your overall at the Glen Helen race that you're very proud of? Uh, 14-9 for seventh overall. 14 Okay, so I got one for you. Um, nothing crazy. My, it was like my first big bike race, the, just beginner class. But um, I went 12-2 for third. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty good, too. Yeah, 12-2 12, 12, yeah, for third. On in the, the podium. Be, in the beginner class, yeah. God knows what happened yeah, in that second photo. Yeah, photo. second photo was rough. <laughs> Right. Like Millville, second moto. It was Brandon's first race for a bunch of guys. Uh, well, did you Wait, did you really get second, or did half the field all go down together? It was like Mumford? Yeah. No, because I, I, I went dead last because I fell in the first corner and then stalled it on the last lap, so I went dead last and then second. So. Oh, okay. Well, uh, my I was greatly helped. Uh, 14th was my placing out of, like, 30 guys, and then the second moto, that's, that, that ninth, was greatly helped by a massive – uh, second turn carnage uh, that ended up with a guy with a broken back. I sent him a t-shirt and a hat uh, to help me out because um, he took out half the field. So uh, that was where that went through. Sorry about your injury. Here's a hat. Yep. That's what You're I did. Right on. Um, thanks, man. Thanks for the call, Ron. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Steve's on one. Steve, what's up, man? What's going on? Steve, you there? Good night, Steve. Good night, mate. Yeah. Good night. How are you? I uh, yeah, just want to say first up, yeah, just big fan, big fan of uh, you and uh, and the other guys there. All right, thank hey, you. Um, Thanks. Quick, just quick story, um, or quick backstory. So early two thousand, um, uh, living out the bush in Australia, and we get our first computer, me and the missus, and we got the old slow ass um, dial up internet, and uh, so the first thing I. I walk in there to search his uh, supercross because I'm used to only having like two magazines to read yourself. And up comes um, supercross.com, which uh, was, uh, I think RJ might have something to do with that or something. That was pretty cool. Yeah, some of that. But the, only other site, yeah, the only other site I could find was a site dedicated to this guy called Ross Rollerball Pedersen, who I'd never heard of in my life. Oh, nice. So I'm there reading. I'm there in, in, in Australia um, reading about this Ross Pedersen. Anyway, I, I, I've been listening to Pulp for you know, a couple of years now, and I was thinking about that, and I thought, geez, that, that was probably your site. So I, I was just um, wondering if it was, or if you, if you knew anything about it. Um, yeah, it could have been my site. I When I first started my blog, pulpomex.com, which started like as a blog site for stuff, I did do a page in there about the history of rollerball. So, but it wasn't okay, yeah. it wasn't a dedicated site. It was inside of my site. You know what I mean? But um, but I you did know, a whole thing yeah. on rollerball. Yes. Yeah, look, my, my my tech abilities would have been pretty pretty rough. So it might, it might not have been a, a dedicated site. But yeah, I do uh, remember that. So I, I sort of always um, knew of uh, knew of rollerball, and and then uh, yeah, hear you talking about him and. Um, and uh, yeah, just made me think of that. That I'm a big, um, I'm a big uh, moto history nerd. Oh, so, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Or, or, uh, I like it when you talk about all the uh, the old timers. Yeah, if you just started listening, go back and dig through the pod- podcast archives, man. There's a ton of interviews. Oh with yeah, guys. I've yeah. Um, 
I've just about gone through all of them, I reckon, yeah. You're good. Yeah, I do a lot of driving, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been awesome listening to uh, all, the old, all the old guys, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, no, I've had a lot of fun doing it, man. And, yeah, Rollerball, I'm glad I pointed out some of his... Rollerball used to race six 30-minute motos in a Nationals a day. Yeah, yeah. Three I remember, classes. I remember hearing you say that, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I've done four. It's awesome, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. I've done Boring. four, and... The uh, the fourth one is a, is a real mind f. Right, uh, you're just, right. You're just done. And, and Steve JT here had rollerball as a coach for a few weeks. Oh man, few weeks. Oh, oh really? Unbelievable. Yeah, Blackfoot Honda days. Oh yeah. Yeah, he went to bat for me big time. He almost uh, he almost beat up my mechanic going to bat for me. <laughs> sounds about right. Was awesome. Yeah, that's sounds awesome. about right. Uh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That, that sounds about right from what I've heard you talk about him. Yeah, bar fights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was leading the points one year and got beat up at a race I was at uh, <laughs> and missed the rest of the season. Yeah, and uh, yeah, good that, times. That's it. Awesome, man. Hey, Thanks. Um, just one other quick yeah. thing. Um, loving the re raceables. Thank you. Um, and you guys said um, just if any any listeners had a, just an idea for an added thing. Yeah. Um, I've got one. Just if you like it or not. Um, I just think it'd be interesting, especially for if you get a young one listening, to talk about just a quick who was the powerhouse team of the time and who was a team that was maybe really struggling. You know, like yeah. imagine a, a young bloke listening to it and hearing how Makita Suzuki was the powerhouse. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Or, or and, Star and Yamaha. Was, like was Star, nothing. Star Yamaha. Yeah. Keith Johnson, Kevin Johnson, yeah, yeah. and whoever so, else. They were no bit of a joke. And, and yeah. you know, I think that that's. That, just an idea. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks Thanks yeah. very much for listening. Thank you. No worries. All right. Thanks. Uh, see ya. Um, it's crazy how Cooper oh, oh, Webb oh. said uh, he when he got signed by Star as a pro, he was bent that they were the only ones that would like take him on, and he was they were yeah. a good team then. It yeah. was like, no one wants me. I guess I'll have to ride or for even, Star for a year, and hopefully I can get out of here. Yeah, well, even, <laughs> even Hewitt's uh, Suzuki team Yeah, when he first started, right? It was like, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. So, and then look what it did. Look at right. the titles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all around. Um, all right, let's get to uh, this man here. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> oh shit, that's David Bradshaw's bike I just fucked up. Welcome to the show, Dark Side. <laughs> the best intro. It is the best. It's so it's bad. Great. It's great. Yeah. And JT, that's you doing the horse voices, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm aware. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's awesome. What's up, Dark Side? Turns my stomach. What's up, boys? <laughs> just had to call in with DB being in, you know. Gotta got say hi to my boy. What's up, bro? Hangtown, hey, Hangtown, hey, hang hang yeah. bro. Yeah, oh. it's coming September, well, just, uh, September 11th. Just check, keep an eye on your uh, your pay stub that month, Dark Side, and see uh, see if that pay goes through for you. You know, check that out first. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a concern, but but Daniel, uh, he's willing to match. Oh, okay. Right. Told you, main event yeah. moto wrap up show, yep. 2022. <laughs> okay, all right. He, he sweet he sweetened the pot a little bit by sending me some Eagle Grit wipes. The guy I got today, those things, man. <laughs> Yeah, they're good. Cleaning this new house with them all, all, all week. They work good. They work really they well. They are good. Uh, they're um, so good. But uh, yeah, I just want to call in. No, no wrap up show this week. So yeah. I know. I know everybody's gonna be disappointed, but uh, we're, I'm in the house and the studio is almost together. Are you? Uh, are you excited That's about the fly bullshit. launch? Are you? Are you excited about the fly launch on Friday? <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah, JT just will not let me see the stuff early. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how's the new year look, Dark Side? He, you shouldn't. You should no pay, idea. You should pay the ultimate price for what you've done. 
Apparently I am. Yep, absolutely. I don't want to pay yeah. any price. I just have to protect things. So this now. isn't even punishment. Okay, I've my it's not punishment. No. It's just it's just caution. No, <laughs> for people who don't know, Dark Side, the 2022 and uh, 2021 and a half kinetic mesh was launched, and it was an embargoed until I think noon of a certain day. And Dark Side put it up at 7 a.m. Well, Dark Side launched it. Dark yeah, Dark Side. He did. He launched it. <laughs> right. Hey, and the best part is, I saw it, and I text JT. I'm like, Hey, can I can I post it now? Like. And he's like, no, don't do it. Absolutely do not. I was like, Darkseid's already got it up. Oh, you broke it. You broke the news. <laughs> well, because I was going to post it, too. And I was like, oh, he jumped the gun. I guess maybe we're allowed to. But I I just asked. Fucking Darkseid. No, wasn't allowed to, man. It was a mistake. And, yeah, I'm paying the price. <laughs> <laughs> no works connection, start device, no secret. Darkseid, you just keep, like, messing up here, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, nobody's perfect, and I'm, and, I'm proving that. And Darkseid, so you have the uh, portable podcast machine that you do your, your, your shows with. <laughs> And yeah, it works uh, awesome, doesn't as it? Suggested, as suggested by you, I actually had a nice soundboard, and you suggested that. And I got it to take with me when we went places, and it works so fucking well. I got rid of the soundboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. And how it's, how easy is it, Dark Side, to put a caller on and call somebody? How how easy is it? It's that? really really easy, but I don't know what JT's setup is. I mean, does he use software to? Cause you got to have software record. Well, he, yeah, he has software, but you don't even need software. You put your SD card in there, and it records it. Oh yeah, true. I don't use it that way, but yeah, that's right, right. You can't. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And then and, and JT just using like a setup from the 1960s. Yeah, just let me let me have my own show, Steve. You can have your own show. You have it. Thank you. I'm taking it Thank over. You. JT, do you make recommendations to Steve and his show? No, because he, he yells yes, at he does. Me. Yes, he does. He makes a lot of recommendations. Uh, by the way, JT, JT says JT, no, and you say a lot. JT will like, be where's the truth? <laughs> JT will be in studio on Monday night with uh, Chris Kiefer next Monday night. So I'll break it in the new one. You know, can't the wait. For that. I love beating my meat. Yep. So that'll be fantastic. How's how's uh, the mansion? This new mansion. Uh, same square Damn. footage as this house. Same square footage as this. This is Are you asking uh, me. I'm at. I'm at the old place. We're at the old one. Oh, you're at the old place still. Yep. Okay. Closing it down. Now we're yep. gonna burn this. We mother are down doing. When we're the done. Mo- we are doing the move this week. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. To the new studio. It is not fun. It is not. Do you have moving is one of the worst things in the world. Do you have like a, a professional sound guy that moves all your stuff, or you yeah, do it yourself? Yeah. I, I. Well, Travis Marks is. Uh, he is on board with saying that the move of the video equipment will be f- seamless, and there'll be no problems. <laughs> so keep an eye on the video on Monday night, everybody, and see about that yeah. shit. Have I let you down we, yet? We, no, you have not let me okay. down. And then the audio guy, yes, I am flying uh, Ehab in. Uh, my buddy Ehab, who does the audio, all the audio for the Nationals and, and, and moved me into this studio from the old You're house. You're flying someone in? Yes. Wow. Dude, I, can't, I don't want to screw this <laughs> okay. up. I mean, this is, my, this is my livelihood, right? So Is now a yeah. bad time to ask for a raise? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll bring it. I just later. thought there might yeah. be somebody in that Circuit City that could do it. No, no, no. This 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 gentleman <laughs> has has done it before. So there's a lot of ins and outs over here. Yeah, right. I got mine all hooked up today. It was actually, a couple hours ago. Mine's other than the cameras, everything's up. See, this is what I'm trying oh, to avoid. I don't want to have to fly technicians in. You don't. That's my podcast. that's the sweet thing. Well, JT, you've been all Supercross. We did these remote shows with that machine. You saw how easy it was. Yeah, I'm just going to take whatever I can run with, and now that you have to fly someone in, I'm, I'm never going to let that go. Yeah, you just blew it. I'm, I'm t- oh, you, you, you told him too much, oh, now God. he's way out. All right, well, listen. Um, Flying in a man named Ehab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert joke uh, here. Uh, no, he, he, yeah, he, I, I, he's, 
He did it last time. Uh, this exact same studio. He set this studio up. He'll set the new studio up, and we'll be we'll be we'll be cool beans. We'll be on our way. Does Ehab do cable management? <laughs> yeah, asking for a friend. Yeah, I, think, I hope he does. Okay, You're here to fix the cable. Didn't you, <laughs> did you tell me the studio is going to be smaller now? Like, what are you going to do with all your stuff? Yeah, it's not going to be as good, man. It's not going to be as good. Not going to be as cool. Not going to be as uh, much stuff on display. But we'll we'll try to do what we can. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yep. What are you going to do? But happy wife, happy I don't wife. Know. Yep, exactly. Thank you. Happy wife, happy did, life. Did you, did you talk about it earlier in the show, like, why you're doing it? No. Oh, okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't want to hear your emails, bro. Yeah. Why you're moving? Yeah. Is it a barking dog or something? Uh, no, it's a bunch of things. But, no. uh, um, <laughs> that's one of them. Who the fuck is Olivia? Uh, we got Jake on one for fantasy questions. Let's, let's take Jake's call. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? What's your fantasy question? Uh, it's not really a question. I was kind of proud of myself. I went out on a limb and picked Derek Kelly, and he gave me 100 points. Uh, but I also had Jamar, Amar, and Mumphy. Well, JT's happy that Mumphy did shitty, but uh, did you watch the practice show? <laughs> Derek Kelly was laying. Uh, I did yeah, not. Because yeah, if you watched the practice show, you would not. You would have pulled Kelly. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Yeah, exactly. You it never, wasn't a good look. Derek Kelly crashed in practice, uh, uh, Jake, and never moved on the screen. No. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, he did yeah. really well. I think he got 100 points. I think he got 100, man. So, uh, yeah, good job it, for, it was 100. Right. Good job for Derek Kelly, man. All right. Are you going to do the motorsport.com whole shot picks for Washougal, Jake? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Why? I don't. Uh, who should I pick then? Justin Cooper. Does he know what it is? Generational. Yeah, true. Pick the generational. Yeah, generational. Yeah, no kidding. Nah. If- Daniel, right. I love Eagle Grit, but I don't know. I was on the jet train at first, and then... Oh, like I don't know. His attitude gets to me a little bit. Oh, I know he's attitude. seventeen, but do you think? I feel like he kind of has an attitude, but yeah. he's been a little saucy a couple times. Yeah, I look at that. Yeah. He's seventeen. Like whatever. He it's, has it's been something s- bad, but it's like he has eh. been saucy. Yeah. Dark side. Do you well, feel like Jet is a generational talent? Oh, you're putting him in a, such a bad a spot hefty, right now. That's a hefty title, man. Be I'm careful. Not, I'm not be careful with your answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you may not make the main event moto yeah, co-host. Yeah, you dude. might not be welcome. I'm not there yet. He's he's hella talented, but I'm not there yet. Let me right. see a little more. Uh, thanks, Jake. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, well, if Cooper wins the championship, I hope he gets up there with a pack of dogs. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> all right, Jake. Thanks, man. Right. See, see you at Yuck Yucks. Um, all yuck, right. Yucks. All right, Dark Side, anything else? Yeah, fantasy sucks. So that's that's it, man. Three oh, weeks wow. in a row. Oh wow! I think I had five zeros this week. Five zeros out of eight guys. Well, yeah, well, two weeks ago I had six. And then, uh, yeah, I had multiple <laughs> DNS this week. I had Thrasher. Um, shit, I can't shock, remember. Shock. I, just yeah, everybody that you could pick that had a DNF, I picked. Troll train shock. Last year Truman talked yeah. me into doing the industry idiots. Yeah, where you pay in. Yeah. I had three guys DNF the first round, and I never played again. I just donated <laughs> my money, and that was it. Three guys DNF Moto but you One. You can win eventual rounds and get your money back. I was too bitter. Wow. Okay. Just going for the title. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was seventy second a couple weeks ago, and now I'm like three thousand somewhere, and it's just well, dropping like a rock. There's only one man to blame for that, and his name is Travis Marks. 
you're, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's all his fault. All right, guys, I'll let you go. Thanks, man. All right, see you Dark Side. All right, uh, check out Dark Side on the uh, Main Event Moto Podcast in September at some point, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's get JT to bed, but first, let's do the X Brand Goggle Tear Off, shall we? Let's do this. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Rapid fire. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Pulp Show 21 is the code to save with X-Brand. Uh, the new Lucid Goggle is out, and Fast Freddy Norn really made it shine out there at Millville. Uh, Kyle Chisholm using X-Brand as well. A lot of riders using uh, X-Brand. Josh Strang, X-Brand athlete, won a GNCC not that long ago using X-Brand. What series tests your goggles more than GNCC? Nothing. Nothing. You're right. And Josh Strang won with X-Brand Goggles. Uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar? Yeah, he's a reporter. Oh, for Washougal Free Press. Yeah, the Washougal Free oh, Press. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. He's probably up there right now, getting getting the scoops, getting ready, getting ready. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Thirty seconds on the clock, Marks. Steve, are we back to allowing riders to jump on Red Cross flags to get their first win of the season and for the team? If you're not in the championship hunt and don't care about points, I guess you should just jump and make up time. I mean, Moser's not uh. wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know, like. We've got one point, two points. <laughs> You're going to see a guy in eighth just triple, triple, through a red cross flag to the lead. Take my points. I'm going like, for the dub. If you jump on a red cross and nothing happens, you shouldn't lose your win. or You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, oops. But can we do something more than a one point? No? Just a point? That's it? I know these guys make or good money at the top, but I feel like it's – I think money would be better than points. Five grand? Fine. I don't know. JT? I mean, anything? Yeah, I don't know what the right answer is. I mean, if it's money and you're, like, one of the top guys, then that's nothing. You're gonna, you would jump through a flaming hoop <laughs> if it's just a financial penalty. Like, you, just, it hey, you, you find one of your old AMA checks that are all stacked on the counter and just send it back? <laughs> <laughs> like Manny Ramirez. Just yeah. whatever. There's just money everywhere. Checks um, playing everywhere. I don't know. I, I mean, there's got to be some more incentive to stop these guys from moving it but then at other times you do you do uh feel for them because the flags are yeah. hard to see sometimes you're coming out of a right hand turn and the guys on the right hand side inside of you and how are you, yeah, you flagging's know? uh is not the, the strongest suit in our sport no, no. moment all right that's my 30 seconds uh daniel where does the whoop monster rank on the list of most memorable track mascots 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 is there any oh, other yeah. ones? McGrath, are... McGrath had a mascot, Bud Light days. I mean, I if you're know. talking throughout history and time, I mean, he's maybe the best. I mean, he's the only one I can even think of as far as being a track mascot. I'm glad he's back. He was banned for a few years. Why was he banned? I don't know. I don't know what the whoop monster does to get banned, <laughs> but he was not allowed in the park. Oh. All right. JT's over knocking boots. I don't know like. what's going on, JT. It's probably his podcast <laughs> <What>? equipment. <laughs> There's banging going on in your background. Oh, sorry. I was messing with my headphones. Sorry. I don't, I don't oh, think that was okay. it. Okay. Uh, JT. By messing with your headphones, you just bang them against the desk? Over Re- repeatedly in like yeah. a really seductive rhythm? Uh. I mean, I mean, I never moved. I just was adjusting my ear, my headphones in my ear. I literally did, haven't moved. Sounds like a okay. head knocking against the wall. Okay. All right, JT. If Hurlings <laughs> keeps breaking himself, does he retire early? No, there's that noise again. It's not, so it's not your headset. It's something going on in the background. Tell it's her to really slow down. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, haven't, I haven't done anything. I'm literally haven't moved. Um, I guess define early. 
I, I mean, young. I could see him retiring. You know, at twenty six, twenty seven. He's twenty six. Like Dungey Villapoto. He's twenty six now. Mm-hmm. I I could see it, man. You keep keep uh, stacking up injuries like this. You know, broken shoulder blades, and I mean, he was paralyzed for a few minutes last year. I don't think it's going to happen, but stranger things have happened. All right. That was over thirty seconds, but we let it go. Well, yeah, you kept inter inter. Right. I don't know the right word. Interrupting. There you go. <laughs> it's a big word. It's a big, it's a big one. <laughs> well, I wanted to say, like, Interjecting? intervening. I was going to go inter- intervening. Okay. All right. I didn't. Fuck my ass. TJT, that's why you don't have guests on your show. You'll get interrupted and intervened. <laughs> do your thing. Steve. Yep. Why did Coop leave the Baker's factory? I just don't think he was having fun anymore, man. I don't think. I think he wanted to ride at different spots. He wanted to do something different. And, yeah, I mean, he was getting to the point where he just wasn't having fun. And so this is interesting to see what happens down the road a little bit. Um, we haven't seen guys leave and have a lot of success. Kenny has. Adam won. Kenny won. But, yeah. So we'll see. I guess Anderson left the 83 compound and went to Rattray's place. What? Yeah, if you want to keep track of all this stuff. I don't know. So back next door, Dalton's? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why yeah. did Anderson leave? When? Why? I don't know. Hmm. Probably money. That would make sense. Yeah. Daniel. Yep. Why is Coop struggling in the outdoors after dominating in Supercross? Uh, I, I, I'll probably get some pushback on this, but I know it's the same sport, but it is. They're kind of a, they're kind of cousins, I would say, in sports. They're not the exact same, and some guys are just better indoor than outdoor. It's not that he's not good outdoor, but I think indoor, it's more of, it's the mental side that can really carry you. It's more racecraft. It's more. You know, we're outdoor. I think you got to hang it out. You got to wick it up. And I don't, I don't know if he doesn't want to do that or if he's not interested in riding that way. But he just doesn't seem to have that willingness to just hang it out. Where indoor, you don't really want to ride that way. It's more about strategy and kind of playing chess. I, I know this is going to be silly comparison, but Supercross to me is chess. Outdoors is kind of checkers. It's a little bit different. Same, similar game, but a little bit different. All right, Forty-eight seconds. Yeah, sorry. Right. You don't have to be sorry. JT. What was the last good in-flight movie you watched? Good. Uh, I watched A Quiet Place the other day. Oh, bro. I've watched a lot of movies lately. Bro, have uh, you seen Have you seen two? I, I watched the, the first ten minutes and I fell asleep the other night, so uh, it, I will be watching it. Soon. It's It's incredible. Just really it's too good. Okay. Perfect. Oh yeah, no, it's two's, really, two's good. really good. Really good. But, but I feel okay. So I watched number one. It was good. I now know the gimmick. I now know the 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 thing with the movie. So am I, I don't know if I'm ready to sit through another one of the same gimmick where we got to be quiet and there's aliens around. I feel like the storyline in two is actually a better storyline. Okay. Right. It's actually it right. really damn good. I haven't watched a f- movie on a plane forever. I just put my headphones on, podcasts, and I'm done. I'm, I'm, that's it. I don't watch movies. But I will what be do you do with your eyes? Like you just stare at the seat in front of you? No, I close my eyes. Yeah, no, I close my eyes. <laughs> you do with no, your eyes. He's like, he's just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I close them. I, that's it. I'm out. Hoodie up, headphones on. You go to sleep? Yeah. Or I okay. just listen to the podcast with my eyes closed. On my, little, closed. on my little hour flight here, I took a nap and I had music blasting in my ear the whole time and slept through it. Yeah. With, um, woke up to like, I what am, the so hell? No matter I was what, a concert. Like you, if you fly overseas, if you fly across the country, there's no television watching or movie watching. There will be probably one movie watched uh, on an overseas flight. 
Oh wow! Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. the whole time. Yeah, like, the whole, I'm on movies. TV. I'm watching movies. I'm watching series. I got Netflix on my phone. You're like your, there is. You're in your pajamas. I am constantly entertained and stimulated on the entire flight. No, like, I don't, I don't wow. want any time going by where I'm not, <laughs> where I'm bored, where I have my eyes start wandering. And I'm looking at people, and I don't want to be thinking about my mask that I have on for right. 20 hours straight. Oh god! Do you pay extra for the stimulation? <laughs> Is that an upgrade? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that goes it's on Delta, in it's business. A, it's a Delta thing. <laughs> I uh, No, I, I, I close my eyes and I listen to podcasts. Like, I'm so far behind in so many podcasts that when I go on a long flight, I'm like, sweet. I can catch up. Are you up closing on your eyes to concentrate on the podcast? Yes, just to, yeah, just to close my eyes and think about the podcast. Okay. Yep. I, I, yes. is, there, is there one person on the podcast just talking alone? No, there never is because those podcasts suck. <laughs> they, they, I like having more, multiple guests on podcasts. <laughs> so, um, no, I, yeah, I'll watch one movie overseas. Like, yeah, just whatever. Like, and I'll even, and even that, I'll put on, you know, some old movie that I've seen 20 times. So I'm kind of not really paying attention, but I kind of am, or, you know yeah, what I mean? I think it was uh, two years ago, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. I think I watched it on almost every. It was. There wasn't much on there, right? And that was the only good one. I think I watched it ten times yeah. in one season. It's a good movie, though. I, it was, I, I never really got bored of it. I right. loved it. All right. I want to be wined and dined, and <laughs> I'll just say it: sixty-nine. There we go. I mean, it was set. It was dropped. <laughs> Steve. Yep. If Barsha is already in great shape, what's Will Hahn bringing to his program? Well, we heard him earlier. Uh, you know, he's helping him with his riding. He's, the little he's, things. The little things. Yeah, the little things. Um, and I think, like, for Barsha, you know, going on bicycle rides with somebody is, is you know, better than being Is this like the podcast again? Is this, a, is this coming back to the podcast? What do you mean? He needs to have a guest on his bike rides. Yeah, yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> bike rides alone suck. All right. <laughs> Daniel, who's your favorite band currently? Uh, Falling in Reverse. It's been on repeat for about a month, pretty much. Six seconds. Good job. I like Van. Doubt. Mine's Van Halen. <laughs> I, I go in and out of of stages, but right now that's it's right. it's been nonstop. I got a Spotify and I just put their name in and shuffle and just let Mark's, it roll. Marks, uh, Marks found me. It doesn't work, by the way. Marks all of it, but uh, Marks found me the audio from a uh, YouTube. He ripped the audio from a YouTube Van Halen 1989 concert in Japan. Uh, so now I have I'm it. pretty sure um, Doug Cabrera just saw Sammy. Oh, yeah? Either, like, maybe yesterday huh. on Instagram. He was at a concert and said he saw Sammy Hagar, I'm pretty sure. Huh. So Sounds like you got a Pebcac issue. A Pebcac. What? Problem exists between keyboard and chair. Oh, God. Listen listen to the coder. Speaking of his language. Steve, how's your uh, Gary Becker, Sammy Hagar connection going? Uh, I'll let you know because Sammy's got a residency coming up here. In uh, Vegas in November. Oh, are you nervous? No, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Yeah. How many times will you go? Uh, I can only go three. Mm. The same weekend as Bercy and same weekend as something else going on. So, yeah. All right, last one. JT, with all your flights over the years, ever catch anyone attempting to join the Mile High Club? And are you a member? Uh, <laughs> I'm not a member. I don't know. You know what? I, I sleep a lot on international flights like i eat my meal and then i enjoy the hell out of that those beds so i just go straight to sleep so i'm dead to the world i, I don't know what the hell's going on They're, they could be doing it right in the seat what, next to me and i wouldn't know what about the movies you just said how you watch movies 
Yeah, I do. I do watch movies oh. as much as I can, but it's like you know, you're on the plane for probably two or three hours. By the time you get on the plane, you board an hour before you take off. You take oh. off. They're serving drinks, food, whatever. Um, and then domestic flights, I I can't sleep all that much, so I watch movies a lot on those. You got changing your pajamas too. That takes a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it takes all of like thirty seconds. Okay. You're right. All right. Uh, all right. That's it. X Brown goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. If you don't use X Brown, you will not win. All right, JT. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, we'll see you on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty show on Thursday. Um, looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, man, we'll see you at Shugo. Baby, Daniel, are baby. you going this weekend? I am. It's 50-50. It was 100% yes, and now it's 50-50 because uh, of something that kind of came up with Eagle Grit, so I'm not 100% sure. And are if you I, going to Thursday Night Motocross? I'm actually, if I don't come up for the weekend, I still might fly up for Thursday Night Motocross and then just fly home. So I That was one of the most shocking turnovers I've ever seen is Daniel doing that in the past. Goes to Thursday Night Motocross, then goes home, doesn't stay for the national. Year after year after year. <laughs> I mean, you, you guys do know that my last year racing the Nationals was o two, and I raced to 2015. I'm not asking you to race it. I, I just figured you'd go. I zero. I was there was probably a fair race somewhere at home. <laughs> I, I had to get home. Lost Banos, Los Banos round eight oh, was uh, running. Uh, by the way, also I before JT, we got a tweet for you. Uh, tits, let's do this real quick. If we can. All right. So just the the one is uh, this from lacrosse defense coach JT. How many carbs would you eat to see Hurlings healthy for the rest of 2021? <laughs> uh, I think he comes back. I think he races this weekend somehow. So, so uh, I less than twenty. Less than twenty. <laughs> Jesus. One one day's worth. Got it. I haven't yeah. had a carb since nineteen ninety seven. Since two thousand and four. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Two thousand four. I've had a yeah. carb since two thousand and four. <laughs> I would also like to uh, last week. Did we have Pookie on the show last week? Was that last week? Yeah, I think so. But she didn't. She I, wasn't on camera. I was making fun of her birthday choice last week. Remember? The oh, pebble. Oh, the yeah. pebble maker. So pebble pebble, Pookie oh. wanted a pebble ice maker for her birthday. And I'm like, that's super lame, and that's dumb, but whatever. I'll get you your stupid pebble ice maker. Here you go. I got it. It's fucking fantastic. It's God's <laughs> gift to mankind. It's to have this little yeah. machine, yep. and you hear the tick, 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 as the ice comes out, yep. and then you go over there, <laughs> a and I got a scoop. They give you a white, a little scoop, and you scoop it into your drink, oh, and pebble ice has changed my life. Man. I you like, know who has pebble ice? Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. And Sonic. Oh, and, and so Sonic yeah, does people, too. Yeah. People on Instagram have hit me up about Sonic. Yeah. yeah. Sonic's incredible. Um, so, you want fresh pebble ice. So I would like to apologize to my wife uh, for her birthday gift because uh, pebble ice has changed my life and I will be a pebble ice guy now until I die. JT, do you notice how he was talking shit on it until he tried it? Maybe if he listens to your podcast, he will change his opinion 100%. No, he's he got to try. He will just berate me with all the things he doesn't like. So you don't want him to listen. You. you don't want no, him to listen. I, don't. I knew he didn't listen anyway, but I don't trying really to, want Trying him to make you better, like Jeannie Carmichael. Trying to make you better. And uh, this is what I get. Uh, so Pebble Ice Maker. Uh, I, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. You should see all the riders that hit me up uh, about it. Uh, AC, Nick, uh, um, Chiz. Uh, a Ray, they're all like, dude, Pebble Ice rules. Like they're it all is. these riders are all on board with Pebble Ice. It changes the how, way the how drink much tastes. Is one of those things. All I drink is water. Well, so I don't really know perfect. if I need one, but are these things expensive? Well, you would never buy it. Yeah, uh, okay. it depends on which one you want to. Mine get. was three hundred. They're, they're about three hundred bucks. I, yeah. I paid three hundred. Yeah. Oh, I, that's not. That's not. 
unreasonable. Oh, okay. All right. Weege is Would Weege buy one? Freaking out hearing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> All the money JT's saving from not buying that equipment that he promised yeah. his Patreon <laughs> people. I don't. I don't need one. The, the, I literally drink water. Maker. Like I drink water. It's, it'll it'll be better. It, the water will taste better. In there, there. Yes, anything you put in there, I put I put Pebble Ice in Augie's uh, dog water bowl. He loved it too. <laughs> it was it was amazing. <laughs> it, sure I'm telling did. you, it, it's so good. And she was right. And she was right. And so I'm apologizing to her on the uh, on the air. So Pebble Ice maker. Nice. Uh, FlyRacing.com Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific. Everybody. Uh, ten fifty-five. If you follow Darkside, yeah, or Darkside's Instagram early in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, please check it out. Twenty twenty-two uh, fly racing stuff out now. Very exciting times. And JT, we'll see you next Monday in studio here, man. Thanks. All right, guys. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, let me tell you about Auto Sport. I've been using a deodorant and charcoal body wash uh, for a long time now. The products are formulated with natural botanical ingredients and keep you smelling fresh all day. Even better, they leave out the bad stuff like parabens and sulfates. Award-winning products, artisport.com. All products under 10 bucks. charcoal face wash, any dander shampoo, all of it under 10 bucks. artisport.com. You can go there and use the code PulpMX, people, to save. PulpMX code saves at artisport.com. We got our own code with these guys. And uh, I see you people buying them and, and tagging me on social media, so thank you very much for that. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. Uh, it's the first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. The week, This week, job of the week, this is a good one. It's a full-time job in Lake Forest, California. Team Green Support Technician. Really? Yeah. So if you're looking for an organization that empowers its team members to learn, grow, and make a genuine impact, at Kawasaki, they offer this and so much more. They got an immediate opening for a Team Green Support Technician. So this would be like you're driving the box fans, you're going to the races, you're helping out the riders support, you're probably building bikes for top amateur riders, you're troubleshooting, you're uh, selling parts, you're uh, all that kind of stuff. So really good job. Wait, great way to get in the industry to meet people. Team Green, support technician, full-time job. Go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com to apply. And uh, this is, like I said, it's a full-time job. It's got medical, dental, 401K, all of that stuff. Good job. The Verb guys have a pretty cool video coming out this week. Um, it's about Team Green. It's like a kind of an amateur thing with Ryan Holiday. Sit-down interview, long form, that Kyle, Coll Kyle Cowling did it. And uh, it's pretty damn good. Got oh, a chance good. to see. I didn't see the final thing. I saw yeah. some little pieces of it, but right. I know the Verb guys got that coming out this week, too. Uh, nice, nice. So please check that out. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the guys at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. PulpFan20 is the code to save with Ride Engineering, ride-engineering.com. Uh, whether it's the new split clamps that they got out, they got covers and plugs. They got uh, brake calipers as well. PulpFan20 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, whatever it is, man, they can dial you in. They got some really cool stuff. Filthy Phil Nicoletti used Ride Engineering for a long time. Uh, the the uh, Gas Gas uh, AJE guys use Ride Engineering. Uh, a lot of teams and privateers use it. So um, please check them out. Ride-engineering.com for more information. Uh, Daniel Blair in studio here. Brought to you by Decal Works. DecalMX.com. Um, all right, Daniel. So, well, I mean, we both think that Ferrandis has this thing, right? The mm -hmm. title. Like, I, I mean, a bike could break for sure, but um, he's been so good. Yeah. He's got over a moto lead now. It's hard to, you know... Anything can happen. You got to always say that. Yeah. But in reality, with what we've seen, the way he's riding, I don't see him having a fall off, unless there's an issue. So, so yeah. Okay. So knowing that he's going to win it, uh, we think he's win it, and knowing there's six races left, give him what? Two more wins? Three? Because that's yeah. what champions do, I mean, right? Yeah, and he's what won four of the six. I don't see him doing that again. So I'd say three is a high, but probably get two more. All right. Well, give me the other three winners then. 
Think about the Kenny tracks. Will, Kenny will get one. Okay, well, Shugel. I mean, I think Kenny and Eli could both get another one. I guess the big question is, is there anyone else? Does Chase get one? Could Barsha get another one? Um, I would say, Dil- I mean, to be safe, Dylan, Kenny, Eli, maybe it would be the three to win right. on the way out. Okay. Uh, and the 250 class, uh, we talked about J-Mart winning a couple. Yeah, you kind of said on the review show, like, what, maybe two more? I I know this sounds crazy. I'm not saying he's going to run the table here and out, but I yeah. think he wins three or four more. I think he wins the majority of them out. You do? Yeah. yeah. So out of six, he wins three well, or Well, because without the injury, look how good he start. Well, he started hurt, but look how good he was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's kind of banged up still. He's still kind of recovering. He even said in that one moto he was feeling it. So I have to imagine he'll get through Washougal. So it's a less difficult place on the body, I think. Then he's get two weeks off and then five more. I think J-Mart gets three to four more. I mean, especially with Cooper and Lawrence, Jet, and even Hunter a little bit in this championship game, J-Mart's going there just to a straight win. So I, I could see him winning four of them on the way out. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, if he – oh, by the way, I, got a, I forgot to say this when JT was on the line. I got a text from somebody that would know and said that J-Mart has re-signed with Star. So why would he not just say that on the show? I don't know. I signed I mean, with someone I can't say who – you just re-signed. Yeah. I don't know, but I, this person has an inside stuff. Text so. me who it is. I want to know who it is. Cause. Okay. Well, you're in a group text with, with him and me, so he's one of those guys. No, it wasn't in the group text. No, it wasn't in the group text. It was a side text. Okay, then I would know who it right, is. Right. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, Thoughts I mean, on uh, JT stimulation during the flights? I mean, I want to know how, how what we got to pay for that kind of service. I know, right? Jeez. Um, all right, let's go to commercial break here. We'll come back. I have a shit ton of Instagram questions for one Daniel Blair oh, here. that's right. And we got the motorsport.com tweet at tits as well. So we got, you got to go somewhere? I was going to go to the bathroom at the commercial break. I'm just re- I'm Yeah, but ready. You're, like, you're like a pit crew. I'm just waiting for the gate to drop. I'm revved up. Let's go. Okay. Well, everybody, we've got to go commercial break okay. right now. I, I, we'll be back I'm, after this. I'm just ready. Lame. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. 
Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So, um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, 
Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again, Pulp Nation, for all the support. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in 
while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Bet Championships in one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mexico, presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, and what the hell, Eagle Grit. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, bro. Phil Nicoletti, Justin Barsha, Jeremy Martin, Daniel Blair in studio. That's Blake Wharton and his new show, his new uh, song, Let It Ride. Uh, thanks to Blake for letting us use it. Uh, play that tonight. It's pretty, pretty good stuff. Uh, thanks, Daniel, for coming in. Yeah. Always a good time. Yeah, especially during the summertime. I, I will be honest, I've watched the outdoors more this year. It's, yeah. I know it's kind of a funny joke, but I've actually been really enjoying it. You know, sometimes I feel halfway through, you yeah. kind of, you know, it's cool, but it's like, nah, I, I just feel kind of worn out. Right. I've actually been looking forward to race days, nice. so, which is cool, cause it's, yeah. uh, and it's been delivering, I thought, I both classes even. It's, that first moto, first 450 moto was fantastic. This, the first yep. 450 Southwick moto was great. The first, the second one, one was great with yep. Tomac coming through. Yeah. This one I told you I watched the last five minutes a couple times, and um, Ferrandis, man, his willingness to take some chances, looking for a way around Barsha, while also having Eli all yeah. over his shit at the same time. Yeah. 
that was impressive because you're in that middle game, right, where you got to kind of defend, but you kind of got to get the guy. Yep. Dude, his racecraft was pretty awesome. It just didn't work out because Barsha was great at it. But, man, watching him for five minutes, just trying anything. And then yep. whenever it wouldn't work, he would immediately cover Eli. It was it was pretty damn fun to watch. It, it really was. It was great. Uh, all right. So, Daniel, um, come up to motorsport.com, tweet a tit segment. But before we do that, uh, I asked for questions for you on uh, Instagram all right. today. So we got a lot. You ready? I don't know if you are for some of these. All right. Uh, Alex Ray 83 Eagle grit helmet deal? Question mark. Dude, he's been all over. He's been all over me for like three years for that. And um, let me see, what's he got points wise this summer? Let's see if it would be worth it. What would be what would be a fair deal for him for a guy who has? I think he's got two points this summer. I think that's what it was. No, four. What do you think? What's a fair deal for A Ray? Uh, f- a buck a point. <laughs> four bucks. I I'll Venmo good. him right now. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal on my end. Yeah. But really, I mean, what what do you what do you do with a, with an A Ray a helmet? He's been asking me forever. I don't know. He's gonna want some cash. Yeah. How much cash is A Ray worth? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars for a helmet wrap. Yeah. yeah. Are you his agent? Because if you are, I yeah. could make that happen yeah. right no, now. It's All right. Done deal. Tell yeah. him. Tell him it's it's done. Check out my five hundred for the twenty twenty two season. Uh, Rankin726 says, how many times a moto do you think A-Ray hits neutral? A moto or a lap? Moto. How many laps are there? Mm, 12. 24. Okay. Twice a, twice a <laughs> lap. Twice. Uh, from uh, Mega Enduro Team, generational talent goes one, two, two, three, six, four. One outdoor round in six rounds. Ferrandis yep. is more. What? I don't know. Okay. Uh, from AJW93, Daniel, how can we find some of your old bands, your band's old music? I think YouTube has some of the old stuff. It's not available online. I don't. I forget why. The reason I never put it up like for sale, but like on iTunes, you're not on iTunes. Not our old, or not our first EP. Oh. I never put it on there, and I was having a problem one day, and then I got mad and quit it, and never did it. But um, okay. like, if you look up like the song "Heartless." Um, maybe one of those. Yeah, maybe that's on. It's on YouTube. Just look up main event heartless, and maybe that'll lead you down kind of that EP, the early stuff. When you're in the booth for Barsha winning a one, uh, J Mudge eight four three wants to know what song lyrics will he quote? Will you quote? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about that. But he is winning a one. Okay. I put money on that. Uh, Randy Nistler says, uh, if you had to change lives with one racer, who would it be and why? Ron Lachine? Yeah. Yeah. I think he lived a, I think he had a good time. I do too. I know he had a good time. Yeah. I'll say Ron Lachine. Uh, what is going from uh, R. Hume 628? What is going on with the new track in Fernley, Nevada? Uh, I think reopening after, oh. I, th- I'm, I think after Loretta's. So. Corey and the Bandit says, how many eagles are in each bottle of Eagle Grit? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it depends on our stock. Sometimes it's a little thinner than most when the farm's running out. Uh, Sposan819, not a question, just pumped to have him back on Pulp. Uh, Garrett Olney says, how hard did you laugh listening to DV go off on Rutledge Wood? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I actually enjoyed that entire thing. I felt like it was a pretty good match back and forth. I, I was... 
when Rutledge said, I don't even know who you are, that's what oh, that's, that, that really ratcheted it up. Well, because Rutledge is pretty witty. Yeah. So I could tell it was escalating. And then when DV took it there, he came back with a right hook. And I was like, shoot, great comeback. But no, I, I thought that whole exchange was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, but they don't know shit. H. Keezy says, will you be in the booth with Ricky at Supercross? I don't know that. Uh, JP underscore 167. Is Eagle Grid available in Australia? Not yet, but if it does, it would end up being through Amazon. We have a way to go international through them, so someday. Uh, Nick Yeager, 993. If 06 Carmichael and Stu were to be racing right now, where would they finish? On their, on those bikes? Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. I feel like this is just setting me up to get smashed. <laughs> I mean, I'll be realistic. I, I'd say four to seven. <laughs> Today, Junior. Sorry, I mean uh, the bikes are so much better. A real Mike Jones then. says four lap battle: Kiefer on one knee versus Blair. Who wins and by how much? On one what? Kiefer's got a bad knee right now. Oh, so right now race? Yeah. Oh, he. I mean, I've ridden four times in six years, so. Uh, from Alex Monk four four six, has there been any talk about Daniel being in the booth full time for Supercross? I mean, I'll be fully transparent. I haven't had any conversations about that at all. That's I I, I would imagine down the priority list. That's they're just we're not to that stuff yet. That's that's a full time discussion. So Jimmy underscore Hyde, who do you say from a burning house? The generational talent or Big Brother? Oh, and that that's Hunter for sure. But that's a big mix up. Everyone thinks I'm like obsessed with Jet. I have my opinion on him. I actually like Hunter way more like jet's cool i think i've talked to him maybe twice ever i actually really like hunter hunter is my guy of the two i just think what i think about jet so david motley one two two why is evan riding a suzuki 85 bikes from other brands are much more advanced uh i have a very very unique and detailed plan with what i'm doing with my son and i'm i have him on that bike for a specific reason oh boy I mean, do you want to hear it okay I'll give it to you I'll make okay, it quick Tony. Uh no There's I I shit going on with those we guys. don't we don't race too serious right now is a lot of development we have a lot of fun there's not much pressure and I'm trying to develop certain riding techniques in him and if you look at Roxon Tomac J Mart Anderson Jet Lawrence all these guys spent a couple years on an RM85 right around that same age 10 11 12 there's certain things about that bike that you can get out of it that uh, I want him to get out of it so no we'll be on we'll be on something else eventually but I. This chapter, I want him on that. Donnie Dark, 013. Who does it better? The Pony Potter Mathis, Know Your Truth. Who does it better? Yeah. Does what better? I don't know. I just ask questions. Ride Bradshaw's bike? You probably would be a little better. Uh, Team Tedder says, where's Hobo Nick? Crushing it. Life's awesome. Hung with him two weeks ago. Uh, 713 Gomez, how long before he uses Talon for his eagle grip? Oh, we've been doing that for years. I think you meant Talon, the phone guy. Oh, well, depending on stock. <laughs> things run out. I know where to find one. Uh, Brock0719, does he still stand behind the generational talent remarks? Oh, yes, he does. I feel like I'm, I feel more strongly about it than I did an hour ago. Uh, Matt Dolby, how can we get A-Ray back in hip? Asking me that? Yeah. I have no idea. Not the exercise guy says Forkner flips it around or Forkner flops out. I think Forkner will turn it around in Supercross next year. I, th I think we're all going to be like, eh, all summer and maybe a better moto here or there. But I think 
next year indoors, he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be back to what he was. Philip four fifty wants to know how many eagles do you use in a year? More every year. It's been growing. Yeah. So uh Brad Tillett, where's our photo of producer Joe you promised? Never promise that, and you'll never know. You'll never see it. Uh Hanny one twenty six. Daniel, why does we Weege keep ruining the sport? I don't think he is. Oh, he dropped the danger zone this week too. Yeah. Four fifty yeah, moto one. I know. I like it. Uh, he's not ruining the sport. Weege is awesome. That's a, it's a great joke, but Weege crushes it. Uh, RVW025, if you could be racing pro right now and could choose any team, which 450 team would you choose? Gas Gas, probably. I'd go Blue Crew. I, I like the KTM Husky Gas Gas model, and I would like to be on that team. I feel like that team would be the f- more fun version of the three. So, gas, gas. Uh, Chase underscore Wolf. When will Eagle Grip be making flushable wipes for my Eagle Hole? Ah. <laughs> I don't know, but sounds like I got a customer ready when it's time. Uh, LB Tech 1776. Will you take over broadcasting full-time? We can't stand Lee Diffie. <laughs> Out on that answer. Just, wow. we'll, we'll see in the fall what happens. Uh, does Daniel think he is better than Weege at commentating? Uh, straight up? No, I don't. Steven Naj, 05. Has Dungy already taken your job at Supercross Trackside Analyst? Analyst, If not, when? Maybe 2022. Maybe I don't get the call in the fall. <laughs> I don't know. Lithium Amp Hour says, how many beaks go into one gallon bottle of Eagle Grip? Um, again, it depends on our stock. Right. Sometimes the farm runs thin. Um... Why do you suck? I don't know. Okay. I, <laughs> That's a serious question. I, I didn't make that up. Who was it? Uh, time has priority. Uh, Anthony Rodriguez, 209. How's the AMC stock looking? Uh, actually, it's coming down, and I'm glad. I hope everyone else is getting burned right now like I did. Actually, that's not fair. I know you get burned. I burned myself, but... It's not doing well. It's down in the 30s. Jay Peterson, 57. Ask him why he continues to ruin his show by putting his brother on there. Honestly, the ratings are way bigger every time he's on. So I don't know what, I'm, I don't know what to say. Uh, Barnacle Boy wants to know, is Rhino mentally sound? He is now wearing a mask to protect himself from, against the vaccinated. <laughs> I saw that today. I think we can all make the case that Rhino was not mentally sound. I think, uh, just all in general. Uh... Sam Hurley, 106. Why is Daniel consistently on your show than doing his own show? Why is he what? Consistently on my show than doing his own show. I don't know. I mean, I like coming on here. We still do. I do my show every other week. What's he talking about? I don't know. I just ask the questions. Okay. Uh, Fit Freak, what do you do with all those dead eagle carcasses? That's confidential. It's a... I keep that one to myself. Aspear Ranch, how many eagles does it take to make Jacob Hayes gloves? I don't know, but my answer to those, what we do with the leftover eagles, um, I have an idea now. Now that I know that Phil is interested mm-hmm. in um, taxidermist, taxidermist, I think I might have a job for Phil. <laughs> fill them back up. Uh, Hatto731, why do you drive 60 miles per hour in the left lane on the highway? It's you, not 60. It's you about 67 degree, uh, six degrees, 67 miles per hour. I like to put it in cruise control and not have to touch anything for a long time. So, All right. So I speed two miles an hour over the limit, and I sit in the fast lane. 
Uh, Jay Bird Inglis, when will we see Jacob Hayes on a bike again? Thursday night. Oh, yeah? He's PIR. He's going to do PIR? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was supposed up. to come in with you today for the tonight That's why show. He couldn't. Yeah. He's yeah. going. He's leaving tomorrow up there. So uh, no, he's going for the dub on Thursday night. Boob six hundred. Why are you so jealous of Steve and Papa Max? He has a far superior show. Steve is God. I just read the questions, man. Did you write that to yourself? No, this is boob six hundred. What did he say? Why do I what? Why are you so jealous of Steve and Papa Max? He has a far superior show. Steve is God. That would be something that's written by a guy named Boob six hundred. That's my listener. Big yeah, boobs. That's your burner account. Uh, what happened, Sir, Surf, Surf Rat Glass? What happened to the main main show? Uh, producer Joe, I think, just got burnt out. Uh, Flattery, Flattery, one seventy. Considering you are now the sole owner, at e- sole owner at Eagle Grit, have you any ambitions to get back into music? Uh, yeah, we're actually recording right now. Oh. My brother and I are doing a cover song. Uh, I thought I said it on here last time I was on here, but the movie Rad. Oh, you did say that, yeah. Yeah, the song Thunder in Your Heart. I mean, my brother, the drums and the bass are already done. So we're we're at guitar stage now, and then I'll go in the studio and do vocals probably in September. And then uh, mix master, and then have it ready for the fall. We're doing something pretty cool that we uh, can't say yet, but we're we're doing something with that song. That's going to be pretty rad. Trev Box 215, how many Manitoba titles does it take to equal one regional arena cross title? How many you got? Four. Four. Yeah. Um... When when the he- Mike Luke Bauer one eighty eight when the hell is he going to get in the broadcast booth full time in Supercross? Okay, I mean I, that one I feel like I've answered. So, um, Drec three three eight is Barsha's style of riding a more mature version of RJ Hampshire? I wouldn't say style. You know, Barsha's always been kind of a sender, but he's never really. He's never really been a crasher. No. If you think about it, I mean, he's always got he's got that image, right? How wild, whatever. But Barsha's never really been a crasher. So, uh, Woodsy one twenty one. How did Daniel fare at the Bounty Hunter races in Banos? Uh, I have a statue out in front of the venue. Oh wow! It's, 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 yeah. Um. All right. I got a lot more questions, but dude. <laughs> there's a lot. Jesus. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that on the DMs, dude. That's. Yeah, my God, there's a lot of these things. In good conscience, we can't just breeze by this. You going 67 miles an hour in the fast lane? That's being extremely sarcastic. It's not true. Oh, okay. I I, I, I was going to say, we we do have issues. No, I don't do that all the time. I do that sometimes. Like, if I'm on a long, and I won't go that slow, but I will put her at about 73 in the fast lane and stick in there for a couple hours for sure on a long drive. Really? We we still have issues. Yeah, that's not supposed to move over. You got to use two lanes, man. Got to move over. Yeah. Not cool. Passing lane. You got to move over. And you're not even going fast either, so it's not even like you're going in the fast Look, he's lane. got no shame. I'm, he's, yeah. I'm literally breaking the law while I'm this doing it. This is not over the acceptable. <laughs> Tits, emotionless all show long, but hey, when it comes to the 67. There, God, there are yeah, a few dude, things that down. really get me going, yeah. and one of them wow. is staying in the fast lane. In the lane. left lane. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Not okay. Well, shame on you. Okay. Shame. Jeez. Uh... <laughs> Michael's on one. Michael, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm on. You are. So I've come up with a little bit of a theory here that maybe we can blame Daniel for the crazy moto media on YouTube. Oh, you want to okay. hear it? Yeah, I, I'll definitely be down to blame Daniel, yes. So I've noticed that 
he's had Cooksey and this coach guy on the main event show a few times. And I think that gives them some credibility since Daniel's a credible guy. And then I found this Hopper fella by Cooksey and the coach reposting his stuff on YouTube. And I think maybe some other people have found them that way. And I think maybe that's how Hopper has gotten some credibility and some following. So I think we just blame Daniel for it. Oh, okay. Daniel? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't even I don't have a comeback. For, I don't even know what to say to that. He doesn't, yeah. All right, sounds good, Michael. We blame Daniel. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that was the best I had. Hopper, Hopper's welcome to call in. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, he didn't want to call in. He just wants to make videos. Just want to call in. So, I told him anytime. All right, thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, all right, motorsport.com. Tweet at tit segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from motorsport.com. It's the tweets at tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Daniel, you ever been in a motorcycle car accident? Mm-hmm. Did somebody or some idiot take you out? Yeah. Did you call Arthur Draper? I did not. He's a friend of the show. If I would have had him, maybe I would have got more in the uh, settlement. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Your settlement. It wasn't. I didn't get oh. very much, which I wasn't trying to get much. I just wanted my bills covered, but did I got the, jacked in an Uber yeah. pretty bad. Did you get the bills covered? Did you get all yep, that? Yep, oh, got okay. it all covered and, and well, a little bit of pain and suffering well you should have went after arthur draper he takes the time to know you and uh will take the time to talk to you personally consultations are free daniel you just need to call him uh more importantly arthur only gets paid if you get paid arthur draper.com a-r-t-h-u-r draper.com happy birthday to arthur draper by the way it's his happy birthday, birthday. Today. oh my birthday sunday oh it is yep. oh wow happy birthday to 39 you years sunday. old jesus getting old yeah um, thanks to ArthurDraper.com. Uh, please check it out. I know some of our, some of our listeners have used them and uh, been very, very happy with it. So, um, all right, let's get into the motorsport.com. my meat. Uh, tweet at tit segment, motorsport.com. Again, uh, OEM aftermarket parts, $79, free shipping. Ryan Villapoto, Phil Nicoletti, the Pulp Nation, uh, all supported uh, by motorsport. And check out the motorsport whole shot contest on Pulp MX Fantasy this Saturday for Washougal. Lots of prizes. And uh, really easy easy way to play and get into fantasy and all of that. Uh, these questions are submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. And uh, the guy in the corner there picks the best ones. Let's do this. So in a very surprising kind of event, you've actually covered every single question Stop that was it. given. So I don't have any. <laughs> this is incredible. That's it. Yeah, you, you read fantastic. 72 questions earlier. I don't know if you actually kept track of that. Is he mad about that, Mark? <laughs> is he mad about you asking the questions? Yeah. No, he so did my, he did, he did my job for me. Yeah, thank you. No, for no, real. Yeah. There's no questions. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. First one is from Always Moto. Uh, now that Cooper is gone from the Baker's factory, what's the lineup without him next year? Hmm. AP, Osborne, Marv, and RJ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Papa, this is for you, Daniel. Do they have advanced medical equipment in the Alpine Stars unit, like an MRI machine, uh, or just basic stuff for triage? Other than, I guess, a, uh, they don't they, have. They do a, x-rays, they, right? They do x-rays. That's yeah. It. They do. I, it's, yeah, I don't think they have anything super crazy in there. It's no. all stuff that you would just need immediate before you're on your way out. I think I can't remember because I broke my femur at Anaheim one year, and I was in there for. A, few minutes before they took me I, I don't think anything past no. x-ray and it's mostly for small stuff just to see if there's an issue okay i think another one for you from fresno's smoothest who wins a no holds barred battle to the death uh producer joe or mark's dog 
In a fight? Yes. Oh, producer Joe would. <laughs> Marks, I you just really. Yeah. Marks is just done. Like just done. I mean, have you seen Marks pretty, though? Pretty, you don't know me. Pretty quickly. He doesn't even think about that. He just yeah. You, you don't know me. Have you heard producer Joe's voice? Don't scare me. I ain't scared. Damn. No, uh, it, it, Marks, it'd be over quick. I train UFC, bro. <laughs> you watch UFC. You, wanna, you got a cage? I train UFC. You want to get a cage? My buddy's got a cage. <laughs> he knows a guy, right? Uh, Jay, Jay's Turbo. Uh, does Team Australia beat Team USA at the Des Nations Ooh. this year? Well, it's going to have generational talent. It'll have Hunter and Jed Beaton. It's beaten pretty good, but he's a 250 yeah. guy now. Yeah. Going for 50s, yeah. Yeah, I don't know enough about him, but I would say, what's the other guy that got hurt? Uh, Mitch Evans. If he was there, I mean, you're looking at possible winning team? They're going to be good. And I don't know, if, and yeah. beaten, is he good too? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to be good. So, yeah, yeah. I'd, and then I don't know. I mean, who is our team really? Is it RJ? Bam Bam, Bam sounded tonight yeah, like that's yeah, a done deal. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 ink yeah. to paper, he said. To- so Totally my bad for, for forgetting that he's third in the points. He too. snuck up. Into yeah, that, like yeah. I, I, when I looked down, I was shocked right. too. But I would say because I had AP up there and Eli up there and Ken up there, right? So RJ and yeah, so RJ and Barsha for sure. So do you go Sexton or Plessinger on a case? Like they wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah. I go Sexton. I mean, Sexton's been pretty decent at times too. I mean, yeah. with that team, you just send it hard and just hope. But RJ would be going against mostly younger but, guys in the two fifty class. That Australian team is strong. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. But then again, you have two 250 guys riding 450s yeah. that aren't 450 guys. So maybe it's, I don't know. All right. Okay. Next one is from Jacob Baca. Has anyone checked on Chris Betts after AC's weekend? Yeah. No, we haven't. No, we, let, we just let Betts go a little bit on that. Just, you know. Leave him alone? Yeah. Just have him, let him have his space. <laughs> Fuck my ass. Give him time to calm down. All right. Next one is from Jesse318. Steve. Any thoughts of taking Pookie's Ice Maker with you to Europe? This would eliminate Fuck. a race tech rant. Right? Wow. I, that's a that's a great idea. Who who's that guy? Uh, Jesse three eighteen. Fuck Jesse. Good good move. I might have to do that. Give him something. Yeah. Give him because you got the, the little guy? one, right? So you yeah. can fit it into one of your bags. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I could. God, oh, Pebble boy. Ice Maker. I'm dream, dreaming about it right now. Can't wait to get home. Okay. Uh, next one is from Jason Taylor. Do we see a better result for Forkner this weekend after that fourth in Moto Two? Well, I mean, JT will say no, but I do. I think these guys work on confidence. And, and yeah, however he got it, he got it. But yep. that's the start. Thinking track-wise, too, Washugal. And think about it. It's not very tiring. He's not in great shape. You can definitely tell his fitness isn't there. Washugal isn't tiring anyways. I, I, this might be way wrong, and Star is one, two, three, four, five in the first corner. But I feel like Washugal not being as deep. You'll see some other brands maybe wow. get up there a little bit too, so maybe he gets a better start. Just two years ago, there was an epic star photo where they all got. Was it there? Yeah, was that what you go? <laughs> all right. Well. I'm, uh. Okay. Next one is from Bill Jenkins uh, for you, Steve. With AC's nerve injuries, Jason Anderson being new, and the whole Austin Forkner struggle bus, would Monster Kawasaki wonder where their 450 future lies? Mm, nah, I don't think so. Anderson will be solid and. I, a, li- a little bit, though, because hey, think about this. That team went from Villapoto to Tomac. And even before Villapoto was was Stu the one right before? There was a little gap. But they've been a winning manufacturer in that 450 class for a long time at, with different people. Anderson, who knows? I think he's top five guy, but is he going to win the title next year? I wouldn't think so. AC, 
who knows? I mean, they might be in a little weird spot, to be honest, as a manufacturer. They've they've been at the top for a long time. So uh, in reality, if you're looking at the next five years, it's a little unsettled over there. All right. Next one is from Gypsy Tales. Steve, how can you cover the race when you didn't go to it? Yeah, I mean, I don't go to every race. I never said I did. So is that for real? It wasn't from Gypsy Tales. I, oh. I changed the name on it, but I, <laughs> I invited I invited uh, Gypsy Tales on the show tonight. I figured with Daniel here as another podcaster guy. You mm-hmm. ever wrote back? Uh, he did. He couldn't make it, but uh-huh. I invited him on. Yeah, it was cool though. Yeah, that's how that's how I roll. That's how I roll. Taking the higher road. I was going to ask him. I got a cage, so I was going to see if we, oh. I had a buddy with a cage. So, um, Marks has a cage. Uh, no, listen. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote my column this week, and I just wrote about the halfway season points because I wasn't there. So, you know, I did the best I could with not going to the race. It's all about here's the halfway season points. And, you know, that's what I so did. So you, you went away from the detailed coverage because you weren't there to detail the coverage. Yes, absolutely. And I will, I, will, I will stand with that one as long as anybody wants. You know, Houston won. Jason Anderson faded so badly from arm pump. Never saw him on a broadcast, never mentioned. I was there. I saw it. Uh, I saw uh, Jeremy Martin crash twice at Southwick. Didn't show it on TV. Nobody knew. I saw it. He crashed twice. I saw Carson Mumford crash twice in the span of 50 feet. I now know why Carson Mumford had a bad moto. I know Gar- Marchbank's bike broke. Like These are things that will never show up on TV. You'll never know. And when you're talking about a guy's season or a guy racing, you need to be at the races to know what's going on. I will firmly believe and stand behind that. Okay. Uh, Scott McElroy actually has a two-part question. The first one was, did Roxon have the last gate pick for that second moto? Yes, he would have. Okay. So what lucky privateer got the bribe from Roxon? No way that gate was still available with the last gate pick. Hmm. Oh, um, that's a good point. So where did he start second moto? Did they pan the line? I'm assuming he knows. I don't. I never even noticed, to be honest. But you know what happens you is... You weren't there. I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> you know what happens is uh, the Honda guy, a guy with a Honda shirt, will just go stand around the gate. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. A bad gate pick. You just stand there, and you might even get in there and work on it a little bit. Yeah. And people just walk by. Yeah. So that could have happened. Some trickery. Um, I need to review the second moto start. I will do that tomorrow, actually. I, that is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's for you, Daniel, from Kyle Holtz. Uh, why did the main event Moto 200th podcast get deleted? What did you do to break the internet? Do you know anything about that? No. I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe you should check on whether your 200, 200th you podcast at? is still around. Oh. I'm, oh, is this the Bowers one? No. Okay. What I do don't you know, know, Travis. What are you laughing at? I'm not exactly sure. Mark's knows something. No, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, beaks and talons. Oh uh, this is it's a good one. This uh, for me, I take it. Sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, do you think Dean training at the Baker's factory has contributed at all to his Epstein Bar? Uh, what results do you see a healthy Dino getting these outdoors? I don't know the first part. I, I don't even have an opinion on that. Um, I think he's dealing with more than just that, right? The body is. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a knee problem. I think. So yeah. I think he is fighting for where he's at because that's all he's he's got. But I mean, a fully healthy Dino, you're you're probably sitting there in that five to ten range comfortably, near closer to five on most days. 
but he's just beat up. Steve, mm-hmm. this is from Clinton Fowler. Okay. What announcement are the MX Vice guys referring to that's coming out tomorrow? Well, it's midnight, East Coast. It's twelve thirty-three. What's Coast. it in Europe? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably nine hours. It's, it might it's be later. dropping now. Yeah. It's later, yeah. It's You'll see tomorrow. I, I, Do you I, know what it is? Yeah, I know what it is. It, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's not game changing. I think there's some. I would say, but I actually had to sign an NDA, like a real NDA, oh, wow. like a real. Hey, sign this NDA. Then what how if, is that not a big deal? It? If what? you have to sign an NDA, then that'd be. I would assume that's a big deal. Then yeah, but um, you just don't. So, so like usually I'd be like, ah, listen, most people are going to listen to the archives, so let me just fucking say it. But so you really can't say it. I really can't. I don't want to no. be a dick. It's. I don't feel like it's huge deal though. It's, you know. Okay. Uh, John rides ADV. Uh, Steve, could you e-bike up Mount Martin at Millville without putting your feet down? Oh fuck no! That thing's steep. There's no way, man. No, no chance. You'd be right over backwards. It's steeper in person. Oh yeah. And the TV TV flattens everything. Like in Supercross, the rhythms, the whoops, they're way gnarlier. And outdoor, the hills are way bigger than TV makes it look. Right. That's old news, right? All right, everybody. Motorsport.com. Tweet at tit segment. Thanks for uh, listening to that. Thanks to motorsport.com. Daniel, are you ready for this? Yeah. Oh, we're doing the thing. Yeah. Where I first thought. I'm going to try to see if I say something different. This motorsport.com. Time. Sponsors main event moto. Fly racing. Sponsors main event moto. Decal works. Doesn't sponsor main event moto. <laughs> Here's how this is going to go. No. Uh, Vort- Vortex racing. Uh, at the bar and sprocket or is that the ignition? Which one? The bars in the sprocket. Bars in the sprocket. Race tech. Uh, good stuff. I mean, my son has DRS suspension. He's a authorized race tech dealer, but yep. all the internals are all race tech, and they're I stand behind them big time. Vertex pistons. Yeah, the other the other one of the other one. No, vortex and vertex <laughs> are <know>. different. <laughs> yeah, this is the other one. Okay. X brand goggles. Choice of champions can't win without it. Thank you, Michelin Starcross Five. Uh. Randy Richardson. Firepower batteries and chains. Used by the Chiz. Maxima USA. SE1. Uh, Pro Filter. SE1. Oh, Skosh. <laughs> I didn't do the Skosh read tonight. Thanks to the guys at Skosh. Battery mount. Battery, uh, I should say. Uh, battery backups. Just... Car mounts. Bike mounts. Uh, pulp 2021 is the code to save with Skosh.com. They got charging uh, uh, cables. They got mounts. They've got the uh, uh, USB-C. They're bigger than USB-C. That's a new thing now, Blair. USB-C. I, I won Skosh. You want a boom bottle? Pretty sure. Remember when I whooped Weimer's ass Okay, in well, here. where is it? Uh, do you not use it? I don't know. Oh, wow. So you don't even use the boom bottle. I think I know where it's at. Okay. Uh, I moved. I just moved, though. Like thank you to uh, Skosh for that boom bottle that Daniel doesn't seem to care about. Uh, they're fantastic. I used mine today, actually getting ready for the show to come here. I put All it right. on and uh, put some Van Halen on, and my life couldn't have gone any better. Not at all. Pulp 2021. It's code right. to save. ORW. Uh, growing. Got a new spot in Arizona. FMF. Um, probably pissed off at A. Ray and Rod Bell for something they did. <laughs> Atlas Neck Brace. The new real thin adult one that they don't have for kids, which I'm pissed about. Noof. It's coming. Okay, well, hurry Works up. connection. 
Phil uh, don't like their skid plates. Phil hates their skid plates. Put Phil in the comment section. Get a free sticker kit. Uh, OGO Power Sports. Uh, you finally got me a bag after three years of promising. Thank you. Art of Sport. Finally got me Art of Sport after three years of promising. Get Data. Truman. Guts Racing. One of the best families in the sport. The and uh, they're a NorCal company, too. Oh, I've and, known Andy since uh, we were both wee lads. They uh, they did some foam for me for my Project 500, and it is fantastic. It looks they, great. They absolutely crush everything. They're underrated company. WUSA? Uh, I think I was in studio with him. John I was, Anderson? I think the last time I was in, I was with him. Was yep. it? Okay. Great, great people yeah. down there at WUSA. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com? Um, Alex Balin. Ride Engineering? Adrian. Intense Cycles. You like those, right? I do. Okay, yep. yeah, I do. Steve likes them. Uh, all right, that's uh, that's the sponsors of the show. Again, sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. Get the codes, save some money. Uh, tweet me, uh, Instagram me, and uh, and I really appreciate it. Uh, last call of the night. Nick, what's up, man? What's going on, Steve? I want to make, I want to make you a bet right now. Or DB. I'll make a bet with DB Okay, well. is this uh, in Australian money or real money? Um, it can be either. Okay. I, bet, I bet right now that our Australian Des Nations team beats your team. Oh, I wouldn't take that bet. No, I wouldn't. I think there's a very good chance they would. Yeah. Are you talking Canada or U.S.? I'll, U.S. I'll give you any team. You can have two teams. That sweetens the deal for you. Okay. No, I'll, I'll take it. You just want to bet me that they win or not, Nick? Oh, no, 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 no. Our team beats your team. Uh, I'm not taking any team. No, I'm not doing that. I'll nope. take it. Okay. Well, now that I think about it, with Hunter and Beaton both on 450s against Barsha and Sexton, and then RJ and Jet, well, I mean, Jet's generational. He's so generational. He'll, he'll, right. He's generational, <laughs> so he'll probably win the whole damn thing, if I'm being honest. Uh, no, I'd say the American team will, will, will beat him. I, I forgot Beaton was young. If it was the other guy, well, it, Evans. It, Beaton's not on the team for sure. This is just all speculation. Who be- else would there be? I believe the Lawrences would be on there. Who else could they take, Nick? Um, I don't think they're going to take anyone from Australia. I just think that's not the case with what's going on down here at the moment. So right. I reckon the same. I reckon it's got to be beaten. It's got to be I beaten, think. yeah. yeah. I'll take yeah. the bet. How much? But, in in uh, your guys' you cho- fake money? You choose. You choose. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Deal. All right. Deal. 100 bucks. America versus Australia. MXDN battle. And, uh, Great. And, RJ's going to wash out eight times. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I think uh, it's a flip a coin, man. I don't feel confident in either side beating the other side. I think that's a flip a coin bet for sure. They're they're both going to be dude, really Jet, good. So, Jet makes me nervous. No, he's generational. <laughs> True. Yep. All right. All right, Nick. Thanks. Uh, so we got the bet. It's on. It's on. Uh, it's public knowledge now. So let's make this happen. All Watch right. like no one's let's available, and they send freaking. What about Troll Troll Train on a 450? I was trying to get that going. I heard that. That, No one was really having that. It didn't go very far. It didn't go far at all. No. Yeah. Uh, All right, Nick. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. 100 bucks on the line. Damn it. Yeah, you should. I just Uh, screwed you. Honestly, I feel like I lose every money bet I'm ever in. Oh, you do? Every money bet. So I just screwed USA hard. Okay. My bad, guys. Uh, Justin Barsha, Jeremy Martin, Phil Nicoletti, best interview tonight? God, they were all good, to be honest. Um, I, I can't pick one. The whole run, it was just a one, two, three. Knocked them out. They That's were what good. what we do on this show. We knock them out. Yeah, J-Mart was good. We knock them up, and then we knock them out. I made Phil laugh a couple times. You did. He, was, he smiled. Yeah, I feel like Phil's attitude's getting better. Well, he didn't have to race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, have, have him on after a non-racing weekend. He's probably not that grumpy. Mark's best interview tonight. Do I have to choose? If I have to choose, I'd go uh, Barsha. All right. You think Tits was paying attention enough? Uh, probably not. I'll answer that for you. I was not. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Very honest. It. <laughs> uh, Respect the honesty. Yep. Thanks to those guys for coming on. Uh, thank you to JT as well. Thanks to Swisscore and Moser. Uh, Pookie as well. Again, I apologize, honey, from the, the bottom of my heart over making fun of your Pebble Ice machine because uh, Pebble Ice is here and it's fucking rules. So, uh, Thanks again, Daniel, for coming yeah. in. Um, good job, as always, with everything you've been doing. Um, Thank you. And we'll see you in the booth with Ricky then, I guess, in 2022. <laughs> I haven't heard. I, I, I swear <laughs> I have not heard one word. There's uh, not been a single word conversation about EagleGrit.com. Uh, go there. Support that company if you want to support yeah. Daniel. Main event MotoPod, of course, as well. Ooh, uh, how about oh, this? Yes. Go through your Amazon link. Oh, yeah. And then get the Eagle, the Eagle Grit 16-ounce bottles. They're twelve ninety nine. They're Amazon Prime, but go through Steve's link. Perfect. That's but they didn't, then they don't get a discount. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. But still. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll be, we'll be back next week with JT and Kiefer to talk about Washugal. Have a good week. We're out of here. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Complete.